Podcast for Saturday, something, 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 something. It's 2013. I have no sense of the passage of time. It's what January? What the fucking like fifth or something like that? Downton Abbey starts again tomorrow. Oh, does Ooh, it? Do you care? I had some when I was back in. Texas, Any of you seen Downton I had friends ask me like, "Are you Downton Abbey?" And I had to go into it all over again. This is supposedly a spoiler for Downton Abbey. Supposedly, this is supposed to be the last season with the main dude because he's leaving for next season because they're like I want to be a Broadway star I don't want to kiss Mary Crowley <laughs> we've had this conversation fuck before. that guy I saw well, I, I guess what people in the UK probably know a lot about this they were talking about how supposedly Maggie Smith was supposed to be leaving this season she oh, got yeah. tired I guess no she's sticking around at least until next she's season she's not tired of money <laughs> Don't point it out that like Maggie Smith is to the guy who created Downton Abbey what uh, Alan Rickman was to J.K. Rowling. Where after a while, you pretty much just <laughs> the whole thing just pretty much becomes about that one character, and the yeah. creator of the show is pretty much just writing for that one character. <laughs> so there's no reason for for Maggie Smith to leave. But yeah, yeah, anyway, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks to Mike Russell for hosting co-hosting last week's episode. And yeah, movies. This is a pretty popular episode. Wonderful mensch, Mike Russell. Yeah, it was a two. And a, we didn't mean it to be a two and a half hour long. That's the boy howdy. Podcast. What did we talk about last week? Movies. Was it just movies? Were we just talking about movies of 2012? I can't remember. I only listened to the first 30 minutes. I was on the podcast. Oh, really? <laughs> well, no, I just didn't have time to listen to anything else. I don't listen to podcasts. You were only on like 12 hour flights to Texas and back. Dude, my my touch ran out of juice both times, which was yeah. annoying as fuck. But yeah, no. Guess who bought a lot of ebooks? <laughs> Jesus Christ. What'd you buy? What kind of ebooks? Um, I bought uh, a couple. Like ebooks, not audiobooks, right? Well, I had audiobooks too, which yeah. again doesn't help me when my podcast had juice. Fortunately, yeah. I'd also had. I need to buy like two more books. touches. There we go. Getting like get an iPod bandolier <laughs> for, tri- for trips. I'm like, I problem solved. I can play Angry Birds until the end of the world. <laughs> um. So yeah, and he's back in town. That's a Tom Waits song, and that should be the, the if, if if I were smart, that should be the music. You did that. that I think you did that the last the time. Last I was time, yeah, exactly. Real, yeah. So it's good to be consistent. So how you doing? I'm doing okay. Yeah. So one of the books I read on my flight. What? No, go ahead, Bill. No. Okay. I can see it in your eyes. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I miss you too, Bill. So, no, one of the books I read last week was a gift from a friend of mine, Leslie Wolfhard. Um, she, Man, she's the best. She's the best. She gave me a couple of books. One of them was this book called The Uncommon Reader. The hell is this? Which I recommend the hell out of reading. It is a hell of delight. It is about the. It is a novel, a fiction, about um, the Queen of England becoming enamored of books and how it changes her life. This is like a documentary? No, it's it's a... It's a fictional fiction. book. Yes. Yeah. Hence me saying the real Queen of England. It's not like a steampunk. I'm just gonna say because Bill always tries to pin this on me every time. Whenever there's a email notification sound on the podcast, he always goes, "Yeah, that's Annie. She's always on her fucking yeah." It's and only it it's only because you're using the iPad. You're right, Bill. I left the sound on, so your email <laughs> notification. Anyway, so your, about the Queen of England, she loves shit. books. No, it's 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 a very it's a short book, but it's really enjoyable. It's Is, are book. most of the books about corgis? No, it's, the whole thing is that she becomes just kind of a, I hate to say an indiscriminating reader, but she'll read a, a voracious reader and she wants to read a little bit of everything. It's very sweet. And it's like about, you know, she's the queen. She's always been, ha- had to be very removed from everyone 
but at the same time available to everyone. And, like, she can't really have opinions because opinions, you know, distance people. This is after she becomes queen? Like, after Oh, yeah, this ascension. is modern day yeah. current Queen of England. Just oh, boo boo hoo! Queen of England, so sad. She's only one of the most powerful people in the world. She can't come up with her own opinions except, oh, what you will you feed the corgis? Hey, blah, Bill. Blah, blah. Why don't you go fuck yourself? Let me finish what I was saying <laughs> I know, about this book ahead, that I really liked. Ahead. I hate talking to you about anything that I like because you always try to make it into some dumb joke that's not No, funny. it's not a joke. I'm serious. The, th- the whole thing is that she can't, she can't voice opinions because it's going to alienate some of her Well, people. not to the public. I'm sure she can that's talk to people behind the scenes. Well, but when you spend 50 years not being able to voice opinions, you just kind of keep it to yourself. You always try to stay the Well, course. that's one of the things that everyone complains about. Like, oh, okay, boo-hoo. Bill, let me finish what I'm trying to get at here. Okay, My okay. point is, is that in books, she is freed from those sorts of things. In books, she doesn't isn't distanced from people. In books, and like because whenever anyone she talks to, they treat her like this other person, this alien. Yeah, queen, exactly. Yeah, is unlike any other human being. But books are like she, you know, she's like books. It's are, a grounding thing. Yeah, books are the like it's like books are a republic in that we are all you are all equal. books don't care who you are when you're reading them, and it's about how it changes her life and changes her perspective. It's a very short book, very sweet, very wonderful. How does it change her perspective? Makes you want to read. It's the whole point of the book. I'm not going to tell you. This no, literally, no. the book is not. There's not much to it. That's the book. Did she read a book about <laughs> Irish unification? Say, you know what? Maybe Irish and Scotland should be. We should let them do their own That's thing. It. it has my one of my favorite final sentences of any book. Yeah, yeah. Nuke them. Nuke them all. <laughs> Nuke the site from orbit. Yeah, that's exactly. Last, no, that sounds one. cool. Well, it's interesting to take like a living known one of the most that famous the people in the world and yeah. turn them into kind of like make this liter like like fictional story. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm sure like that. There's like aspects of that are born uh, in real life. It's not completely yeah. just made up. But it's interesting. But it's not like she queen, had a chance to interview the queen, the queen about this or it's anything not like that. Like, yeah. It's not like it's a person that we know. It's like a public figure. But Bill, what's the queen's actual name? Susan. See, it's a thing. It's like it's Wait, a public she has figure. A real, isn't it Elizabeth? What, what's her real name? I, I don't know either. Isn't Elizabeth? <laughs> I can't remember what her name is. I think she may be Elizabeth. I don't know. Anyway, my point is, is that it's a public figure, but it's a public figure that no one has any. Wait, she's got a real name other than Elizabeth. I mean, like, she has a full name. What's her last name? Windsor? I don't. That's my point. Bill. Are they German? Didn't they get invaded by the Germans <laughs> like uh, 150 years ago? No one trusts them because like <laughs> this royal English royal family are like a bunch of krauts, and secretly like people in England are like, well. This is a real royal family. Real royal family died, like, during Jack of the Ripper ages or something. I met shit. a man named Frank von Frankelstein. <laughs> what? What was an amazing name. On the plane? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing name. His actual name, Frank von Frankelstein. How were your flights? Uh, every single flight I was on had a dog on it. When did that become a thing? Like, in kennels? Uh, oh, did they, like, the dog pee in the kennel yes. next to you? Yes. Yeah. So, on my flight in to the Texas, the lady put down the carrier on the seat next to me so she could get her carry-on case. The dog made eye contact with me, had a look of despair, thousand-yard stare, Aww. and pissed so noisily. What kind of dog? Uh, it was, was like at a least a... Oh, okay. Yeah. Then there was a poodle. I had two return flights. One had a poodle that was really cool, More... really chill, and then had a panic attack the second half of the flight. Like yipping ride. and stuff? Hey! 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 Didn't you put it in, like, hey, in the cargo? Hey, no, you have to put it, you have to, like, I don't think they legally, I don't think they allow you to do that anymore. A. Really? And well, B, I think well, only... once the Muppet movie came out, they showed say, how animals like, get treated on international cargo. out of the cargo. <laughs> That's it. it. It was too expensive to equip them all with parachutes, so. <laughs> exactly, yeah. No, the, uh... More, uh, more dogs on the flights than kids? Dogs. Well, no, my flight, I can't remember, it was one of my flights, I was perfectly triangulated between three screaming children. It's terrible. I saw somebody who was flying this week was... 
It was somebody complaining about how if you have a child under the age of five, there's no reason they should be on an airplane. Like, if you have a kid, you find any excuse not to travel by plane. Even if it's like a death in the family, you send a letter. <laughs> like That's for this right. for your sanity and everyone else's. Because what family member wants to see children? Yeah. There's trains. You <laughs> can send them by truck. Have you ever traveled by train? Yeah, it's awesome. Oh. If you're only traveling across state lines for about two hours. Exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> if you have to stay overnight. Train, I took a train ride. It train trains are awesome, but the first big train ride I took from Texas to um, Illinois to Chicago. Yeah. Well, that's a trip. Yeah. I, it was delayed by twenty four hours. And that kind of put into perspective train travel for me for all time. When I was a kid, my my dad, my oh no, my mom, my sister, and I we for some, I can't remember why, but we took a train down from Pittsburgh to uh, Texas mm-hmm. uh, to visit family. I don't know why my dad wasn't with us, but uh, um, my sister got sick like six hours after we left Pittsburgh. It was yeah. just we were out far away enough, like we couldn't find any way to get back to Pittsburgh because she yeah. was like throwing up on the train and Ugh. stuff. And so we spent the next three and a half days with my sister just throwing up all over the place. Super, she should have been in a hospital, yeah. but she was just on this train, like like multiple trains because we had to jump <laughs> different trains. So you Texas, and I love was, the magic of train travel. Oh <laughs> man! Oh man! I mean, uh, train travel fixed itself when I was in college, and I yeah. had to take the train from uh, uh, Pittsburgh to Philadelphia back and forth, yeah. and going over the Appalachian Mountains in the winter was super awesome. Oh, yeah. No, that that was beautiful. And that, and that was only, like, at the most, maybe an eight-hour train ride, yeah. which is pretty much the maximum before the train ride gets ridiculous. Yeah. Like, eight hours, you can kill eight hours of time. It's not necessarily fun, but if you bring enough books and stuff, you can entertain yourself. That's yeah. fine. And you're still within the same state. It's not like you're, like, yeah, it's not a huge trip. Yeah. But yeah, so that was nice. But yeah, anything beyond that is just kind of like, eh. Yeah, Foley keeps trying to get me to take, there's some rail line in Australia that's like the trans, like it's a trans-Australian yeah. rail. She really wants to go. Get a fucking car and do it Mad Max style. <laughs> <laughs> that's half the reason why you're going to Australia. No. <laughs> like do things Mad Max Set your own style. destination. Yeah, that's Jesus it. Christ. Yeah. That's it. The other book Make sure you have plane. plenty of gasoline. So I f- was able to finish... Uh, the Common Reader, and then my touch ran out of juice. Like, literally about three pages. They don't have chargers, like, like even, like, little sockets on the airplane. I know some airplanes do have, they like, do have just, the, like, s- plugs. Some stuff. of the terminals do, but my flights didn't. Not inside, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, I did bring some, thank God I brought some paper books, just in case. I brought the most recent Yatsuba volume, I believe it's Yatsuba volume 11, which I, it came out a couple months ago. I bought it the day it came out, and I just haven't read it yet. Yatsuba continues to be amazing, but I foolishly not did not know that this is a Yatsuba book that was all about food. From the start, she eats a pizza for the first time. She Aww. has noodles. It's a really great. It's a great little comic, but uh, and it's a full a lot of joy. It's a pleasure to read, but it's all about food. Here I am on the plane. I don't eat before I ride on planes because I get anxious tummy. Yeah. And then so on the plane, I'm just starving. When I travel, I do not consume anything. Yeah. Just because, like, yeah, the worst thing is like being anywhere and having to go to the bathroom or just even like yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I, I asked for extra peanuts. I actually pressed the little button for the attendant. I'm like, can I have more food? Because Yatsuba's eating a pizza and it looks amazing. Yeah, for people to know, Yatsuba is a Japanese manga about this little girl who just goes on adventures. It's yeah. one of the cutest things in the world. Actually, if you've ever been to 4chan, you've seen Yatsuba because she's yeah. like the logo of 4chan. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's it's one of the greatest comic books of all time. And he's still that guy's still popping out new uh, comics. Yeah, yeah Super Twelve will be coming out this year. Yeah, I can't. I I, I remember like just a couple of years ago we were like, oh man, I hope we get you get Super Number Five. Well, now it's, it's up to twelve. Yen or who, no Yen Press is publishing it now. Whoever was publishing well, it first publishers, from that we, business. Yeah. Wasn't like so there was a question of whether we would ever get the new the new books. No, I'm glad so. they're still coming. Out. I'm glad they it, like they were to help you in your moment of. My moment of need. Yeah. The other book I read on the plane. Was, what else does she eat? Pizza um, noodles. And what else? I'm trying to think. 
I can't remember. Yakisoba. Yakisoba. The uh, the I, the other, the last book I read on the plane was the Sisters Brothers. I had heard about this book. I bought good. this and started reading it just because you were flipping out about it. It's fucking good. I got the audiobook of it like a, before I went on my trip to San Francisco, mm-hmm. and I listened to it a little bit, and I just couldn't get into it. It does not start raucously. I'll put it that way. But it's a fucking great book. It may be one of my favorite. It's a books. short book too. It's only like three hundred pages. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not. It's not a huge time investment. It's about these two brothers who are hired killers. Uh, and they're going out to make a hit. It is it is very much so a episode episodic kind of novel. Yeah. And it's not super plot heavy. Is it there much really of an overarching is... plot? Because it's, I could see it being kind of more of a just yeah like it's more it's a, it's a like journey blah, blah, blah. sort of oh, okay. blah blah blah. I mean, it's a classic western in that way. But it's it's more it's more of a character piece. It's more of an analysis of this guy Eli's sisters, who is my favorite. One of my favorite protagonists ever, because he's just a big lug. Yeah. Who really just wants to find a girl. And... I only got so far in the book where he has to pull his teeth because his teeth get infected. And yeah. And his face swells up. And his, yeah. his brother. It's almost like a little bit like a Von Mice and Men thing where kind of like the main character is like this big kind of dumb lug. And his brother's kind of the smaller, like, it seems like he's like kind of sharper witted one. And he's it's not like actually. them just kind of like one. Charlie's well, a dipshit. it seems like they're both dipshits, but like, yeah. the, like what was it, Eli? Who's Char- the bigger one? Eli has self awareness and Charlie does not. That's, That's what the it kind of boils down to. Yeah. But no, like, the what, what little I've read seems to be pretty good so far. Yeah. And yeah, you and so many other people have seen, like, flip out about this book in the last year. I've been like, it's, oh my God, Sisters Brothers are great. It's sweet, funny, brutal, and cruel. Yeah. I, I really, it's a great. This great is why book. I got you on your. Uh, uh, you're a Butch Cassidy kick again this week. I'm always in a Butch Cassidy. Kick, I know, but specifically last I'm night, you were like, it was like one o'clock in the morning. You're like Butch Cassidy. <laughs> I'm always thinking about. You Butch did Cassidy. find some amazing uh, production photos from yeah. the set of Butch Cassidy, like on for sale on eBay and stuff like I, that. I don't know why I've never looked for press photos on eBay. Well, I never. It's, it's hard to cull through reproductions and originals. I've seen Butch Cassidy a whole bunch of times. I don't remember a scene where uh, Catherine Ross dresses up like a cowboy. It's when they're in Bolivia. I must have blacked out or something like that. Yeah, she helps them for a while. Cause she's she's hot, but she's even hot as a cowgirl. It's like, oh my god, Catherine yeah, she Ross. she in in Bolivia they she helps them commit a few crimes. And then she's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. This isn't sustainable. I'm going home. We probably talked about this, but, about this in the podcast, but yeah, you're always trying to figure out whether or not you want to be Butch Cassidy or if you want to hang out with Butch Cassidy. No, and I don't want to be those guys. Are you well, kidding? Well, no, no. Up to a certain point. At a certain point, you go, you guys. You know what? You guys gotta go hit your uh, donkeys over here. I'm going to go read my book over here. We have never talked about this because I've never felt that way. I'm obsessed with that book. With that movie, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It is my perfect Robin Hood movie. I don't well, want to be those characters or do them. I just want to watch them. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, that's the thing. If like I don't know whether or not you want to be like another cowboy hanging out with those guys, or you want to be like Catherine Ross. Well, Catherine Ross got the best of both worlds, where she's yeah, kind of she like does. yeah, literally and figuratively. Oh, she, she got the best of both penises. That's right. Most dick worlds. Um, <laughs> they called her uh, finger cuffs. I am never a sort of person where I consume media and go, I wish I was there. That is never a thought. Well, there. no, you. Just, uh, the only reason I bring this up is because you brought this up on Twitter last night. How? Emily how? did. Oh. No. But I mean, my thing. I, I never. I never read things and go, I wish I was them. I wish. I never. I never do that. Books and, what are you and stories about? to me are. Don't always... you wish you were a woman in a time where you can't vote <laughs> and tampons and bras haven't been know. invented yet? I have never been a big self-insertion person. Yeah. Like ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the look of childlike delight on Bill's face. Jesus Christ. I like I. That's why when even like as a youth on role playing uh, on on fandom stuff online. You know, there was always the big role-playing element. And that was always the hardest for me, because I'm like, why? When I'm not those people. I'm not in that world. It's weird. Not that I did not engage and I don't enjoy, like, role-playing games and stuff like that. 
It's if you had bizarre. to be a lady in the Wild West with any fictional cowboys, though, being Catherine Ross. <laughs> if you twist it, well, dude, she has to leave because she doesn't want to watch them die. What part of that is Up desirable? Up to a certain point, she has a couple, she has a good, like, five or six years with I those guys. I just want guys. to be there for the sustained <laughs> orgasm sequence, and then I'm gone. That's it. Oh, my God. I, I thought a lot about fandom while I was down in Texas. Yeah. Which is actually kind of funny. I was thinking about how fandom was a really healthy and helpful escapist thing for me for a long time, which is hilarious because I was thinking, I went down to Texas for a funeral, and I was thinking about fandom being a good form of escapism as a form of escapism. It was a very Inception sort of thought. Yeah, I kind of miss fandom. Fandom was fun. You gotta get back into fandom. That's why I'm all up into Avatar and Firefly. (laughs) That's right. Me being older... Like, I, when, when I was in my teen, teens and 20s, like, the internet really wasn't that much of a thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm 50. Or That's right. You're 87 years old. No, but I didn't have, like, like like people that are even just a couple years younger like me, like Annie, I didn't have that, like, growing up, I didn't have that escape into the internet to join a fandom or anything like that. So yeah. there's been a couple, like, late-blooming fandoms. I've been like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love the Avatar online community. What I miss most about but, yeah. fandom is that, at least my experience in fandom, is that, you know, you noodle around fandom and there's a large, there's a fandom at large, but you always make, like, your fandom bros. Yeah. And there are these people who very quickly transcend fandom and just become really good friends. I was yeah. thinking about these people the other day. I'm like, I wonder whatever happened to Sarah and Jack and 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 Liz. You'll have to uh, start a wishbone convention. <laughs> there we go. Yes, Bill. I am, of course, referring to the boisterous, <laughs> erotic wishbone role-playing forums that I was a part of. What else could I be talking about? Did you see Robin Hood's coming on Blu-ray this year, supposedly? That's the rumor. Which one? Uh, I guess uh, Disney has sent Robin Hood in for, like, scanning and restoration and stuff like that. And so, which suggests that there's going to be some kind of, like, HD release sometime in the I'm going to be cool. Just throwing that out there. I'm not going to freak out about that. Even if you're going to have an online reunion, that's a good time to, like... (laughs) You know what? I never made friends in Robin Hood fandom. I know. Well, yeah, you you kind of said that. You seemed like you were into Robin Hood just by yourself. It was kind of a one-person That's how you found out about furries, because... Exactly. Then the furries came to me. (laughs) That's not true. I was involved in the outskirts of furry fandom, but I was... But not, like, sexual... Well, there was the thing. There was this whole... At least when I was a part of fandom, there was this whole big movement of the, the people who are into animals that dressed in, like people talking to people versus the people who just want to fuck animals which you know god bless everybody has their something but uh, yeah it's it's hard to be you know like oh yeah no i'm in furry fandom people just kind of look cross-eyed at you well, I, can't, I can't even think of a day where furries weren't necessarily just the sexual component of it. it was just people who were just into like anthropomorphic whatever yeah yeah that, it, that is such still, a long distance pass. Well, no, no, no. It's just, it's one of those things. I can't, it's, well, to be fair, it's because it's not a fandom. Per, I mean, it is, but it's like being it's a, a sci fi fan. Yeah. It's like, it's such an ill defined fandom that it's by definition a big tent sort of thing. Yeah. But uh, I can't think of another fandom that is so overly sexualized, or at least people associate with. Well, I guess. No, furries are on the bottom rung, like, the, uh, of, of like internet, like, like. Of, of the strata. Because I think, I think right now bronies are the punching bag. Well, bronies just because they're were. new and yeah. because they have the stink of furry on them. <laughs> Largely justified, too. Like, no. the, like, the bronies themselves are not helping their own cause. Well, but I, I was trying to think of, I think bronies are the only other fandom that I've seen that, 
that from those outside of the fandom, people tend to just associate them with, with like, um, deviant, uh, yeah, I, I, I uh, love Joshin whenever, like, I'll just jokingly bring up My Little Pony with him just to needle him. Yeah. he fucking, he, he, he doesn't have a particular problem with My Little Pony this show, but, the, like, the, the knowledge that anyone over the age of 25 is not ironically into My Little Pony, <laughs> and it's like, their lifestyle just freaks him out, squicks, it, it literally, like, squicks him out so bad that, like, yeah, it's great to, like, oh, let's watch My Little Pony, and he just goes... <laughs> I don't know how it came up, but I did have to explain bronies to my mother and oh, my yeah? father. What'd you I say? Well, I was like, it's you, it's adults, usually adult men, who are in a metal pony. And they were like, okay. My mom, God bless. My mom, because my mom is the most live and let live person ever. She and not like, just like they watch the show and they like it, but like people who like base their lifestyle around it. Where well, it's I mean, like, there's always... it's part of their online identity. Like, I was, I, I watched My Little Pony, I liked it, but I'm not a brony just because I'm like... a Totoro making a Star Trek sign as your Twitter icon. Yeah. Your fandom is part of your online identity. That's the easiest thing no, to do. No, but like, that, well, that's just general geekiness. It's not one specific thing. But like, I, I mean, I've watched My Little Pony, but I've never like been like, who are the characters' names? Like, I don't even remember the characters' names or anything. I thought it was a good show, but I'm not like... Well, I'm just saying, it's like, I can't, I can't, it's hard for me to demonize a fandom, because it's like, you know what, there's always going to be well, the outliers. Well, aren't doing anything bad. Well, that's like any fandom. No fam- fandom is inherently bad. I just feel bad it's for just... Brodies in particular, yeah. because Brodies, it's like, Brodies is something you say and then snicker. Is there anything that's like the female equivalent of Brodies, where it's kind of like a big fan, sh- like, shame, is... shamedom? There's nothing, no, like, maybe Twilight or something like that, but that's not, like, that's based not off of cartoon, them. but that's appropriate. I mean, that, half of those books and shit are porn anyway, so. <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey, again, that's, like, that's specifically kind of erotic anyway, so. Yeah. Oh, man, so I, while I was in Texas, I really needed, I read my books, and I needed another book, so mm-hmm. I go to the bookstore, and I went to look at the romance section just out of curiosity, and just the covers are so, it's just, like, Color with object on it. That's all it is. It's all based on the Twilight stuff. Do you hear that? Twilight yeah. and Fifty Shades of Grey both have this what are the very particular. Isn't it just like a like like it's like a black or... yeah, and then there's like a blue a rubber tinted... chicken, <laughs> rubber <laughs> chicken with the dildo. After a while, man, that's one thing. Erotic clown fiction. <laughs> Did you Clownies, see? they're the bottom. Oh, this is something we're, we're, uh, I forgot to put on the list, but did you see the previews for Warm Bodies, the erotic zombie movie? I'm not going to click that, Bill. I saw the links to it. I'm not going to click that. Yeah! I have no patience I saw one of the trailers anyway. before. Oh, I forget. I saw one of the trailers somewhere. It actually seemed kind of like a cute movie. Who That's knows what, what the actual finish from it? everyone. I'm like, I don't care. But it is, like, that. even the main guy they cast as, like, the main sexy zombie, he looks so much like, <laughs> like, like Twilight guy that, like, it's like, it's obviously they're just trying to, like, start a new Twilight thing where instead of wanting to bone vampires, like, oh, I don't want to, but, like, I want to bone someone whose bones will pop I out. love whoever <laughs> thought, like, you know what, mate, if we can get women wanting to try to fuck zombies, that could be, like, make us a lot of money. I just love, like, what, I can't imagine what kind of meetings this guy had to pitch where he's like, you know what, zombies are a challenge, but I think we could pull this <laughs> off. As long so, as... okay. Vampires are ultimately about sexual power. That is what vampires are about. Yeah. Werewolves are about the loss of control, which, which can be sexy. Le- Leah. How do you sexualize zombies? I know. That's why I'm kind of curious <laughs> to see this movie. Because you're like, what are you doing? Every because... time people, I've seen people try to sexualize zombies to mix success, and I'm always like, you know what? Viscera is involved. I do not. I'm not wired the 
I've, I've seen I've seen stuff online where people have done like porn about female zombies, and at least well, guys will fuck anything, whether it's rotten. They're just more holes. Yeah, just, just exactly. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're trying to like like make like the like like trying to like make zombie guys appealing to ladies, like yeah. isn't their dick gonna rot off? Like this is seems well, like do you want to put dead dick, dick in you? Though. Like no, but well, that when you try to like sexualize it specifically, make it a physical thing. Like, ugh. Maybe the thing where, like, the guy, he, he loves you so much he wants to eat you. I don't know if they're, like, they're, they're trying to play into that where, like, like the consumption angle or something like that. I guess. Yeah, I'm sure people, are, there, I'm sure there's a whole, I'm sure there's actually a whole zombie porn community that I'm has sure. already sorted this all along. <laughs> Somebody at home is listening to us going, God, you guys, you don't even, you have no idea. But... What did you do this week, Bill? <laughs> what did I do this week? What did I do? It's been two uh, weeks. Guns of Icarus Online? Oh, man. So, yeah, Guns of Icarus Online is a game uh, I had only heard from the Hey Ash, What You Got, uh, What You're Playing guys. Yeah. I've been tweeting about it, uh, about how they do this thing where they'll play games on their, tw- uh, was it Twitch TV feed? Mm-hmm. And this is the most recent thing they've, they've really started getting into, and I just kept on hearing them say, Guns of Icarus Online, blah, blah, blah. And I did tend not to pay attention to that stuff, because most of the times, whatever they're playing that's... If it's not a console game, it's usually a PC game, and I can't play it, so I don't even bother yeah. to watch it, because I, I get tired of watching... Games you can't eat. Footage play. of awesome PC games that I can't yeah. play. And I think... It wasn't like Grumpy Turtles somebody online mentioned, oh, this is a Mac game. I was like, oh, shit. And, like, the, in fact, there's there's actually a sale that's going on right now, which I literally think ends, like, in, a, in about an hour, where the game is only 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. There's a special edition that's, like, 15 bucks. And if you want to buy four copies of the game, one for you and three for uh, your friends, because it's 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 it's, it's a group social game yeah. that's, like, 20 bucks. It's mm-hmm. uh, pretty dirt cheap. And so Grumpy Turtle on a whim, he was like, oh, there is a Mac version. I know you're hard for Mac games. He bought me a gift copy of the oh, game. Guns of Icarus Online is a group airship combat game mm-hmm. where you and a whole bunch of your friends you man an airship or two airships and just fight other airships mm-hmm. and uh, everyone you know there's there's three different classes pilot engineer and is it gunner and um, you know each each uh each class has like you know you go in with like different tools and stuff and really like one guy pilots uh, the ship while uh, everyone else mans the guns or like fixes everything. Yeah. And like you know like if if like if your guns get shot up, the engineer goes and fix the guns. If the if, like the uh, engines get shot up, you go in and fix the engines. Mm-hmm. And so like you have to coordinate and stuff like that. It's really cool. I've been only been able to play with, my, with myself online because uh, me and Grumpy Turtle haven't been able to meet together because we both both been busy. I've only played the game for like maybe half an hour, forty five minutes. Yeah. But it's really fun. It's a big steampunk airship game. Yeah. Where it's like all communal, team based. That's pretty great. Kind of cool, and it's it's deathmatch, but you know it's not like one to one deathmatch, but it's a, you're on a big airship flying around and just blowing up other airships. Anybody who cute. wants to play with Bill, Bill's what's your, what's your Steam name? Would you have any interest in playing? No. <laughs> Why? It's a mad game. Because I don't. Care. I almost bought you a copy, but just. Why the... would I play it? Because it's online. It's one of the few games you can play on the Mac. It's an airship. I don't. You could run around as a girl with a big hammer. You could be the mechanic chick from Atlantis, the I would Lost play Empire. One round and then never touch it again. Why? Because where is the narrative or story or world building? This is the that person we... you've been talking about trying to build a gaming PC so you can play more PC games. But 
not that. I want to play indie, like, adventure games. I want to play, like, old me. RPGs. I want to play, like... You have no bloodlust to try to destroy other people, even no, if it's not. a steampunk... It's just funny, because I hate steampunk bullshit. And this is actually very cute. I have a soft spot for steampunk bullshit. That's what I'm saying. Play some guns everywhere online. I, that's, it's $10! I don't, like, I don't like playing online games with other people. Grumpy Turtle, thank you. I can appreciate guns everywhere online. What is your online. Steam name? Is it Mudrin or is it Mr. Aids? That's a good question. I'm not entirely sure. If it's, it's we'll, we'll put it in the show notes. If any of you guys want to play, my Guns character's name was Bill. Captain Buttmeat. Oh, Jesus Christ! They made me read. There's a tweet that I read that I can't stop thinking about. Someone retweeted someone saying, "Front butt is my cellar door." <laughs> Just cannot stop thinking that about me, right? And laughing and laughing and laughing. Front butt is my so, cellar my door. ship's name is the Fart Fort. <laughs> That's it. Sun tells me I'm gonna have to rename Professor that too. Professor Fart but... Sparkle. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's a cute game. It's 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 not very big. Like you like there's only like there's only like two or three maps. There's like mm-hmm. half a dozen ships, and um, you know it's not you're not gonna be playing it forever. But yeah. it's like as yeah, double team based uh, you know strategy air punk like air punk game. It's it's yeah. just pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. That's why That's I was awesome. playing. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds cute. I just I don't, yeah. There's not anything there that would appeal to me. Uh. I've looked at gameplay footage of it, but I just don't want to play. It's not anything... You just you don't know? want to kill anybody, unless it's Voss. Voss. Yeah. How did have Far Cry 3 go? I did finish Far Cry 3 this week. Yeah. Man, that game does not earn any of the narrative no, notes it is, it, it is written by a fucking child. It is appalling, which is a shame, because it's a fun game. Yeah. Well, I should say, it's totally one of those sandbox games that whenever you actually have to do a gameplay mission, you're just, like, waiting for it to end so you can go back. Yeah, back so got, yeah, run around. I hate games that give you stealth elements and then put you in, in scenarios where you cannot use any of them. Like what? Especially towards the end well, of the game. mission stuff, the stealth stuff kind of just compl- disappears yeah, completely. it becomes running gun. In which um, case, why I do like have... the more stealth stuff you get is kind of more useful for taking out enemy uh, hangouts. Those, oh, yeah. like, the bases and stuff, and that's fine. But yeah, story-wise, yeah, the stealth stuff is not really any kind of an issue, which, which is weird. It, well, for making such a big deal out of it, it's bizarre that you not have it. The, yeah, but... The, especially after Dishonored. Any game that has stealth, stealth elements, yeah. I just judge them so much more harshly. Because my, I am not a run-and-gun gameplay sort of person. Well, excuse me, that's not true. I am, usually. But in that game, very quickly, I developed a more stealthy sniper approach. Yeah. Because if you choose your positions... Wait, in Far Cry? Yeah, in Far Cry yeah. 3. I took out almost all of those compounds by just um, scouting around, um, photographing all the people so I could have trackers for them, finding the highest ground where I could hide, and then mm-hmm. just taking out the alarm boxes and sniping Did you take out any of the... So you were you taking out bases without raising the alarm? Yeah. Or, like, actually, like... Towards the end of the game, I did the last 25, like, the last 25% of the, the bases I was able to take without any alarms, without actually entering them while being undetected. But yeah, the actual, that's, that's, that's an oddly addictive game, though. That is, is a fun game. That sort of gameplay is very gratifying to me. Big so having just said stuff, yeah. that, you know, um, I don't necessarily like violence in games, and I really need characters and plot, there's, there's it's one kind of game that I'm terribly susceptible to, and it is the um, sandbox game with a map. Yeah. <laughs> and the map <laughs> has colored points that you need to capture, and I go Well, the Assassin's them. Creed thing, yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. It's like Assassin's Creed. It's one of the reasons why Saboteur is one of my favorite games. Well, I was going to ask you, because you were, like, fucked up addicted to 
saboteur for like about a month and a half. Apeshit bazonkers about saboteur. This is still no saboteur in terms of your estimation. A similar itch in that it is that same thing. Like with saboteur, there's something. To be fair, one of the real reasons why I love Saboteur was that the, uh, the game was a tiny bit broken and that you could snipe people with a um, handgun. <laughs> really? Yeah, kind of like the <laughs> Halo like, thing? Yeah. From like a mile away. So that's yeah. how I would do all those. I would do the same thing. I would try... That game really didn't have much of a stealth system, but I would try to take everyone out from afar and, um, you know, and very very methodically pick my way through. And, and But yeah, it's that same sort of satisfaction of just like, you know unlocking those sorts of things like i if they ever came out with a game that's just a big red map and i just had to go from base to base and turn them all blue that'd probably be my game of the year yeah i kind of like it when i first started up playing fire cry 3 i most of the stuff i was doing was just like running from uh, place to place trying to unlock the radio towers yeah. just to like oh, yeah, add stuff to my map too. then i realized like i like within the first three or four hours i had like done half of those that were available in the game like out of 18 radio towers i had unlocked nine of them i was like this is kind of the most fun part of the game yeah i like i had to ration those the rest of those out for the rest (laughs) of the game so i didn't like yeah yeah but no goddamn fuck all of the quote-unquote puzzles that were climbing the radio towers those were terrible i don't like the fact that each tower is unique it's not just the same thing over and over again some of them are a little bit needlessly like way obtuse so what they did was it's a first person game yeah and talking about far cry 3 it has no sort of platforming elements or anything like that until you get to these radio towers which you know they they usually have like a spiral staircase that goes up them, except in half of them the staircase is broken or there are ladders and there are points you have to jump to. Except it's all of a sudden this little platforming thing and like a little puzzle where you have to figure out where to go next yeah. in a game that does not feature them. Well, first person that are not first person games well. in general have been terrible at platform. That, that yeah. that's the reason why like platforming is never a big thing first person shooters because you yeah. can't see your feet. Yeah. It's hard to gauge exactly where you are in the environment in oh, relation yeah. to the things you're supposed to grab onto and stuff like that. And well one of the uh the only time I had a really hard problem with the radio tower puzzle platforming puzzles in Far Cry 3 was there was one that was like three towers from the end. There yes. was one where I yeah. had to, you have to jump from a higher point down to a lower point yeah. on the side of this radio tower. Yeah. And instead of landing on my feet, I would like, like bounce off the side of the tower and just yep. drop to my death. And die. And I had I literally had to do this about six or seven, maybe yep. seven or eight times. I know exactly what you're talking about. Same thing happened Before me. I randomly like finally just landed on my feet where I was supposed to and didn't bounce off. Like there was no, like there was nothing I could do. It was just yeah. complete random luck of physics of how me from j- jumping from the uh, higher point to the lower point, how I just like, maybe if I just didn't. Like ba- accidentally bounce off the clipping box, yeah, or whatever, like the physics bo- boundary between myself and the wall that I was jumping past. It was just, it was just, yeah. What's interesting is that this is the team who did the Lost Archive DLC for Assassin's Creed Revelations. I forgot because it's all Ubisoft, all yeah. First person platform puzzles, and that was actually really successful. It was really, really Assassin's good. Creed had first person stuff. It did. Oh, there okay. was it was very much so optional content. But there was this whole thing where, as part of when you were in the Animus, like not in a memory, but in the Animus proper, okay. you could access um, the memories of... Which game was this for? I think this was Revelations. Okay. You could access the memories of Subject 13, who was the person who died in the in the first game and left all the blood messages. Mm, yeah. and, um, and you interact with him in Revelations. Uh, you, you could go into his memories and see what happened to him. And that's how you learn the backstory of what actually happened with Lucy, that she was, in fact, a Templar traitor. Wank, spoilers, wank. spoilers, yeah. Bullshit. So, 
You can tell we're in nonplussed with Assassin's Creed <laughs> these days. Uh, but no, that the gameplay in that was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it was all first-person puzzling. Uh, it was more fun platform. than the puzzle stuff. Which is weird. I'm like, it's so bizarre yeah. that in this it was so We're spending way too much time just talking about the radio tower jumping puzzles <laughs> in Far Cry 3. Anyway, but, Far, no, Cry 3, yeah. Far Cry 3 tries to do some really extreme things in the narrative that are just... Dumb as we, we've talked in the past about how the writer for Far Cry 3 is... He th- he's he thinks he's a lot smarter than he actually is, and he thinks yeah. the story is a lot deeper oh, than yeah. it actually well, is. I was, at the time, I thought it was kind of cute, and I was I was it, it was like, you're dumb, and this game is not what you think it is. But when it's you enough get to, to the set last... the story along and keep, like, keep playing, yeah, but it's, it's, it's not like... But the last quarter of the game, it gets dumb. Yeah. Like the, the It tries to hit these notes that are supposed to really hit home with you, and they fall so flat because the game hasn't earned them. There's two it's different bizarre. endings you can get. What what was your choice at the end? I did both. Which which, which, was, which was the first you which was the first one you I chose? I did not kill my friends. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I okay, you know what? Either. Okay, we're gonna start talking about Far I never even bothered to look up the ending, the alternate ending. Two yeah. th- oh, it's dumb. Well, you get if you want to see first person fucking in a video game, do you need to pick that ending of Far Cry Three? Well, supposedly I guess that's the footage they chose when they unveiled the game at E three. That's the trailer. Oh yeah. That's the first footage they showed. Is you like You're... what's her name sitting on top of your dick? Going, oh, you you are white. You are save us. Yeah. You are. We give you tattoo. You are full of magic. So, For some reason, we can't use guns, but you can because we are magic brown. So yeah, fuck that shit. There, there so there's a thing in, in the rock paper shotgun interview where the, he's talking to the writer, and he's basically the guy is trying to give him a bit of a doubt, but he does. Yeah, say, I know. Yeah, he says, "Did you ever communicate to any of your team what you were trying to do?" There are two things in the game that tell me no. Yeah, at least when the art department is involved. <laughs> There is a this MacGuffin in the game, this mystical dagger. Yeah. This drives me crazy. The dagger is used throughout the game as a stabbing weapon. Like, you stab, you either stab or are stabbed with this weapon. I'm going to say eight or nine times. It is a cutting knife. It is a curved tip. It doesn't have a point. You can't actually stab anybody with it unless you hook it like a bottle opener. And yet there's just stab after stab. And then there's a climactic poker game. Where you're having playing a poker game, which I don't know how to play enemy. poker, so I was like, "Well, you're I rigged to win." Yeah, 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 you're rigged to win or lose, as the case may be. But there's and in this poker game, you're going in with an ally, and he's like, "I've hidden a knife in my boot, so I can stab this guy." There is a giant knife strapped to his vest. <laughs> it is part of his character design. As he uh, is sitting, he's like, "Don't, don't! Sh- I'm going to stab him." <laughs> Shh! Big fucking Bowie knife, inches from his face. Ladies and gentlemen, Far Cry 3. Far Cry 3, that pretty much sums it up. I right did love that character, Sam, the German Sam guy, was who was great. actually an American because he was born in America. I just want Sam I love him. and Voss to be surgically removed from this game and placed in there. Sam Voss, and who's the Australian who is raping your friend? Buck? Buck. Oh. Buck cracked me up because he's such an amoral, horrible person. Oh I God. love Buck. There was nothing to Buck except, I'm a rapist. I know, that's why I tell people. The, uh, well, he fucks with you in a funny way. When he's talking about how he's got your friend, and he's like, oh, what's your friend's name? Oh, because when I when he, he introduced himself to me, he just said his name was... <laughs> he has some funny one-liners, is You know what's hilarious? Rape humor. I love it's rape humor. It's hilarious when a kid who was wearing a baseball cap that he didn't take the sticker off of, a white rich kid from Southern California... Actually, that was a different character. Oh, really? That was the stoner guy. Oh, I forgot, because all these characters are so unique. <laughs> <laughs> these bland white characters. Oh, Far Cry man. 3. Far Cry it's, which 3. Which sucks because it's a fun game. Yeah. It is a fun game to play. 
I never saw the alternate ending. I did the one ending. I, what were the two endings anyway? So there's one. So at the end of the game, you defeated the bad guys, and you go. There's the head lady of the tribe, and she says, "Be with me and be the ultimate warrior." Oh, I said, "No, fuck you. I'm going home." That's yeah. what it is. I chose not to st- kill so my friends. So you can either leave with your friends, or you can kill your friends and stay with the tribe. When you like, I didn't see. I never like went ahead and I didn't even even look up the video to see what it looks like when you kill your friends. Do you actually sit down and like slit all their throats because they're all strung up? You just slit your girlfriend's throat. Really? And then uh, all their really just the girlfriend because I could see like if you're gonna make like a. A it's point about how evil you've become at the which end. Is hilarious if they actually sh- and not even just show you, but if you had to actually hit the button to actually slit each one of their throat one at one after a time to- yeah. at a time, that could be actually be kind of interesting. But no, that's no. it. See, Far Cry didn't earn cut that scene? either. I don't think it was really that. bloody. Like, do you actually? It's. I mean, there's blood, but it's not because like, if you. It is not. I mean, because this writer guy, he loves to he loves to talk about how he's gonna blow your mind with like yeah. the consequences of your actions and having you actually kill your friends. Making you do it, not just have it be in a cutscene, but actually be something like you got you have to hit the A button and like yeah. saw through their necks. Yeah. Making you like earn your ending, that could yeah. be interesting. But no, and the fact that he is oh fuck that guy. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. Far cry. And three. the fact that the one person you do kill is just your super helpless girlfriend. That seems just like a kind of. Well, a you've cheap... already tortured your little brother. Yeah. That's and true let too. your friend be raped. All these people and... do deserve to get fucking killed. But... I mean, really, <laughs> death would be sweet release. <laughs> so, yeah. That game, oh. that goddamn game. Anyway, don't, a fun me, game to play. Just don't pay attention to, the, to anything anyone's saying. You know, saying. I have never, you know, I've played games with bad stories before, but I was always like, yeah, whatever. It was the story that that game told, and that's fine. This is the first game I've ever played where I'm like, that was really actually, and there's a lot of money in that, It's almost too. a parody of how bad games can be. But it, he thinks it is, but it's not. Yeah. It's like, I can't. And there's one I'm point where mind. it reaches a level of like um, almost like Mel Brooks level of just dumb. Yeah. Like there, so you meet the villain, and he when he's he he's monologuing at you, and he puts on what is the song? Is it Ride of the Valkyries? Something like that. Yeah, I can't remember. Some bombastic piece of music. He's like, "Yes, this music is my music to be evil to." <laughs> there's a point where you save your little brother, and you're in this helicopter ride, and the character's going, "Yeah, yeah," because he's a warrior and all this. Oh, look how he has changed. The music fucking starts playing. You're flying through the air as this bombastic music is playing that the villain just said, this is my favorite music to be evil to, as you blow away hundreds of people. There is a scene in Spec Ops The Line that is very similar, but is handled so well. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, like, it just keeps being thing. stark Coming contrast. straight from Spec Ops The Line to Far exactly. Cry 3 really just highlights it is extra... The most stark contrast. It is like playing Dishonored right after Assassin's Creed... Or playing Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Creed right 3, yeah. Dishonored. It is exactly the same. Oh, just, I still have Assassin's Creed 3. Supposedly they've patched the game... Uh, twice over in the last month. <laughs> Supposedly, playable. Uh, that's playable now. We'll so see. But we still have to play the game itself, which is unplayable, so yeah. good luck with that. Bill, tell me about the Lord of the Rings writing of books. Oh, I, I was talking about this on last week's podcast. Um, I got these books. Well, I went to go see The Hobbit. Yeah. And in, in preparation for going to see The Hobbit, I reread the original The Hobbit book. Right. And that got me on a kick after I saw The Hobbit movie. I was like, oh, I feel like watching Lord of the Rings movies again, too. So I've been yeah. watching on Blu-ray the extended editions. Jesus Christ. You and yourself a week and a half. Yeah, and in the middle of this, I found out that uh, Christopher Tolkien, you know, the son of, uh, who's the guy who wrote Lord of the Rings? Larry Talbot? Hubert. Hubert Ron Frickelstream. Ron Frickelstream's son, Christopher <laughs> Tolkien. <laughs> I guess I like like I guess twenty years ago went through his father's notes and he actually wrote a whole series of books about how Tolkien wrote not just Lord of the Rings but all of his stuff all the Silmarillion hmm. stuff I, cool. I think I think it's like a nine book series awesome. but the middle three books are about how uh, Tolkien wrote 
the Lord of the Rings books. There, there's one making of book for each of the Lord of the Rings books. And so I've been reading the first one, which is all about the writing of the Fellowship of the Ring. And this, this, yeah, apologies if, if people uh, heard me go through this last week, but I just feel like reiterating again. It's very cool to see how Tolkien... Uh, it talks about how he, uh, after the success of The Hobbit, mm -hmm. his publishers were like, hey, you should do another sequel to that. And he's like, oh man, I'm really into like this big fantasy stuff. And he never considered The Hobbit, Hobbit to be part of this giant mythology he had created with the Silmarillion. And he was like, oh, man, I don't know if there's anything interesting here. I think I said everything yeah. I could say in that like little kid's world with The Hobbit. And so, yeah, he's just rewriting the first chapter over and over again. And like, so he's trying to come up with a reason as to why Bilbo is going to leave the Shire again to go on another adventure. Yeah. And... He decides, well, okay, maybe Bilbo's too old to go on another adventure, so I'll come up with a new son for him, Bingo Baggins. Bingo? Bingo Baggins. And he's like, well, maybe, Bingo, like, we'll start Bingo, off the story where Bingo, Bingo like, me, yeah, I know, yeah, imagine, uh, uh, Only Spock singing about that. Uh, so he's like, okay, well, maybe, like, Bilbo's already left the Shire for some reason, he's just decided to wander off, and for some reason he's left all of his gold and stuff to Bingo Baggins. <laughs> And he leaves this ring, and he's like, oh, man, well, maybe... He's trying to come up with, like, any kind of a plot. He's like, I need to get these characters. I need to get a Hobbit character out of the Shire, yeah. go on an adventure. I need to figure out something. So he's like, well, maybe this magic ring that Bingo is left... Maybe Bingo's like, this ring is too special. I should, I should take it back to Bilbo and find out where he went to. And so he's like, well, maybe... Bingo and a couple of his friends just kind of go wander around looking for Bilbo completely aimlessly. Mm -hmm. He's just like trying to make up shit. And it's great reproducing his notes where even Tolkien is like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and after a while, he's like, well, maybe so there's something special about this ring. Like maybe like we find out like maybe the ring's got extra special powers other than being able to turn you invisible. And But like it's just kind of like an idle note and he doesn't do anything with it until... Uh, in order to manufacture uh, drama, there's this scene where he has Gandalf suddenly kind of like sneak up on the hobbits while they're just wandering around the forest looking for Bilbo. Again, there's no plot. <laughs> Tolkien's just trying to find a plot. Yeah. But he writes this little scene where like, just to create like artificial tension, like yeah. Gandalf shows up and he's on a horse and he's introduced like all in silhouette and suddenly the hobbits think they're being chased by somebody like this black rider. And, but then, you know, Gandalf walks in the sun and it's like, oh, it's Gandalf! And they have a quick, like, one-paragraph uh, conversation, but, like, within, like, that note, you see Tolkien suddenly, like, stop writing the conversation go, oh, shit, this is actually dramatic if it's actually somebody actually kind of chasing the hobbits. Yeah. And so he changes Gandalf into an actual, like, black rider shadow thing that's chasing them. He's like, oh, this is interesting. And so he's like, hmm, maybe what if this black rider guy is going after this magic ring? Maybe there's some connection between... The, the you know between those two maybe that could be part of a larger plot and you see right there on the on this yeah. one note him go like this is the seed of everything of Lord of the Rings yeah. because that's the whole point of Lord of the Rings is what if that magic ring that Bilbo found is the super badass this or something special about it I'm and it's ask funny a dumb question was that what's the power of the ring the magic the the, the ring is the the whole backstory of the ring is that the Lord of the Rings you know the title of the guy that the yeah, books yeah, are named yeah. after. Super bad guy who once like a th like like thousands of years earlier created a whole bunch of magic rings yeah. and sent them all throughout the kingdom of uh, Middle Earth. Yeah, and he was like, "Hey guys, I know I've been evil. I'm not evil anymore. In fact, actually, to show you how not evil I am, I made you some wicked fucking cool jewelry that has like special powers, like like dwarves. This shit'll make your dick grow." elves this shit will make you like you can control water and drown your enemies and whatever the shit and they're like yeah and they're like oh thank you Sauron you're so cool he's like aha I made a super secret ring that it'll control anyone who wears my other rings especially the dwarves wearing my rings like cock rings they're super fucked 
And so, yeah, so he creates this one master ring that it's almost like a Voldemort with the Horcruxes where he pours a lot of his own soul into the ring. Yes. So much so that when he is later killed and the other rings are, like, the, the good guys find out that, that these other rings are bullshit and they, they essentially find out about Sauron's plot and they get rid of their own rings. Yeah. But uh, when he's killed, the only thing left is his ring. And it's kind of like a Horcrux thing where he's destroyed, but, like, there's it, like because his ring still exists in the world, it, like, it retains enough of his willpower. That's the, the only thing kind of keeping him bound to the mortal realm, even yeah. though his, like, physical form has been destroyed. Yeah, okay. like, this is pretty much where uh, Rowling got all of the Voldemort, yeah. like, living like a shadow out in the middle of the forest until he can get his Horcruxes yeah. situated and that kind of stuff. Okay, I just couldn't and remember. And so, yeah, and so in The Hobbit, so, in The Hobbit, yeah, Bilbo from Gollum, he wins this little magic ring. And really, yeah, in The Hobbit was just a little magic ring that makes you invisible, and that was it. And so, yeah, so you see in the writing of this book how he starts coming up with the idea of, like, building on the mythology of what this ring is actually special and has, mm -hmm. actually has more of a history. Mm -hmm. And it's just really kind of curious, it's, it's, it's really cool just to see the genesis of this uh, mythology, yeah. which pretty much shaped... One. So Off much of pretty much fan, all of fantasy fiction, yeah, for the rest of the twentieth century was was pretty much based off of Tolkien stuff, one way or another. Yeah, and it's just kind of like you know, how much of an impact Lord of the Rings has on song geek culture and stuff. It's just really yeah. cool to see. And it's, it's, you know, of course, it's interesting to read, even if you're not the world's biggest uh, Lord of the Rings fans. It's kind of cute. It's kind of funny to see like early versions of Lord of the Rings stuff that like, where there's crazy, yeah, like it's Bingo Baggins, yeah, and, like. Okay, it's, it's just kind of funny stuff. But yeah, no, it's 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 really cool to see that one act of creation. You could see a, a person's entire career turn on a dime with a single thought of like, yeah. what if this black writer is an actual not just Gandalf, but like an evil writer? Maybe he's yeah. after this ring, and that this 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 is the one moment like writing this note changes Tolkien's life and like the 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 the, the path of geek geekdom yeah. for the rest of history. It's yeah. kind of funny to see that like documented on a piece of paper. Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of a cool little book. Awesome. I'm glad yeah. you're enjoying it. Have you been watching The West Wing? Yeah, no, The West Wing just came up on Netflix. Yeah. Man, have you, I thought you were watching some of that too. I, I bought fully the box set a couple years ago. We watched up to like season... You only need to watch up to season four when uh, Sorkin leaves. Uh, I can't remember where we stopped. We just, and I still was enjoying it. We just kind of stopped. Well, it's a good show. Because yeah. it's a lot of TV show. It's, it's a lot like of the, TV. The, the, it's the super wire, dense and stuff too, yeah. Where it's like, it's not something you really watch for fun for sustained periods. I love the West Wing, don't get me wrong, but yeah. Yeah, just... I didn't really sit down and watch a lot of the West Wing since actually you lent me that box set a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the first season a thousand times, but yeah. I've never really seen too much beyond the, the first season that often. Uh, so yeah, no, it's just, yeah, I'm watching the West Wing. People who don't know... Uh, what, if you haven't seen The West Wing, you don't even know, what, what you don't know anything it? about it. If you have Netflix and what streaming, is? just watch the Netflix. It's super idealistic. It's very... It's really cute. It is it's deeply silly. Fa it's fan fiction for liberal Democrats. It is It is Star Trek fan fiction <laughs> for liberal Democrats. Yeah. You know, I keep, on, I, I keep on remembering West Wing being older than it is. For some reason, I always end up thinking of it, it being kind of a Clinton-era show, like mid, like mid to late 90s. I always forget, like, the West Wing didn't start until, like, 2000, 2001. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. And uh, it, most of that show took place during the Bush administration. Yeah, well, that's which why. Which totally makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it was completely it was a reaction that. to that. Yeah. yeah. It was, like, the ones, like... Like mental lifeboat, life life preserver. <laughs> all these like like tortured uh, Democrats had for the last uh, decade. Yeah, but no, it's a really good show. Uh, the creator Aaron Sorkin he leaves after the fourth season because I what did he get like fucked up on drugs or got kicked off the show or something? Have some kind of power struggle. And so the show's not quite as good after the fourth season, 
But uh, well, it's because it's a different beast. Because he's such an ape shit control freak. Yeah, but it is it is old enough now. Like you get to see like like baby versions of like. Well, I'm so used to seeing Peggy Olsen on Mad Men. She yeah. started off her first yeah. big role was as President Bartlett's daughter. Yeah, I forgot. I was like, she shows up. I'm like, oh, Peggy Olsen. Yeah. Which is funny because the first time you watch Mad Men, you're like, oh, what's her name? Zoe Bartlett. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yep. But yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying your TV. I've been watching. <laughs> so while I was out of town, my wife. <laughs> devoured this Canadian sci-fi television show called Lost Girl. Lost Girl is about a succubus. Which, you know, God bless him, name another piece of media about a succubus, much less with the succubus it's a main protagonist. Character, right? She is the protagonist. It's, is it a sexy show? Yes, because it's all, I mean, you're Are a there succubus, tits? you have a sex power. That's what, why do you think my wife watched it? She's, it's actually. Oh, so it's like an R-rated show. The amount, well, I mean, it's Canadian t- cable television. So there are other tits like, now? Well, define tit, you see side boob. I don't know if we've seen actual Well, nipple. I don't know if it was like, this is like, this is kind of like a knockoff of, what's the vamp, what, is it vampire? Fires on HBO, True Blood. True Blood. I've never seen well, that's any of that. That's only got dicks and tits and stuff. Like I've not, no, but that's that's not fantasy seen a shit. Wiener, and we've only seen side boobs, but really nice side boobs. Oh yeah. The, who's, way, who's nice side boobs? Who who, is, who should I be Google image searching? Uh, the protagonist is hot, but there's a, a human doctor named Doctor Lauren Hermermern Darcy something. I don't know. My my wife is somewhere going da 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 this one. And <laughs> is uh, it a girl or a guy? A girl. And they get a relationship. This is why my wife watches the show. Oh, lesbian succubus relationship. Well, she's she's bisexual. She's kind of omnisexual. Well, she's a succubus. She just wants to eat everybody. You never see, you know, depictions of... you. It's hard to find depictions of lesbians in media, much less bisexuals in media. And also what's interesting about Last Girl... It is not a very good show, but it's a great show. Made jokes about eating menstrual blood. (sighs) This is like the obvious... If you're going to make... like That should be the first joke. You're going to have bisexual uh, succubus vampire lady. She's not a vampire. There's not the consumption of blood. That's not what succubuses do. I thought succubus, succubus wasn't just a female vampire. They, they suck your life force. They don't suck your blood. Oh, that's boring. <laughs> that's right. Well, you wake up in the middle of the night, there's a hot woman sitting onto your chest sucking out your life force. What do you, what, what does, what does sucking out your life force mean? Well, like, it's not blood. It's like, a, it's like you know... Like your life out of your penis? Yes, Bill. Is she like cat's eye, where she's like sucking the slight sure. life out of your face? Sure. Like what's? Well, it's like she'll kiss you or she'll touch you, and she'll just draw your power from you. It's a very sexual thing. But it's this sounds she, misogynist. She has. She's never been in a relationship because the few times she's had sexual encounters with someone she's actually attracted to, she kills them because <laughs> she doesn't know what she is. So she this it. is. So this is. Um, she's the poster child for all those guys. Those nerd guys who are like, you're only here to suck the life out of me. That's right. You're a fake nerd girl. Yeah. She you get is out. literally. No. What's interesting about the show is that, so it's a bisexual protagonist. They yeah. make a point of having her have a female sidekick with whom she does not have a sexual relationship, which mm-hmm. I appreciate. Because it's not like, you know, being bisexual means that you, you know, it's everything. It's just you're trying no, to. No, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. And That's, I feel bad for bisexuals because they always get labeled even within people within the queer, commu- uh, uh, queer community for being just like sluts or just like, mm-hmm. you're just, a, you're just a man whore or something mm-hmm. like that. No, it's just. Yeah. And it's like, and once you're in a relationship, you can call yourself whatever you want. And people are like, well, no, you're with the man, so you're heterosexual. Or yeah, you're woman, yeah, you're lesbian. yeah. So, anyway, you were saying. But um, the uh, they, they make a point of having her have a female psychic who's, a, who's a, a dear friend and is not sexualized, which is great. But also, it's interesting because her female sidekick, 
I can only think of two, uh, off the top of my head, two characters. There's also Darcy and Thor. She's basically Darcy. Were these are characters who are basically present in the media to be the voice of fandom? Were they are in Thrones, its purpose is the fan person. I don't want to say it's, it's not like insertion. It's not like rejection. But they're just generally there to voice the thought of fandom in that moment. Yeah. Like, just make the commentary or something that is like... It's an interesting thing, and I noticed it in this and in Thor more than anything else, just this fandom analog. It's usually a woman, a young woman, who is totally enamored of what is going on around her and commenting on it as it happens. It's an interesting thing. I'm, I want more of it, because it's just a bizarre Isn't that moment. what Kat Dennings' character in Thor is? That's, that's Darcy. That's yeah. what I said. Okay. But yeah, it's it's a dumb show. But I want the amount of slack I will give something for having, depicting lesbian relationships is an enormous amount of slack, and the doctor is enormously hot. So I oh, will man. keep watching this show. Uh, Josh and Bahar, I've watched some of this with them. They started watching Warehouse Thirteen again. Another show. There's like yeah, all these shows just showed up like a week before Christmas yep. on on Netflix, and this is what not the watching, Emily though. Rose show, which makes me sad. What the hell's the Emily Rose? Emily show? Rose is Elena from Uncharted, and she's on the show called on Sci-Fi what? called Haven. Yeah, it's based on a Stephen King book called The. Colorado kid. I never heard uh, of it. Yeah. But anyway, she's she's the protagonist on it. Aww. There's an episode where Nathan, uh, where um, where uh, Nolan North shows up. Aww. I watched just a clip of it because I was trying I'm to sure find the YouTube whole thing. Or something. Yeah. I watched, and it's so fucking bizarre because a in Uncharted three they made the reason why they made the changes to Elena is they made her look more like Emily Rose. Yeah. And b because it's all motion capture and they go to great lengths to do facial capture as yeah. well. So it's essentially that character. It is like well, it's reverse... kind of like what they did with Voss in, in Far Cry three. Yeah. Yes, but it's weird to see these people after having seen and loved performances elsewhere because yeah. it's like a backwards uncanny valley where it's like why is no like Nathan Drake and you what is happening <laughs> you're wrong uh, anyway you were saying Warehouse 13 uh, we're so, uh, Warehouse 13 I've heard about it before it's a very light and fluffy mm-hmm. uh, science fiction show where it's uh, it, but it's it's created by uh, Jane Espenson oh yeah I uh, wanted uh, Joss Whedon's a uh, uh, big uh she wrote a, lot, a shitload of episodes for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She also worked on Battlestar Galactica. Mm-hmm. I think she wrote episodes for she Firefly. Yeah. So almost every geek, kind of big geek series out there, she's probably worked on. Yeah. And uh, so I guess she was a, a co-creator of this along with the guy who created Farscape, which that's a very cute show, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is just a show about um, Warehouse 13 is just the government's big warehouse where they keep uh, magical artifacts they find around the... It's essentially if you you created a very comical TV series out of the warehouse from the Integrators of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just very cute. It's a guy and girl, you know, sexual tension who are like two two main characters, but there's a super cute, uh, nerdy, almost like Willow from Firefly, red-headed yeah. uh, computer hacker girl. She's really funny, but she's all punk rock and stuff. And it's got uh, Saul Rubinek, who is a geek, uh, very, uh, well, he's a character actor who showed up in a lot of geeky stuff. He plays uh, the, the guy who manages the warehouse, who's very kind of old and Jewish and grumpy. It mm-hmm. is very cute, but yeah, no. If you ever get bored, Warehouse Thirteen. I'm not selling it very well, but you know, it's 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 it's, it's cute, very cute. Fluff. I know my mom has has said I should watch it. She's like, it's cute. She's yeah, like, it's fun. It's if if you're into Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Again, this is another one of those shows that's totally just kind of riffing off Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where it's a bunch of like bunch of bunch of smart alecky kids in their teens and twenties mm-hmm. just fighting, you know, supernatural shit. With like kind of kind of slightly kind of grumpy older guy who's kind of like managing the shit all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and just like artifact monster of the week. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. So one thing cute. that's that's interesting, you mentioned sexual tension between these two characters. One thing that's really interesting about Lost Girl that yeah. I can't think of seeing in anything else because the whole idea of this character is that she's a succubus and so she's never been able to be in a relationship. And whenever she's had sex with someone, it's killed them, so it's very loaded with her. Yeah. And so she has sex with this guy that she has sexual tension with immediately. 
And it's kind of this bizarre inversion of the way this normally works. Is it a main character? Is it another main character she has? Yes. There's this Does guy. he die? No, because he's he is also this supernatural person, and so he he can he come can loads, it. and that's he not the satyr. Yeah, he's a werewolf guy. And he's like, I can take it. It's fine. Well, the whole thing is that if she has sex with other of these supernatural people, then she won't kill them per se. Yeah, if they're strong enough. So it turns into but a wrestling match in bed. It's just hilarious because it's like it's this total inversion of will they, won't they? Oh, they did. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like no, that's so nice it just to becomes see, yeah. about can she become an emotionally mature person so she can actually maintain these relationships? Aww. Which is no, it's, like, it's not. It's not. I mean, it's it's a monster of the week show. It's not. I mean, it's it's it's, it's not a big drama it's drama a or anything like that. Zena. <laughs> Sounds like, like that those two shows would make a great double feature of kind of like Monster of the Week. about kinda, it yeah. is that, so it's no budget because it's Canadian basic. It's yeah. Canadian cable oh my television, God. so it's even less. What's well, this Warehouse 13, I think, is a sci-fi original series. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly, What's yeah. really interesting is that the, 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 the makeup design and everything is actually really good, and I or it's, it's really not bad. And what's interesting is that since they have less budget, they kind of have to roll a little old school. Yeah. So they do a lot more practical, and they have to be a lot more careful with their shots. So it's not like they'll shoot around things and stuff, and but it's in a way it's a little like Buffy, like strapped. back in the day, yeah. But Buffy was always kind of shitty and and like Buffy you know. Was. <laughs> I, mean, I love Buffy, <laughs> but I could never watch Buffy again. Like I never watched an episode and went thought that practical was really cool. Yeah. Or, wow, that's they had a couple bad. episodes where they did, but like that was nope. rare and far between. <laughs> it was uncommon yeah. thing with with <sighs> with Lost Girl. I'm always like. You know what? That was actually. Why are the werewolf? So the werewolf guy isn't just a guy who says he's a werewolf and suddenly disappears off camera and they go, oh, hey, he turned into a wolf. We can't show that. But... She runs around shirtless a lot, which yeah, is yeah, bad yeah. at all. As so. a succubus, does she have to wear makeup or does she turn into like a monster as a succubus? Her or eyes like turn blue. But that just and the like... joke I immediately made was like, so how many fan vids are there of Don't You Make My Eyes Turn Blue, whatever that song yeah. is? Don't You Make My Eyes Turn Blue. I blew myself. That's right, Bill. Anyway, Lost Girl, not good, but great. Yeah. <laughs> it's really bad. It's nice to have fluffy TV that you can watch, which like still engages your attention, but yeah. you know it's kind of terrible. Speaking yeah. of fluffy TV that's terrible but engages my attention, I also did watch the Doctor Who Christmas special. Oh no, what'd you think? It was awful, but I actually, I like that Stephen Moffat's approach to Doctor Who is... I love I love Matt Smith as Doctor Who. I do. Yeah. I love that he's like, so here's this crotchety Stephen old Moffat man is youth. is kind of terrible. <laughs> he's this crotchety old man youth, so he needs to be paired with aggressively sexual young women. Or yeah. not necessarily, but women. Just aggressively sexual women, because it's hilarious to have aggressively sexual women <laughs> with a befuddled old man youth. Yeah. And I don't necessarily think it's wrong. And I actually like Clara. Clara I, is down. hilarious. I'm totally down She's for the Clara-verse. Well, I like how she has She's got like, oh, I'm a governess. Hello, the hell, like, it makes her no sense. Voice. She's a barmaid and a governess, and why not? You can tell Stephen Moffat writes these on the back of like, like envelopes. But for, you like, know why I like Clara? I'm gonna uh, say it. Why I kind of like for Doctor Who. There's a, why I well you know why I kind of like Clara more than Amy Pond yeah. and more than River Song. Clara is a, a companion without drama. Yeah, she just shows up. She's like, you know, I kind of want to fuck you. Sex. <laughs> the doctor's like, she's got no what? family, no boyfriend. She's no. like, hey, you're smart. I'm smart. Let's fuck. And I like that she's as smart as he. Well, is. there's plenty of room to come up with drama because oh, she be dies done. at yeah. the end. It seems like there's multiple versions of this character. She's so you're gonna find a version before. where she's got AIDS or she's got space Cyberman AIDS. <laughs> she needs to be fixed or I her boyfriend's a robot drama, but I like that oh. for right now the doctor's companion is this smart 
attractive, scrappy. She's lady. like a little yippy little dog. Like, where, yeah. where the doctor is kind of don't give a fuck and just rolls with it, or yeah. she is as well, and she's just like I'm convinced. I'm convinced, I'm convinced she's gonna be Mary Poppins because <laughs> she's she kind of like goes up into the cloud. And she's got oh, an umbrella. I did that. Didn't and like she's also kind of like of that time, even like that her little shoes and stuff like me. that. Like if this, if, if 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 she leaves the show and it doesn't, like, the last title card isn't <laughs> P.S. And then she became Mary Poppins. Look it up. We can't show it because it's copyright Disney. But you know what she was like. Yeah. It was aggressively dumb, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> I I did like one of my favorite parts of the episode is when someone's giving uh, Madame Vostra and her girlfriend shit. Like, oh, you guys have a salacious relationship. She's like, we're married. Fuck you. I'm going to say it. Was cute. That was the episode where I was like, I don't want to ever see Madame Vostra again. Was that? Uh, I saw... Here, hold on a second. I read actually a really good summation of why someone hated Madame Vostra. Yeah? And it's because like, she's not wearing green lipstick and it kind of looks weird because she's got human <laughs> lips but lizard face. <laughs> that threw me off. It's like they forgot to finish the makeup in this episode. <laughs> Though it is every time, like I told, I mentioned before, I have a friend who's convinced that Stephen Moffat has a homosexual agenda. So whenever, whenever, like they make a point of like gay, well, I, I get to see my friends. Were, like, there's actually been more gay characters in the past, and people were actually giving Stephen Moffat shit for not having enough gay characters until um, uh, Vostra and Jenny showed up. Yeah, yeah. That's Was there? Weird. I'm trying to think of all the gay. Well, you had well Captain Jack. Who was a big bite? Well, you did you ever see Captain Jack? I saw an episode with Captain Jack. He's just Jack. this big rolling bisexual ball of fuck. Yes. And uh, but I think Stephen Moffat actually he he was created by Stephen Moffat because he first shows up in yeah, an I episode so. that Stephen Moffat created. He had his own TV show, right? Uh, Captain Jack. Yeah, he's he's one of the main characters in Torchwood. As we wait for Andy to pull up this thing about how much someone hates Madame. Well, Bostra. no, I mean, because I, I all, like well, everyone what's, else, what's the I gist liked of the... Madame, well, I'm, I just found well, it. Well, there's a difference also because the first time, last time we saw Madame Vostra, she was just long enough to just be like, oh, that's an interesting idea. Lesbian, sp- uh, lesbian lizard lady, yeah. samurai. That's a cool idea, but it, you know, the so, execution can be. Uh, the, Did you like Strax? Strax, the the, 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 the potato whole, dude. It, it, it was cute. He forgets because but... he gets touched by the worm. And he's. <laughs> It's hilarious. Annie, you have no heart. Well, the problem is, is that no because soul. I don't I don't have like there's this Yeah, I know. It's like there's this You don't this, have an investment in I, material. Under, I've learned the language of Doctor Who, but I don't have the dialogue or yeah. the dialect yet. So there's all these things where I'm like, oh okay. That's oh cute. my god. So this so my friend of the podcast, Calamity John Morris, one of my favorite people on the internet, he said that he he made a tweet, he was like, I had no interest in watching Doctor Who, but I do want to read so and so summations of them and link to it. This is this guy, his website named Dave X Machina. The website of David Lartigue, pardon me if David, if I'm saying it wrong, he says, let's just get one thing out of the way. I'm the only person watching, watching Doctor Who doesn't like Madame Vostra and Jenny. I don't hate them, at least not yet, but let's give Moffat some time here. <laughs> but I'm not enamored of them as others seem to be. The supreme detective lesbian sword-wielding lizard woman and her leather-wearing karate sidekick slash wife <laughs> freaking all the Victorian norms are about six or seven panders too many for my taste. <laughs> Um, he said, that's what Stephen Moffat and is, new Doctor Who is. It is pandering. That's the whole... He does say, Strax, on the other hand, is who I wish was the new companion because he's funny and the Doctor's funny with him and it would be something different. Well, also, the Doctor is outright mean to Strax. Yeah. Strax is too stupid to he count. He does like... go on to say, but nobody wants a Sontaran. Is that it? Sontaran, yeah. Sontaran for their imaginary girlfriend, so we won't be having <laughs> exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. You, can't, you yeah. can't write Sontar and slash fic. Yeah. No one's gonna go for that, yeah. But that is, I mean, that really is, it is just, it's a little too, but that's, it's a little too much to I mean, that's already, boxes. but like, so that's already Doctor Who to begin with, and Stephen yeah. Moffat is so twee, yeah. that like, 
I could see that, but at least that's Twee that's agreeable with me. But again, better than River Songs, I'll have to say. I, I like the And this is coming from someone who I used to think River Song was the best River thing Song? to ever happen to Doctor Who. So... And then she turned into a thing where I never want to see the character ever again. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I'm still so I do bummed. also like this point. As long as I'm here, I'd like to say that if you want to convince me that your character is a great investigator, instead of just having another <laughs> character say that Sherlock Holmes is based off them, you could, and I'm just throwing ideas out here, actually show them investigating something. I uh, know. Well, also, this episode was something about psychic snow and Gandalf really is the dumb. voice of the city. And was that Ian McKellen? That's Ian McKellen. I thought what it was. What a waste of Ian McKellen. What a fucking waste. Well, it's it's interesting that like uh, that actually the 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 psychic energy that's like part of the snow, the great intelligence that's yeah. get that that's actually an old Doctor Who villain from like literally like like forty five years ago. Yeah, that was only brought up in like two episodes, like with the second Doctor. Yeah, and but the, the I guess both of those uh, episodes were lost because there's a whole thing with early a lot a bunch, whole bunch of Doctor Who episodes got lost when I guess like. 30 years ago, the BBC, like, they essentially taped over a lot of their old stuff, thinking, well, this is old footage, this is old TV shows, we don't need it, we can just tape new episodes of the young ones, or whatever the fuck over that stuff. And so there's a shitload of old, yeah, early Doctor Who stuff that's just gone forever now, and so I guess he was the villain in two of these episodes, where I guess there's still, like, audio logs and, like, scripts remaining, but it seems like they're trying to bring back this character from, like, yeah, like, literally, like, 45 years ago. And so if you're gonna get someone who's gonna be, like, this reoccurring character, supposed to be this super evil, like, just... It's weird to be for a character. It's just a floating brain energy. I love the idea that we can't take over the world with snow because snow will melt. So let's (laughs) Let's do ice. ice. (laughs) Doctor Who. But you know, Doctor Who is like Lost Girl, where it's like you're going to have fun if you just choose to have fun. Exactly. Yeah, you have to turn off your brain. I've spent a lot of my life hating dumb things for being dumb. And like and like Far Cry Three, I think like, I know I was just slagging on Far Cry Three getting dumb, but it's it's too dumb and it doesn't earn it. Well, it thinks it's smarter than it is. Where yeah. Doctor Who embraces the fact that like we're a Doctor kids Who's show, like, you know don't what? think we're about it very hard. We're just having a good time. Yeah. So let's just have a good time. Yeah. It's you know? it's a, it's a romp. Yeah. yeah. And, it's like, and it's, it knows it's a romp, so it's not going to sweat it too fucking much. Doctor Although unless you can, could kind of grow up a little bit, so no, at least there's a little more internal consistency for But it's the weird thing it is a kids show. That has all this kind of like high school drama in it, yeah. so it's kind of torn between like it's for kids versus, oh the doctor's so sad because his his space girlfriend went away. It's a little bit like it's trying to have its cake and eat it too tonally yeah. a little bit too much. Yeah. Where it's, now yeah, there's some dissent. Was it called dissonance? Dissonance? What's it when discordance? Dissonance. That's what I'm trying to think of. There's some tonal dissonance in Doctor Who between. Yeah. It's 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 for kids, but it's also got it's growing through puberty. It has special feelings. It doesn't know how to deal with it. Yeah, and it's been doing that for like ten years now. So, I think yeah. it's been doing that for all of Doctor Who. But yeah, no, yeah, Clara's great. I hope hopefully I like when she, they bring her back, she's not like. I like the idea. Of I like that incarnation and of Clara. Let's put it that way. Adventuresome character. Yeah. Wait, was the prior incarnation was she different? Oh, you didn't see that episode. No. She, this is not the first time she should. Well, that's well, they like, do the whole flashback. She was from this. She, well, there. the doctor had run it into an earlier version of her, where she was like, she was some, she was a crewman on a spaceship that crash landed on a planet full of Daleks, and she was turned into a Dalek. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of horrible. Did you? Did you I see that episode? Talking about that. Yeah, it was kind of. I did fucked not up. watch all the last season. And so, like I said, there's plenty of room for her to come back, where she's going to be a modern day person. Her her dad's like like. A fat vampire or something. Like, yeah. there's gonna be some kind of. I read an essay the other day that was just listing all of the father issues in the Mass Effect series. It never occurred to me that every character in Mass Effect has a father issue. 
Every single one. Not ex- excluding Shepard, though, right? One Aside by from one the fact that your parents are dead. By by, well, not mine. Mine. Mama mm. Shep is still alive. If, if she survived. Yeah, Garrus has daddy issues, remember? Because his dad was in C-Sec. Jack? And didn't approve. Well, Jack. Has all, authority issues in yeah, general. But in, yeah, which are father issues. And, like, Miranda and Tali and um, Grunt and Rex and... Um, uh, Vega doesn't. Well, Vega has issues with authority. That's which what happens when like guys write fiction. It's like just, for some reason they're also going to be telling daddy issues. It never occurred issues. to me though. It never because oh. like when I read at first I was like, oh well, Jacob because Jacob. Well, that's the whole it's point. Actually, that's, literally, that's the focal point of this character. Yeah. Is my dad's a crazy. But then I person. started thinking about it. Like, no, they do all. All of them. <laughs> all of them have daddy issues. All of them. Miranda. Yeah. All of them. It was, I was like, okay. I can't think anybody that's not like. Oh, but then you get your surrogate dad in what's his name? Who's the main? Oh, you, and the elusive man. Yeah, not, no, not the elusive man. The guy who's like. Oh, and, and well, you can say that both the elusive man and um. Uh, or their father figures, and the, it's the dark father. Yeah, the evil good father. job. Yeah, son. exactly. Yeah. Like, who? What's his name? Anderson. He said child to me. Good, yeah. good job, child. Anderson. He says he's a Mass child. Mass Effect to... Three. Can we just talk about Mass Effect Three again for another <laughs> no, half hour? I just I just read that this week and you made me think of yeah. it. The thing that came out this week that was awesome and everyone should go partake of was the Fiona and Cake issue number one. Oh, Fiona and Cake out. being the gender swapped Finn and Jake from uh, Adventure Time. Did you see Kaboom put out a comic that is nothing but the, the alternate covers they've put out? Yeah, Kaboom. it's a collection. Dude, that's a, I would like that because there are a lot. Of I like the alternate just... covers and the fact that like people are making money. Like they're they're pretty much employing half the indie comics community right now, creating alternate covers for their Adventure Time comics. It seems a little weird that they're just putting out here's a comic that's just collection. Well, uh, well, there's been a little bit of kerfuffle because uh, Kaboom uh, notoriously underpays artists because it's hundred dollars a page for like a complete page of art. Because usually you, you'll get paid seventy five just for inking or coloring mm-hmm. separately. So uh, if you're working for Marvel or DC or, or Dark Horse, you're going to get paid almost a hundred bucks just to do one half of the artwork mm-hmm. uh, for a, a comics page. Whereas with Kaboom, who makes the Adventure Time comics, you it's a hundred dollars for everything. So essentially, you're 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 charging your. It's 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 a little bit of a, mm, I a get freelance that. artist. I would I will throw out there that this is not Marvel. This I know, like I know, a exactly. Ten-man operation who makes licensed but comics. You don't get any royalties though when your covers oh, are reprinted and used, and it's a little bit like that sucks. Yeah, it's a little I, but you know what? For, for it's what not the saying, end of the world. But I'm paying little... their artists. The the, the, the whole time comics are the best comics that are out there right now. Yeah, and the sh- I, well, also the sheer amount of variant covers is a little bit like, come on, guys, we're like, well, it's because every issue have... has like six variant covers. It's yeah. crazy. Well, yeah, because there's the online exclusive you can only get from their stories. It gives those artists uh, separate things yeah, to sell. It's not. It's not. It's like there's... It's a little kind of like guys. Like it seems like half their business is built on like variant covers. Now it's, we, it's part of what they do. I know. Oh. It's not pissing in your cornflakes. It's part of comics. It has been for the last Fiona, 20 Fiona years. Fiona Cake years. is good? That's what I was trying to say. I was We're trying to say <laughs> this comic is really wonderful. It's drawn by, um, what's her name, Natasha Allegri, who did who created Fiona and Cake. Oh, really? Who did the storyboarding for that episode. Aww. And it's fucking great. It's a backup comic by, um, I can't remember her real name, but Ginger Hayes. She does this great, uh, she's a great artist, and she does this awesome comic online called Nimona. And uh, it's a funny issue. It's just good fucking comics. Isn't Lucy well Nisley drawn. in there too? Or uh, she's gonna I think the she's next, next issue. issue. Yeah, like it's well drawn. It's funny. It's well colored. It's it's these are some that's of the nice. Best the production values there. of all these comics are fantastic though. For that hundred bucks, they're paying for people to draw these comics. See, that's the thing. For and they're also well written too. It's not just comics. funny. 
Right, it's not that hard to draw Adventure Time very well Dude, either I'm at just, the same time. You know, but yeah. it's this, these are good comics. No one is crapping this out. Mm-hmm. This is all No, I'm not accusing anyone of crapping it out. Well, it's I'm, just... I'm just saying, it's re- they're really good comics. Like, I have yet to read both Bravest Warrior and the Adventure Time series. Every I still single need one to see of those it, uh, Bravest is knocked Warrior. out of the park. Yeah. They're amazing. Comics. I still need to keep on watching Adventure Time. I still only watched the first two seasons. I'm so saving mad. it for a rainy day. You're not going to be caught up for, for Jake. You don't even know. <sighs> what happened? Jake's a dad. What? Jake's having puppies next week. For real? Yes. It's a storyboarded episode. Steve got to create <laughs> all of Jake's puppies. Oh my god! You, are, you need to catch up on Adventure Time, oh, my friend. That's other thing. Uh, Steve, good friend shit. of the podcast, Steve Wolfhard, who's storyboarder on Adventure Time, he gave me a whole uh, bunch of recommendations for uh, board games. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like with me playing, like what's well, kind of a quiet time for video games? This might be kind of a good time to kind of check out some board games. Just throwing it out there. I. I can't remember what the list he gave me was. But I'm just saying, still love Steve Wolfhart. Yeah, and he invented Jake's puppies. He invented Jake's puppies. And he's a huge board game fan. Yeah, and you haven't seen um uh uh what's his name now? You didn't see the episode of Donald Faison? No. I still haven't seen Flame Princess. What's his name? Sweet Pea. Sweet Pea. You haven't seen again another TV show where it's kind of like high school like dramatics where like. Oh, isn't it like, is not. Isn't, isn't Finn you, torn between Bubblegum Princess and, and Flame Princess? Dude, but you cannot, you cannot, I can, you cannot just say that's Adventure Time. There's shipping we drama. Seen it. It's not really, it is handled in Are the Are Marshland and Ice way. King uh, dating it? What happened there? Bill, what do you want to say about the Tarantino box set, Bill? I bought the Tarantino box set. It's got Tarantino movies in it. It's a box. It's a set. Well, no, after I saw uh, Django Unchained, which Annie hasn't seen yet. I'm going to go see it tonight. You're afraid of all the black people in the audience. That's You're going to exactly wait till the audience clear thins out. For both of the black people in Portland. When I, yeah, when I went to go see Django Unchained, there was one black guy behind me. Well, I was saying this on the podcast last week where um, there was a scene where uh, Django, not, well, I'm going to call him Django Unchained, even though his name is just Django. Django Unchained gets angry at Un- Unbreakable. Who's the guy from Unbreakable? Samuel Jackson mm-hmm. and the black guy behind me. I forget what he said. I mentioned on the podcast last week, but it was funny. Um, <laughs> I love you, Bill. No, but like, so the, this Tarantino Blu-ray box that came out, which uh, features all of his movies that he's made up until Inglorious Bastards, which I kind of wish they kind of did what the James Bond Blu-ray set did, left where they an empty left spot an empty for Django. Yeah, which would have well, been the nice. The whole point but, is that this is the last twenty years of his. Well, this career. is pimping out his stuff. Yeah, his, his uh, up until now, uh, but. I was like, well, I uh, this box set came out like a month ago. And I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. I'll pick it up someday. And then I was reading something just a couple of days ago where somebody was talking about how it's a minor miracle that this box set uh, exists in the first place. Because I didn't realize that all these movies are like uh, were uh, distributed by different studios. Oh, that's a good point. And so it's a minor miracle of licensing that, that this box set ever exists in the first place. And uh, once that license, once whatever deal they had to strike to make, create this box set expires, it's probably going to become a bit of a collector's edition. Our, our collector's item. So I said, ah, fuck it. I'll, I just thought, this is, you know, after I had just seen his latest movie, I forget this is, my, you know, a good time as any to throw it out for the Tarantino box set. But yeah, it's funny. All the discs are just whatever latest versions of the Blu-rays that were already published. Oh yeah. Except pretty much screen printed with new art on top. Yeah. Like, like, like I have the, the, the only one of these movies I already own is Inglorious Bastards. And when I took out Inglorious, when I put in the Inglorious Bla- uh, Bastards Blu-ray disc, it asked me if I wanted to pick up from the last time I had left off with my other disc. <laughs> so it's the, it's that much, yeah. yeah. Like, to, to the Blu-ray player, it, it just thinks it's the exact same disc. But so, yeah, it's it, like there's two discs in here, which which I guess include some some new special features. I'm not quite sure what they are. But yeah, it's it's all of his movies, in, uh, also including um, True Romance, which he wrote but did not direct. Yeah. 
And people are upset because there are three uh, Quentin Tarantino movies that he wrote but did not direct that are out. Mm-hmm. There's True Romance, there's From Dust Till Dawn, and there's... That was the third one. Oh, Natural Born Killers. And people are upset. He that... wrote Natural Born Killers? Yeah, but it was directed by Oliver Stone. Huh, I didn't know he wrote that. And um, people are upset that Natural Born Killers and From Dust Till Dawn aren't in here, and I'm like, well, those movies are terrible. <laughs> That's uh, You know, which is probably the only reason why they're actually... There's no reason for them not, for them not to be in here yeah. while True Romance is. Yeah. And yeah, True Romance holds up. That's still yeah. a great movie, but Who yeah. Who directed this... True Romance? Uh, Tony Scott. He killed himself. Oh, yeah. Ridley Scott's brother. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so yeah, there's no new commentary on... Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. Well, that's why when we talked about Tony Scott killing himself on the podcast, I put the True Romance music on here. Because that's the best thing he ever did. Fuck Top Gun. Fuck whatever the hell he did. Dude, Top Gun. Top Top Gun's cute. Top Gun's great. Top Gun was just the uh, bodybuilding gangster movie of its day. (laughs) I mean, Bill watched the trailer for Pain and Gain, which is Michael Bay's true story crime heist movie. I will have to see that. Bodybuilders. That is Michael Bay being so true to himself, though. It's, a, it's hilarious. You guys gotta watch this trailer. I'm not kidding. Pain and Game. Just because it is Michael Bay doing his Michael Bay bullshit. All yeah. this saturated colors and everything and dramatic camera angles. But it's like, you know, like dramatic camera angles as Rebel Wilson is talking about penile dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, we'll talk about that more please. when we do the... We're gonna do, in a little bit. We're gonna do the twenty twelve, well, twenty thirteen geek movie entertainment preview. But we'll talk more about it. Then, Bill, then. do you want to talk about the Winnie the Pooh flash game? Oh, the Winnie the Pooh flash game! Oh God, where's the link to this? Uh, just in the last couple days, people on NeoGas started flipping out about this th- uh, this Japanese flash game. That's a home home run derby game uh-huh. starring the Winnie the Pooh characters. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell this is in service of, uh, but um. Oh, God, I need to find a link to... I don't even know... Pretty much if you type in Winnie the Pooh Flash game, Flash baseball game, you'll, you'll probably get sent to it. Yeah, it's disney.kids.yahoo.co.jp slash game slash poo html. Um, yeah, it's super fucking difficult. Like, the first, like... Like, you're first going up against Eeyore, and it's not like a baseball game where you have to r- worry about running around the bases. It's just a home run derby. You're just, like, they throw 20 pitches at you, and you're supposed to get just so many pitches, you know, knock them out of the park. And you're Winnie the Pooh, and you're a bat. And Eeyore is the first pitcher, and he's, you know, he's just throwing the balls. It's really easy to hit. Like, you have to hit five runs in order to get to the next stage, which is a mm-hmm. different pitcher. And, and the second pitcher is, like, is it's it's not the owl. I forget who's the second pitcher, and he's kind of tough. But then, like, the third pitcher is Rua and Kanga, and they start doing this shit where, no, the third one is Piglet, and he just throws the ball really fast. Which, that's kind of rough, but you can still get past that. But, like, the fourth pitcher is Rue and Kanga, and they throw the ball so it, like, stops and starts, stops and starts, stops and starts, and that's really rough, and I could not get past that. But supposedly, like, after that, it's, like, the owl dude, and there's, like, Tigger, and supposedly Christopher Robin, he's the last guy you have to go up against. Yeah. And, like... He is a monster. It's mostly like he throws so fast you can barely see the ball. And so everyone's been on NeoGAF has been there's this great thread of people just doing these great photoshops of Winnie the Pooh versus Christopher Robin and what a fucking demonic pitching monster Christopher Robin is. It's hilarious. You have to go check that shit out. It's just it's just misrepresenting Christopher just Robin people. as this evil son of a bitch <laughs> ultimate boss. <laughs> this is not my final form. That kind of shit. <laughs> It's 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 pretty fucking hilarious. And I was up until 1 o'clock in the morning playing this game last night. It is actually fun. Like, all you do is click in the mouse to swing the bat. That's it. All trying to get the home run. But it's really fucking hard. And the fact that it's all Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. You know, the production 
animation values are nice. It's not, it's not like a terrible Flash game, but it is an extreme. It's for little kids, and it's hard as balls. It's like one of the hardest Flash games out there, and it's made for like two year olds. Bill, do you remember? Do you remember like a Nintendo game days, dude? It's always like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is this is yeah, this is the kind of experience you don't get that often. But like, yeah. this happens to be a Winnie the Pooh Flash game where it's like this is supposed to be like a licensed little kids game, but it's a bitch. I'm just glad I'm not 12 years old, and my parents didn't pay fifty dollars for this <laughs> for this to be my one Christmas gift. <laughs> oh my god, you'd be talking about it at the playground the next day, but you'd still be like, oh my god, this is all I got for Christmas. That's why I put my fist in my television. <laughs> this is the battle. This is the flash equivalent of battle toads. Let's put it that way. So yeah, no, it's 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 good times. Yeah, go to Neo, like look up Neo Gaff and Winnie the Pooh essentially, and you'll find it especially then. But is that the last thing we have on the list? Yep. All right, friends, we're gonna take a little break. We're gonna come back for the Geek Week in review. Geek Week in review to go down so smooth. Pew. Wasn't that some good music I just put in there? It was, it was whatever choice. music you put in there. <laughs> I'm <laughs> you probably put it. on for way too long. <laughs> Shut up, I hate you. In uh, other geek news, the Green Dragon Pub in Peter Jackson's outdoor Hobbiton set in New Zealand has been turned into a real working pub. Compete with this is an the interior best idea. that matches the pub's interior seen in the film. The place seats 100, is available for rent for parties, along with the recreation of Bilbo's 111th birthday party outside if you really want a big shindig. And free drinks are given out during set tours. I love the idea. You're like, yeah, guys, let's go. Let's, let's go tour Hobbit, and we can actually buy drinks at the goddamn pub That's in the Hobbit great. set. That's great. Well, I guess part of the, when they went back to refilm the Hobbit, uh, I guess in order to justify, they could write off some of the, some of the costs of the well, the Hobbit set has they, they the, the the location where they shot Hobbit. Uh, the, 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 was it Hobbiton is the town within the shire. Uh, the location where they shot all the, the, the Hobbit city stuff is still there, but they took down all the actual, like, all the Hobbit holes and stuff were just external, like, like little flat, mm -hmm. uh, things they just built into the hillside. They never actually, like, burrowed holes into sure. any of the hills or anything like that. But I guess when they decided to film, start, uh, making the Hobbit, uh, one of the things they, in order to write off some of the production costs, they said, well, what if we're going to have to rebuild all these sets again? Why not make them permanent sets? And they actually, like, so, like, so these sets can stand and, you know, New Zealand can make some money off of tourism by, like, yeah. you know, so when people go visit Come the Hobbit set, there's actually yeah. something to see. It's not yeah. just a couple of hills with a couple empty holes saying, well, this is where Bilbo's house once stood. Yeah. And so I guess part of this is also they're like, well, the Green Pub, someone need, we need a place where some people can take a shit because it's out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so let's make, like, let's make some bathrooms and a pub and people can get a drink and a meal and we'll charge, like, $40 for, like, a <laughs> yep. steak served at the Green Dragon Pub. So. Yep. So it's interesting that, like, yeah, so a lot of the set is actually stuff that was used in the new Hobbit movie that is now just permanent, which is kind of cool. Adorable. I like, and, the, and I remember reading an interview with the guys, with the set designers, because yeah. set designers 
And set builders, they're used to just like everything is made out of like paper mache or wood. Yeah, it's temporary. It's made it's made so it can easily be torn down five minutes after shooting ends. They're yeah. like, we're actually having to build like a real structure here yeah. and like build hobbit doors <laughs> that actually codes. open. Yeah. 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 It has to be, it seriously. It has yeah. to, there has to be fire codes. There has to be plumbing. There has to yep. be a toilet. There has to be running water. It's really, this is kind of interesting. They, they actually looked uh, at a lot of Disneyland stuff where that's a yeah. real facility, but it's yeah. kind of done up, uh, you know, cartoony style and stuff. And so, yeah, I thought they said it was an interesting engineering challenge. I'll believe but it. But there was still guys from Hollywood having to learn how to build stuff for real, which That's I thought was funny. kind of funny to see. I could see them just bitching the whole time. Oh, I, I can could imagine. They're like, yeah, it was an interesting challenge. Oscar, they're like, fucking <gasps> We're never doing that again. Yeah. Jesus Christ, grounded outlets? What is this? Oh, my God. So, yeah, so if you go to the Hobbit set, where the hell New Zealand? You can, yeah, buy a drink. Which That's is, adorable. Uh, I would imagine, I wonder if they have, like, Hobbit beer or, like, I'm sure they can buy, they probably sell bottled beer that you can take home. Like, this is the Shire Ale. But, uh, oh, that'd be kind of fun, though. That would be way overpriced. The most touristy thing you, that's the the most touristy thing you can do in New Zealand is go, I'm going to go visit the Hobbit Shire. I'm going to stare where they shot Xena. Yeah. go see Yeah, you don't see, what you don't see, they, no one's ever tried to build Xena's house again. So you can go visit <laughs> Xena's house. But no, the Shire, though. That's right. Uh, so that's kind of, that's kind of cool. A female-oriented Robin Hood show is being developed for the CW yeah, tell us about by this, the creator Amy. of the Cashmere Mafia. <sighs> what the hell's the so, Cashmere Mafia? It was some. It's called the Cashmere Mafia. Bill. That pretty much what? sums up everything you need to know about this guy's track uh, history. Female-oriented. I didn't realize the CW still existed. Yeah. Yep. I just know female Annie's a huge Robin Hood Robin fan. Though. This is killing Annie inside. There, well, no. I. You know what? There's no being. I've talked about this in the past. Being a Robin Hood fan. Is being an eater of crap. I know, but There's this is no just another. Good. This is the bare minimum you can hope for when you're a Robin Hood fan is mediocrity. <laughs> so you don't need another Dingleberry on top of this giant shit pile, though. There has never know. been. Well, that's not true. The um, uh, Richard Green Robin Hood show is pretty good. Is that the one? There's the never 50s? been at Robin Hood. Robin Hood yeah. riding through the glen. Yeah, that one. Da, da, but there's da, da, always da, da, all the Robin Hood shows have probably been shitty. Like there was, uh, there was the eight in the eighties. They had a BBC show with first it had Michael Prade, and then it had um, uh, Sean Connery's son. What's his name? Yosef Connery or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. There was a t- Yosef in, in the era of Xena oh. and Hercules. There was a terrible show called The Adventures of Robin Hood that was, yeah. I think, was shot in New Zealand and all that. And it was unwatchable too. There was the terrible BBC Robin Hood series that came out a couple years ago yeah. with Hot Hobbit as the Sheriff of Nottingham. Thorn Oakenshield as the Sheriff of Nottingham, and made Marion was Batman in that Any show. Any please, hot dwarf. <laughs> oh, wait, did I, oh, did I call Don't him be hobbit? speciesist. Excuse me. They're both short. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Excuse me. I do know he's a dwarf. And now this will this will <laughs> add to the array of terrible. Oh, Robin did I tell shows. you I have free movie tickets if you want to go see The Hobbit? No. Even for free, I won't go see oh, The Hobbit. Oh, that's a damn shame. No, because when I went to go see The Hobbit at the local movie theater at the Lloyd Center 10, all right, these are tickets for the theater you hate anyway, yeah. uh, the screen was kind of st- was stained or warped or something like that. And this screen, at like, whatever, like, it's like one of their big 3D screens. Like, the last couple of movies I've seen in that particular screening room, the, the, the screen's been kind of dirty, and they still haven't cleaned it. And seeing The Hobbit in 3D and 48 frames per second dark. just yeah. made it just, like, whatever was going on with the screen made it even worse. Yeah. And so I just sent off, and, and, and when I was walking out of the, 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 the Hobbit, I heard other people saying, what the hell's up with the screen on this? So yeah. I actually sent it off an email to uh, the manager saying, hey, I don't, I'm not complaining, complaining, but I'm just saying, like, this screen's been dirty for the last couple of movies I've seen in this theater. Mm-hmm. And 
normally I don't care, but like with this kind of presentation, it, yeah. it, it's 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 especially noticeable. And there were other people complaining about it too. So you might like whatever you have to do to get this fixed, you just should do it sooner than later before it becomes a big issue. And so I actually got one a handwritten letter from uh, Poi Wong, who's the manager of the theater, gave yeah. me two free uh, tickets for that specific screen. And then. Uh, is it Regal Cinemas owns that place? The the corporate branch sent me two free tickets to its IMAX screen, which isn't even in that same theater. Yeah. But the IMAX screen, I have two free passes to see whatever I want with, like, even the letter, they're like, we're showing lots of IMAX stuff coming out to including Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. I was like, okay, so now I have four tickets, <laughs> four free passes to go see, uh, yeah, either uh, a 3D movie or an IMAX movie. Yeah. At, at... You're rewarded for bitching. I know, and I felt bad because I don't want to get anybody, I, I'm not, uh, you can tell I Working customer service where I'm like I just want to I want to yeah. make like let people know without being like yeah. I'm agitated I want oh, man. free money the you other know. day I, I ordered something on Amazon I paid for next day shipping it came a week later oh really and I was and that's never happened before is this through Amazon Prime yeah what did it, what was it through a third party vendor no through Amazon whoa what happened yeah I don't know but I I, I felt terrible was that a shipping thing yeah it was a shipping thing yeah. But I get it was the holidays and everything, but it's still I paid for next day air. And yeah, I got you it pay that later. premium for that. Service. So it's and I did I sent a complaint saying, hey guys, can I get the credit? And they just emailed me back. They're like, no problem, give me credit. But I felt so tense about it because I'm like, you, I credit came for from what? Credit for the item shipping. or like extra shipping? shipping. Okay, yeah. I didn't push for the item. I just wanted. I'm like, I paid fully wanted the second season of Floss Girl <laughs> on Blu-ray, and I was like, I don't know, do I want to see high definition lesbians making out? That's hilarious. Yeah, had to wait a week for it to arrive. Yeah. Get well, what's hilarious is that so poor kid. The same thing happened to us with the terrible BB so show uh, lip service. We bought it on iTunes or bought it on Blu-ray. We went through all these legal means, and like literally in that case, the day after the last th- part of it arrived, it yeah. came out on Netflix. The exact same thing happened with Lost Girl. The day after the the Lost Girl Blu-ray shipped, and we could not do anything about it, it came out on Netflix. Oh man, the day after. Uh, no, it was like two days after I bought. Um, Jared Dreams of Sushi in iTunes because I couldn't find it else anywhere. It showed up on Netflix instead. Right, so, right, okay. yeah. Anyway, we are in the Geek Week in review, believe it or not. The lowest grossing film of 2012 was a Christian Slater flick called Playback that only grossed $264. This is a movie that only opened in one theater in LA. Yeah. Opened up for one week. I think it made, they said they, it made like $240 on its opening night. Which, what did that, that mean? Did Christian Slater and his family not go there? Yeah, made $14 for the entire rest of the week, which meant only two people paid to go see that movie. For the entire, uh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Christian Slater, how the mighty have fun. The Christian Slater's movie made less money than most people spend on beer in a year. (laughs) Jesus Christ. George Lucas finally got engaged to his longtime girlfriend, Baker Melody Hobson. Yeah, she's, I guess she's also part of, like, I think she runs, like, some big part of financial part of, like, DreamWorks, too. So she's involved in the movie industry. I'm assuming that's how they met. And, yeah, they've been dating for a long time. Good on George. I'm assuming she's never seen the prequel trilogy. Otherwise, she wouldn't be getting married. No, I'm good. That guy, he cashed out. He's a billionaire. Well, he was probably a billionaire before, but now he's, like, a super millionaire. Well, he donated $4 billion to education, so... I'm not that he doesn't have money scrolled away, but he's not a billionaire anymore. I my forgot friend. he did that. He pretty much signed it all over to education. Every last set. When you donate that much money to education, 
Like how do you like how do you make sure it's being spent correctly? Because you don't want to just Seriously. give it to the government so it just doesn't get absorbed. I think he. I think he create. He must have created a foundation for the dispensation. There's got to be yeah people who because that's what people do when they got money. Like I know a guy. Who that kind of money, you can hire twenty season. people just to make sure that money is spent in a very specific way. Exactly. Yeah. You know because I you forgot he did that. Yeah. I like, like George Lucas. George Lucas, man. He that's why shit I on left and right. That's but... why I can't make any damn jokes about the prequels or the Crystal Skull because you know what that dude did right. Yeah. He made a shit ton of money. He made it by himself. He's adopted a whole bunch of kids, but never made a big production yeah. out of it. He never named them Bingo. Or Sn- well, he has one kid named Jet, but but you know, and he you he know, never like, he ne- didn't name any of them Apple. Yeah, and he you know he he does good stuff with like he's restored beautiful buildings. Yeah, you know, doing a lot of money. I mean, he seems to treat his employees pretty well. All things he like wants that. to build low income housing in one of the most like rich parts of Marin County. <laughs> Did you hear about f- that? Yes. Yeah. It's beautiful. So, just real quick, yeah, he wanted to build some sort of digital production studio where they have Skywalker Ranch. Yeah, like out in the middle of these, like, like vineyards and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, and all the neighbors were like, no, you can't do that. So, as a fuck you, he owns this property, he's building low income But you can there. build housing, so he's like, yeah, I'm gonna make it so, like, minorities can live here. Fuck all you <laughs> exactly. motherfuckers. Yeah. God bless. You know what, George Lucas, he may make creative decisions that we all question. He seems like he'd be a good grandpa or uncle, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You don't want God him bless. writing your movie, or writing or directing your movie, but. God. Yeah. Which, to be fair, he never really wanted to do. I know he just wanted to make little experimental he short films and like movies. abstract. He like... can make all the weird little movies he wants now. Yeah. Which With I his can... wonderful wife as he children can, all the United States all benefit. The, the movies he wanted to make when he was twenty before he got distracted by Star Wars, he could make on his iPhone. <laughs> Without even needing to hook it up with an actual computer, he can shoot and edit all that shit even better than he could. Like, yeah. Oh my God, George Lucas, God bless. Yeah, I, I feel really bad for making fun of him over the years and giving him shit. Yeah, I do too. You know, hopefully he gets to actually hold this wedding without anyone showing up and be like, "Oh, you're gonna have a Star Wars yeah, wedding." Yeah, up in a Jar Jar suit or something like that. Yeah. Disney oh. announced the downloadable version of Wreck-It Ralph will be released on February 25th, almost a month before the DVD Blu-ray version hits. Seems like the gap between a film's theatrical release and a video release is continuing to shrink. Yeah, this is just a big deal because, well, like, uh, what is it? There's a movie that's out on iTunes right now that's actually not even out in theaters yet. I've seen that a couple of times. What the hell is that? Oh, that that's that's becoming more of a thing now. Well, yeah, more it's with usually indie like, films. I was going to say smaller films. But this is a big deal because yeah. this is Disney's latest big film yeah. that they were going to put up on iTunes a month, not just like a... Because, like, even on iTunes, like, Looper came out two weeks before the Blu-ray came out. It was yeah. on iTunes. This Same is a thing month. With Magic Mike. And, uh, the, like, uh, were you the one who was pointing out, or is this Dylan was pointing out, this is probably them just trying to get ahead of uh, the pirates. Yeah. Yeah. Because especially a super geeky film like this where a lot of, like, internet savvy people are going to be really interested in. Yeah. Might as well, you know, if you're going to put it, like, put it out, might as well just get it out there ahead of, you And know. more to the point, put it out in a way that is easily accessible to pirates. Yeah. Because I was reading something recently about the success of Steam and why Steam is successful is because technically the prices tend to be low. Yeah. And on top of that, it is technically easier than torrenting. It's easier to buy it than it is to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, is I would like to, I would hope that the downloadable version has all the... Bells and whistles that the the, the Blu-ray or the DVD won't. version, which bothers me because like Looper, like I said, Looper came out two weeks ahead of time on yeah. iTunes before it came out on uh, DVD or Blu-ray. But I cannot for the life of me find out whether or not it had like Ryan Johnson commentary on it. No, it won't. It's just like, why not? It's just on optional audio track. That's not what they do. It's not. That's not how digital. But like, if work. they could have parity between what's what the content on what's on the DVD. 
I mean, I, I would just hate to see like all like all the special features you might be interested in. That's how they make you wait for the like yeah, justify convenience you. versus yeah, the full experience. For, because yeah. realistically, the people who are buying the movie over the internet, they're not people who are like, oh man, Looper, I love Looper. Well, they're not a collector. Or anything it's like, like it's like someone's yeah. like, oh Looper, I heard about that movie. That's good. They yeah. don't want special. I don't feel make this available to rent to because that's the other thing uh, iTunes seems to do where they'll make it. You can buy it on iTunes, but it's not available yeah. to rent until the actual retail discs. That's, are that's out how there. iTunes rolls. So I wonder if this is going to be one of those things where, you, like, if you want to watch it though, if you want to download, you're gonna to have to pay for it. You can't like yeah. an actual download it. You can't just spend five bucks to rent it, yeah. which is that, that'd be kind of a shame. But yeah, again, like I said, that's yeah, how the, they do it. The that's gap between the thing, and well, that's funny because the movie's still out in theaters, and it's probably going to still be out in at least a couple first run theaters. Probably when yeah. uh, the 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 downloadable version it comes did out come next out month. Thanksgiving weekend, didn't yeah, it? it's been out for wow. a little, just a little over a month. And it's yeah. doing really well, too. It's not like it bombed and they're just trying to get out the video as soon as possible. That was a cute movie. Did you see that Django Unchained? You can buy, you can pre-order the the Blu-ray on Amazon right now. Oh, it's really? been out for a week. Yeah, I love that. You know, you're getting to the point where you're going to be able to leave the theater and boop your button and You'll be able... Right I mean, the fact that you could pre-order the movie before you actually go to see it tonight. <laughs> Technically, if you wanted to. Yeah. Man, I'm looking forward to going to see Django Unchained. Quentin Tarantino is a crazy asshole. Yeah. Do you want you the know? soundtrack? <laughs> Let me watch the movie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. See, I'm going to be going to see the movie with four friends. So I'm going to leave the movie theater talking go about the movie. Um, fully into two friends. I don't, you know. No. So. They're succubuses? They're succubi. Succubi. Yes. Oh, see, I see what you did there. Wes Anderson said he wouldn't mind making a movie about Han Solo's backstory. Quote, I don't think I would do a terrible job at Han, a Han Solo backstory. I could do that pretty well. But maybe that would be better as a short. Also, quote, well, I have a feeling I'd be uh, probably ultimately get replaced in the film because I don't know if I have all the right action chops, but at least I know the characters from the old films, unquote. Yeah, I just love the idea of Wes Anderson being the guy to make a Han that, Solo that movie. That sounds like an SNL sketch. <laughs> it was an actual thing. Did you see Moonrise Kingdom? No. I don't like Wes Anderson. There's movies. a scene where in the Han Solo movie where um, Han Solo pierces... Leia's earlobes with little lightsaber fish hooks. See the thing and about it's, and, and it's and, and it's a penetration metaphor. The more likely I am when the, when I see a, a, a Wes Anderson trailer and I think I I'm, I'm interested in that I never should see it because I see the movies and I don't like them. It's only the trailers where I'm like that looks masturbatory. Have you seen a Wes Anderson movie that you enjoyed at all? Uh, I liked Rushmore. Yeah, Rushmore. But I saw the trailer shit. and I was like, "Fuck this movie!" And then I saw it, and I liked it. Moonrise Kingdom is actually cute. Royal Tenenbaums and the Life Aquatic. Moon, Moon, Moonrise Kingdom. A, it's about kids, so it's more, more that shit's more more tolerable. It's not just about sad sack adults, even though there are sad sack adults. And it's just less up its ass. It's still stylized and still kind of like you any, know any Wes Anderson movie. I think I'm like I should not watch because I'm just gonna watch it and be like, "Fuck you, Wes Anderson." It's cute. There's a girl with a kid in a basket. It's hilarious. It's on iTunes. Wes Anderson is seconds. the adult male filmmaker version of the manic pixie dream girl. <laughs> I'm not gonna. No, I was surprised at how much I like. Uh, even I like Rushmore is one of my top five uh, favorite movies of all time. And even I going into Moonrise Kingdom, I was like, oh, fuck, Wes Anderson. But no, it was I like to say it's not a perfect movie or anything like that. No. But it, it reinstalled faith in me in Wes Anderson. No. So. Uh, believe it or not, friends, we were gonna we not, not we mentioned this in passing, but we are gonna talk about the things that are coming up Eventually. in twenty thirteen. So we're gonna take a little break and come back and chat about some future stuff. Get pumped.
Alright friends, we're gonna talk about things in 2013, but Bill remembered something he was excited about. I meant to the do this at the beginning of, of the program, but I got distracted. Saying, talking, making a joke about friends ordering sex toys. Well, we just got so. an email about uh, uh, from Maxwell Motley about uh, her, her picks for stuff that she's interested in coming out in 2013. Here, read this. I, I, we got this from Maxwell Motley. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's the best! Dude! Read it out loud. It's awesome. <laughs> so it's you have telegram. to read it like you're in a movie. It's I've never a gotten a telegram before. This is bad. Listener Maxwell Motley sent us a telegram oh, for Christmas. Man. Andy wasn't here to see it before Christmas, but I've been saving it. This is fantastic. Is it the best? Dear Bill and Annie, stop. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Stop. Yes. I cannot send a proper card from the UK as I missed the last day for USA Post. Stop. I hope this will make up for it. Stop. My best wishes also to Foley. Stop. Love, Max. Stop. Oh, Max, you're the awesome. best! Yeah! Okay. This actually is... That the may be the, my favorite thing I got all Christmas long. <laughs> What's an old-time... T- old-time... We are in love with old-timey shit. We're fucking called the Boy Howdy Podcast. The fact we got a telegram and the fact that it says stop, I'm like, oh my god! This is actually the best thing. I know! Thanks so much. You frame this you thing. just... Zoomed in my estimation. So I didn't mention. I wanted to thank Maxwell online, but I was afraid Annie might see it while she was in Texas. So I just uh, pretended it didn't happen. And actually, Ma, Max, uh, just like two days ago, she was like, "Did you get my telegram?" I was like, thing. "I had to tell her like I'm really quiet about it because I wanted to surprise Annie with it." Yeah. I'm so glad you did because this makes me smile so hard. My face. Welcome hurts. back to the podcast. Yeah. Oh, this is wonderful. A telegram. This is actually great because I was like. Episode with Mike got a lot of hits. Maybe I'm not important to the Boy Out podcast. Maybe I'll just show up for Bill That's... going, yeah! <laughs> yeah! And I'm just secondhand. Oh, God, our line's really just to go. I don't think I was disrupted the, the recording. But yeah, so that was super cool. Anyway, That's back to... awesome. So we already decided our, the, our, our, our favorite human being on the planet for 2013, for at least, for, at least for the rest of this episode, is Maxwell Motley. <laughs> So uh, we're gonna take a moment. We're gonna talk about. Meanwhile, Grumpy things. Turtle's like, I bought that fat son of a bitch bill a video <laughs> game, and he only mentioned me in passing for ten and seconds. He's like, it, how about he's like gave you shit in Diablo? Oh, 3. he's the only reason why I beat Diablo three. He he gave me Borderlands. So, yeah. yeah, Grumpy Turtle. He is our patron. He is the dad of the podcast. Maxwell Motley is the mom I of the podcast. I will say this also. Recently, I started following Sid. Uh, Gornflakes Gorn yeah. on Twitter said it's fucking hilarious. This, this podcast has given us many things. We have upwards of four listeners, but the four <laughs> listeners we got. You guys are my favorite people. We have enough, our listeners about it. Yeah, we could fit all of our listeners into a car. <laughs> but I and love talking to We want to drive you to get ice cream. Yeah, exactly. You guys are great. Uh, but I guess we're the only people allowed to talk, though. <laughs> Listen to us. We don't want your feedback unless it's in a cool telegram or in a gift through Steam. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, what the hell we were talking about? Anyway, okay, so we're going to talk about things upcoming in 2013. Yeah! We'll start with, let's actually start with things that are not so loaded, because needless to say, oh very much God. so loaded with movies. Um, let's start Wait, from, not so loaded? I said I said very much so loaded okay, with movies. Okay, yeah. Even with games. So let's start from less to most. Oh, okay, yeah, because by the end we're just going to be like, I don't know, shit's coming out. <laughs> exactly. So in upcoming Blu-rays, uh, as we mentioned before, Wreck-It Ralph uh, will be coming out in March. Who Framed Roger Rabbit will be coming out in Blu-ray later this year. That's awesome. Yeah, a lot of these don't have dates, but, like... Well, a lot of these, you hear rumors because, like, uh... uh well, Roger Rabbit's been confirmed, along with Hunchback of Notre Dame. Anyway, go ahead, you were reading. I'm interrupting, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, then rumored, um, Disney's Robin Hood. Yes. 
Mad Max collection on Blu-ray up the fuck out of it, which makes sense for the movie. They gotta. I forgot Mad Max. It doesn't have a release date, but that is coming out this year. We'll talk about that when we get to the movies, but yeah. Yeah. I will pay through the nose for a Blu-ray oh, Mad Max collection. Both. Oh man, think of how they could do like the object. Think of all the things they could do with that. It could be like Mad Max's car. Yeah. It could just be a tank of gas. Oil, it could yeah, be all kinds. Be... Like, it... it won't be. Watch, it'll be, be the cheapest, <laughs> just like reissuing whatever three Blu-rays are already out there, but still, oh man. Anyway, also uh, on Blu-ray, Star Trek The Next Generation Seasons 3 through 4. They'll come out sometime this year, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, uh, so it, uh, yeah, the, the only two uh, Blu-rays on there with any kind of def- definitive date are, do I have dates for Roger Rabbit or Hunchback? It's what, like March 15th? No, March 12th. March 12th, yeah, so there's our... Yeah, it's, it's, I'm surprised Hunchback's coming out at all because no one cares about a Hunchback. Except for Dylan McConus. Yeah, friend of the podcast, <laughs> Dylan McConus. She's a huge Hunchback fan. Well, how uh, I feel about Disney's Robin Hood, Dylan McConus feels like day, it's also, I think that's also on that same day. Yeah, uh, March 12th, it's... Well, I'm really curious to see if they put out any kind of cool special features on the Roger Rabbit disc. Yeah. Also, just seeing Roger Rabbit with a hand-drawn animation, I'm yeah. kind of curious to see what that looks like in Blu-ray because I don't think the no. movie is necessarily filmed that well. But like hand-drawn, I don't know. That would be interesting. I haven't seen Roger Rabbit in a million. Me either. Yeah. Oh, Roger Rabbit. Remember that was Bob a big Hoskins, deal, man. Yeah, before he Bob retired, Hoskins. before Roger Rabbit OD'd, and before Je- did you see how fat Jessica Rabbit got? <laughs> Oh my god. In books. How does not the lady from Mad Men play Jessica Rabbit in a live action just like Roger Rabbit? Short? That's a good question. She's the closest I just to realized she's in live Jessica action. Rabbit. Oh my <laughs> god, Mad Men. I just almost got a boner just thinking about that lady. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, in books. Pete Doctor's Nine Old Men Flipbook Collection. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's yeah, awesome. I think I mentioned this when it was first announced a year ago. Um, yeah, it actually comes out on Tuesday. Actually, I had pre-ordered it, but it's $40, and I just can't afford it. Yeah. All it is is it's nine flipbooks, one flipbook for each of uh, Disney's Nine Old Men, Yeah. Uh, which each flipbook is dedicated to, like, one of the whatever the most fa- famous scene is. So mm. I've, whoever did, like, Thumper That's and Bambi, awesome. it's... This shows you how much of a Disney fan I'm like, I don't know, whoever direct, whoever animated Thumper, it's <laughs> One of Thumper. Men, you know. But yeah, Pete Doctor, the guy who directed Up and uh, Monsters Incorporated, I guess he was the guy who kind of shepherded this project along. Where I don't know if there's like any, like in the books, if there's any like information about the Nine Old Men, or if it really is, there's no text. It's just nine flip books. But it's a cool project. It's a neat idea. It'll be available on this Tuesday. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. The Noble Approach, the art and design of Maurice Noble. Maurice Noble being the guy who uh, designed uh, all the backgrounds in the Looney Tunes cartoons. Yeah. Which doesn't sound like that much until you really no, think about it's... how stylized and abstract those yeah. backgrounds were. They're astounding. Where, like, the clouds would be, it'd be a blue sky with, like, the clouds would just be a pink, like, scribble, like, Crayola yeah. scribble and shit like that. Yeah. Like, weird, like... Yeah, Maurice Noble went most crazy on things like all of the Roadrunner shorts. Roadrunner and, and uh, the... Duck Dodgers. Because, yeah. like, he did all the crazy, like, future Futuristic, kind of like. And didn't he? Do, he did all the crazy abstract, like quote unquote, sets for what's opera doc. Yeah, that and kind of that. stuff. Yeah, like, and it, really well, he did also did, he did a lot of design work. Like he did a lot of storyboards where he did a lot of the color design. Like what's opera yeah. doc? There's a lot of abstract stuff where you have a giant yeah. monolithic. Yeah. Uh, Elmer Fudd all yeah. red. Like <laughs> yeah. he designed all that stuff. Yeah. I, I would buy that. Book. So that's a whole book just about his art. That that's sounds awesome. Yeah, Maurice Noble's the shit. Uh, Doctor Sleep, which is Stephen King's sequel to The Shining. That sounds terrible because it's about. Do you have you read The Shining or seen The Shining? I remember I just saw The Shining for the first time this Halloween. We so, talked about it. Oh, that's right. It's about the kid from The Shining. Now he's you know because it takes place modern day, mm-hmm. uh, but the original Shining took place in the mid seventies. Now he's like this guy in this mid forties who still has his magic Shining powers, but mm-hmm. now he's like fighting psychic vampires or something. <laughs> it sounds awful. Because you know, know those people 
would want from a sequel to the show. I know. I just okay. Yeah. Uh, in art book news, this year we'll see the release of uh, the Bioshock Infinite art book, which yeah. will be awesome. And uh, which is hilarious because I think the Bioshock Infinite art book comes out before I Bioshock Infinite. And then the polar uh. opposite comes the Brutal Legend art book. What? There's a Brutal Legend art book coming out in March. It's like how many years after Brutal Legend has come out? I'm curious to see how it sells. I have pre-ordered it. Because you are not a fan of Brutal Legend. I will buy the Brutal art Brutal Legend is a fucking gorgeous game. I would like imagine that, half of it's going to be... The world building in that is fucking great. Who are their big artists? Because it's, it's it's Scott C. But there's the guy there's, who did all um, their like big heavy metal style Nathan paintings Bagley, and stuff. Yeah. There's Raz. What's his name? Razmig. And the design of the game was fantastic. I'm really curious game. to see. For all the criticisms of Brutal Legends, no one can say it is not a beautiful game. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Mm. And I guess this can go under your um, comics banner. But I'm really excited. The book I'm actually most excited about this year is Becky Clue. Lunin, who's one of my favorite artists working in comics today, did a fucking fantastic run on Conan the Barbarian. Really? Yeah, called, uh, the Black Queen story. And she did fucking amazing I've work. I've never even, once, for once in my Her... life, ever even thought about reading a Conan comic. Dude, me either. And I can't remember, oh, it, she Not that had, I have a problem um, against Conan, it's just... She did some minis that kind of popped up on, on my radar online. She did a great one called Wolves, and a great one called The Mire that I ordered from her. And she's just a fucking great draftsman. And, like, her comics art is... Her inking and her composition is just great. Her character oh. is great. And uh, she she did this run on Conan, written by Brian Wood, who I'm not normally a huge fan of. But it's just good comics. It's really good. The way she draws Conan is, is kind of awesome. He's, he's built, but he's more pretty, almost. There's almost a delicateness to him. So Twilight But Conan. he's still, not quite. I know, See, I don't just... want to make it sound diminishing, but it's, it, he's very athletic. He's not a brute. I just picture him looking like Kronk from Emperor's New Groove. He's not, no. See, but that's like the classic, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is more like a lithe, athletic Conan. Oh, okay, so it's not super muscle-bound. It's he, more he's just He's still like... beefy, but he's more... He's more realistic? More just, yeah. yeah. He's more like an actual warrior. Not just like a Frank Franzetta painting yeah. or anything like and, that. And like his yeah. features, like, he, he's still got the strong jaw and everything, a strong nose, but he's kind, he's kind of... He's got these eyes. And then the way she draws the Black Queen is really awesome. It's just... And the color. She got like great. a big heavy metal outfit or like what's... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. It's awesome. Well, it's kind of curious that she would like, like, kind of like demake... Conan himself a little bit, but like the Black Queens would still be like some kind of ridiculous, like something. From well, not, not I should not comic. say I, not. She's not that bad, but she. It's all like you know. There's pretty still stylized. Sex scene and like she's like the flowing robes and like the these links upon links and like this jewelry. How explicit and stuff. is who who publishes this? It's Dark Horse. Oh, okay, I was wondering I mean, how explicit adapted, they can get with sex and violence. It's adapted yeah. from because Conan. I imagine you'd have people chopping motherfuckers Vistra. in half. Yeah, yeah, man, exactly. yeah. Like, but it's just it's really solid comics. And I picture the Black Queen also kind of looking. like... Like, uh, what's what's the sex comic with the queen who's always just fucking things up for everybody? I have no idea what you're talking about. What's well, this with the cum sprite? Oh, Oglav. <laughs> Oglav, yeah. There we go. Actually, Oglav doing a Conan comic would be kind of... Oglav? I just picture the Black Queen just being like the the, the queen from Oglav with, with tits. Yeah. No, it's 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 just a solid little comic. It's great, great. Oh, man. Oglav Conan. <laughs> Anyway, Bill also notes Neil Gaiman's Sandman prequel series. Well, we're this getting into comic stuff, yeah. Uh, I don't. I would assume that's coming out. It was announced last year, and it can't take that long to knock out like Sandman prequel stuff. But I guess this <laughs> comics don't take much work, do they, Bill? Well, it's just. <laughs> I don't know. Well, usually, it, it, comics usually 
usually don't take years to gestate unless it's a huge graphic novel or something. But if it's just like a like six issue miniseries, usually the the the, the gap between it being announced and it actually being on shelves is you know that's true. not very long. Usually so assuming that's coming out this year. It sounds like yeah, Neil Gaiman is committed and he's like, he started working on it. So yeah, I guess this is about Morpheus before he gets captured at the beginning of Sandman. So that's coming out sometime this year. That should mm-hmm. be cool, unless it's not. <laughs> Who knows? It's Neil Gaiman who can run hot or cold anyway, so In yeah. television news, we have another season of Parks and Rec coming our way. Which is notable just because all of NBC's other sitcoms are going away. Like 30 Rock 30 is going gone, away, Community's Office gone, is ending, Community yeah. is ending. Yeah, so Parks and Recreation, which is already pretty much the best show on. Uh, Parks and Recreation, we've talked about this. Parks and Recreation is my favorite television show, period. It is. I will not say that, but I'll say it's my favorite comedy on the air right now. Yeah. It is just the, the, the relationships between those characters. Yeah. It's really funny and really real. Oh, man, I forgot they re-aired. Uh, I missed two episodes of uh, Parks and Recreation this, this season, uh, one of which includes uh, Mike from Breaking Bad shows up as Ben yeah, Wyatt's dad. dad. Oh, they, man, the I Unity missed that. quilts. You missed the Unity quilts. I missed that. They they re-aired it on Thursday and I completely forgot about it until, oh. you know, it was like 11 o'clock. I was like, I was supposed to do something tonight. And I was like, oh, shit, it was Parks and Recreation. What was the other one you Fire Smart, I, like uh, some other random episode. Uh, yeah. Jean Ralphio does something, something, something. I guess Oh, Jean Ralphio tries to help with uh, with uh, Tom Haverford's new business. I guess so, yeah. I must have missed that episode, <laughs> It almost too. destroys it. Uh, but yeah, Jean, yeah well, like, like, it's, it's, it's yeah, uh, Parks and Recreation is like The Office, except everyone actually wants to help each other, yep. and everyone's actually nice to each other. And, and they everyone, actually enjoy each other's company. They actually have a goal in that they actually <laughs> want to make the world a sl- little bit of a better place. Even <laughs> April Leggy. Yeah. Um, whereas The Office is kind of just crawled up its own ass and kind of just went, oof. Oh, The Office this year has actually been pretty good so far from what I've seen, but, yeah. So this year we also get some new Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. I mean, next season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. If, you, if you've if you ever read the third Game of Thrones book, you know what's going on. Some crazy shit. Oh, uh, man, shit's gonna go <laughs> This may be the year, like... the, this may be the season that everyone starts turning off and they're like, wait, they got rid of those characters too? Like... <laughs> Everyone's yeah. so used to like, oh, they'll kill I'm anyone really, on this show. I'm this really is the curious. season that shows they will kill anyone well, on this what show. What I think is really smart about Game of Thrones is that they're, the TV show has been really smart about editing the things that are not necessary from the books. Which there's a lot of. And they're not, they're just not afraid. In terms cut. of just. And I mean, I gotta say, the first season I was like, okay, this is pretty good. The second season I was like, wow, they really fixed Game of Thrones. Yeah, because they're not afraid to like just make up shit to plug holes yeah. or cut shit if it's just not yeah, necessary. Yeah, it doesn't serve. Except for uh, they. <laughs> What's her? <laughs> Where's my dragons? That's the only part Daenerys. of that last season. To be fair, Daenerys. But that's what happens in yeah. the book, though. And unless and I they came argue, up, I would argue you kind of need this weird. It's kind of like the last book of Harry Potter, where you need Harry lost in the woods for a while for him to come in, come back in from the woods again. It's yeah. boring as fuck to they read they, or they, watch. They could have done a with. Uh, there should have been probably a couple episodes where you just didn't see Daenerys. Yeah. Because they, they still had better. to bring her in for every episode, yeah. but she only did. The only, there were only plot developments in her her corner of the world for like three episodes out of yeah. ten. So that, that was seven episodes. Feel. I'm gonna. I know, but that was there. yeah, seven episodes. Where's my dragon? <laughs> What's up? 
the, yeah, the, the Daenerys. The uh, I'm really curious because I mean I I love the Game of Thrones books. I enjoyed reading them, but there is a lot of bullshit that really you could just cut right out. I wonder if how where are you in the books? Have you caught up to the quote? Unquote I credit? got about half. I got about a third of the way into third books, but you've spoiled me for everything that ever happens in any of the books. So there's I know a, what happens. There's a big plot arc in the most. I think it was in the last Game of Thrones book. I read them all on top of each other, so they all merge in my mind. That is so unnecessary. And the whole point is that it's kind of the experience of all the characters and microcosm. Yeah. It's this person like, I'm gonna rule! And then just gets squished. But it's fucking bizarre to spend so much time in the book with this character who literally shows up at the start of the book and then just snuffs it. <laughs> that's that's her whole arc, arc is within that one I'm, book and it really, goes nowhere. Jesus. And it takes up a lot of time and energy. And I'm sure that character's just going to be excised completely. I yeah, mean, yeah, I mean, no they just do stuff it. like that. It's it's. I'm really curious about Well, it. I know a lot of people who, uh, who never finish Game of Thrones, it's usually the third book where they start saying that the, the, the Martin loses the plot in terms of, like, he starts introducing too much bullshit. And isn't the third, fourth book where they start, like, he pretty much introduces an entirely new cast? Yeah. The yeah. fourth book. Well, it's because the fourth book and the fifth book he originally wrote as one. And yeah. he realized it's too long, so he split the characters in half. But he put all the characters you care about in the second half. Yeah. So book four is just, like, a bunch of time with people who are interesting characters, but you're not... It's like, you didn't show up for this. You're like, what's going on with Tyrion? Well, to be fair, you find out what's going on with Tyrion. But I guess the third season of Game of Thrones is just the first half of book three. They're going to cut it into, like... You know, they have to slow it down, not just because of Milet, the road they have to travel. We mentioned this on the podcast before. But just because they're going to catch up with George R. R. Martin. He's he's like, I got at least two more books to write. I'm assuming we'll hear more information about the next book sometime this year. Just just even if it's for him to come out and say, guys, don't worry, I'm not dead yet. There's another book coming, don't worry. Yeah. Oh, Even if it's just like a, the release of a title or something like that, we'll probably get to that sometime this year. New season of Mad Men coming out this Mad year. Men, I still say last year's uh, season of Mad Men is probably... It's, it was my favorite because uh, it focused... Again, any season that, that focuses not too much on Don Draper is great because Don Draper is the least interesting character on Mad Men. I don't necessarily hate him, but he's just kind of a cipher. Mm-hmm. And Well, the weird thing about Mad... Don Draper is obviously... You can tell this Mad Men was created by a rich white guy from New York who is a writer who is considered a genius among other writers because the main <laughs> Don Draper being the main character of Mad Men is this rich white guy from yeah. New York who is considered a genius creative guy by everyone else in his yeah. field. And that's that's not an interesting character. It's it's just kinda like it's 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 the characters or it's not a insertion. Like it's just identify he, with. Yeah, it's like, it's it's, yeah. it's it's Matthew Weiner, the guy who created Mad Men, just inserting himself into the plot a little yeah. bit too much. Uh, but yeah, it, it, uh, like uh, this season was really heavy on episodes that were devoted to secondary characters, and all those episodes are great. Uh, they got rid of my favorite character on the show, which is unfortunate. He goes bye bye. But yeah, no, uh, fucking again, big titty chick. I was talking about where Jessica Rabbit. She becomes <laughs> a full partner in the company where oh, she really? starts out off as a secretary. Yeah, she become she became uh, yeah she's a full partner in the company. Uh, Peggy Olson, who we mentioned before, was Zoe Bartlett. Um, she leaves the show. She left the company. She she says, "Fine, fuck it, Don Draper, I love you, but I can't stand your shit anymore." She leaves and goes. She'll uh, she's obviously going to come back. Yeah. But she left so, so, supposedly for good in the middle of the last season. She was gone for the rest of the season. They at least did a good job of pretending that she, she's gone. Yeah. Because usually Mad Men, when they get rid of a character, they will get rid of a character, no matter yeah. how much that character is loved. They have no problem just saying, "Kick your ass to the curb. We'll see yeah. you. Goodbye." Maybe yeah. we'll come back for a guest episode three years from now. But yeah. that's it. 
Um, but yeah, no, lots of great episodes that were like little like thematic short stories, which were good, just like That's little nice. tales of themselves. Yeah. Uh, you know, because it's 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 still a serialized story where like the story, you know, you have different plot threads that have to evolve from episode to episode. But with yeah. the individual episodes, also were nice, nice little like yeah, almost kind of like short story, like little themed That's episodes nice. about specific characters. So yeah. all the characters got like all the secondary characters got great character development. Just a good show. Yeah, Mad Men. I'm glad to see it's coming back. I'm assuming it'll be back sometime this spring, along with uh, Game of Thrones and Legend of Korra. Legend of Korra. Yeah, you know, everyone disappointed last year, but hopefully it get better. Legend of Korra has so many flaws, but I can't. I love. That I had a great time show. watching that show. Yeah. yeah, it's like I can't. I can't. Uh, there's so many people who bash on it. Also, that's another perfect. show that is on its surface supposed to be a kids show, but the tension between its like role as a kids show, but its content of being kind of like very kind of ship friendly, yeah. romantic kind of high school kind of melodrama. Yeah, yeah. which. The original Avatar handled very well. Yeah. Legend of Korra, not so much. Not. The only part of it that I think it handles really well, and I must have talked about this. Is the Kung Fu! Well, no, no, no. The, of that relationship is the way Asami handles it. Which I think is which a is really Asami, great... Asami is such a slight character, but everyone loves her so I much. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I love that character. She's kind of a blank slate that everyone can project their own like affections onto. It's kind of interesting. Well, yeah. what I think is interesting is that she goes through the much most change and drama does, yeah. of anyone through the whole show, and she's the only one who handles it with any grace. And she was the one character everyone assumed was going to be, become a bad guy yeah. and had the most justification for becoming a bad guy. Like. That's then, why I like Asami Sato, because she is this character that does not exist in media for young people much less young girls yeah. which in which is the the Baxter for all intents and purposes yeah. who is not an asshole about it because mm-hmm. she's like when she, when 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 what's his butt Mako is being a dick and she's like and she's like I like Cora you're an asshole yeah she I know she blames blame the guy Cora. who's, who's yeah. she blames him and I like you never see that you don't see that in adult media yeah spoilers for uh, Legend of Cora this character is Asami her dad goes crazy her dad goes her crazy her boyfriend's a douchebag boy- I mean like she, and she manages it all she she just handles it all I kind of want next season to see her like having like she's like actually I I really do I, I, all I want for season two of Legend of Cora is is more of Cora which is fine. Because really, whatever it is, I will enjoy. Cora's a great character too, shit. even though she's kind of like, kind of oh, stupid, a brute, and a bully, and I love her. But that's again, name that's, another. That's character. a rare character, especially yeah, a female who's exactly. just like. This is why I can't be critical. You have Asami Sato who deals with drama and bullshit with just grace, and she doesn't let it destroy her, and she's strong despite of it. You have Cora, who's a brute <laughs> and kind of a bully, but yeah. still like very. She relatable. means well though. Also, she was like raised. Like alone in the Arctic, yeah. Like or the yeah, Antarctic, I guess. And then but, you yeah. have Lin Beifong, uh. who's just this tough badass who will just sacrifice from a noir movie. And these are three characters that are women. Yeah. That is why I cannot slag Legacora. That is why I can't. Like I, you know, the story falls apart. I don't. I can't. I can't. I still say, if you were to go back and look at Legend of Korra just as, if it were only a miniseries, I think it would hang together a little bit better if you didn't yeah. have the expectations of how this is going to evolve into a second season. Yeah. Because, yeah, like... I wish they had the time, they had had the time to make it a, a show. 
and not a miniseries. Yeah, because even by the the creator's own admission, they're like, yeah, this is we would probably not have had to ended that first season that oh, way yeah. because it wasn't designed to be it was designed to be a miniseries. That's why that mini the first season of Legend of Korra ends with Legend of Korra. You are now you have saved the world. Now you are an avatar. The end. Her like your yeah. her story kind of ends there. Yeah. I mean, great, you can do more stories with that character, but. It has a kind of an ending. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is the show. I think was originally going to be like six episodes. Yeah, and then, and then it was. They, then they could do twelve, but whatever, then it was yeah. still going to be a miniseries. But you could see that they kind of like they they just kind of put in the some... pacing is I kind of off and too it's because, because within itself, like you could cut out, you could very easily go through that series and cut out a lot of stuff and see the miniseries that it was originally written to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you could have very yeah. easily, and it's just it's. I mean, like I said, but I can't. I love. I love. Fucking lo- love Cora. Season two can be the episode where there's like the Jazz Age episode episode where you get like Korra and Asami and all I these characters like in their gangster outfits. to be, have a Leslie Nope Jesus and Perkins level friendship. That is all I want yeah, from Yeah, because everyone's show. shipping those guys to have then a romantic relationship. I just relationship. want them to be bros because you never see that. Kill if that doesn't happen though. You just, I just want them to be like just badass friends and like you are dating my ex Because the groundwork is there. He's an asshole but you're great. I didn't great. think about that actually, yeah. And like just like that's, you never see that sort of relationship. I want it so Annie, can you photoshop me uh, uh, Ann Perkins and Leslie Nope as Corey and Song. <laughs> Corey and Song. Oh, oh my god. god. Hey, the Breaking Bad Is Tens in the Ron Swanson of... <laughs> oh my god! Legend of Korra! Oh, because they're both like... They're both like trying to you know, take care of the city. And uh, um, Chris Pratt is is uh, Bolin. Yeah! Uh, Andy Dwyer is Bolin. That's right. Ben White, that makes him a Mako? Yeah, I guess. I can just see Mako Their hair like, is not at, that different can, actually. Mako I can just see like Mako kind of looking at the camera just more confused when like somebody does something stupid just like <laughs> which let's be honest could only improve his character so <laughs> anyway we've officially entered some bullshit Tumblr territory here this season we have the bra- or this year we get the Breaking Bad finale this summer is it Breaking the Bad show is the finest television show on the air right now in my estimation is it the sh- series finale it's uh, the last half. It's stupid. They took the last season and broke it into two halves. So it's like some people are calling this the last season, even though it's only the last six episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's the last six episodes with the, the series finale. It's going to be ending this year sometime this summer. Yeah, Breaking Bad last season was fucking. Oh my god, I can't even talk about that with like, getting into spoilers. But like, they again, they have no problems killing off characters or breaking characters in in or pushing characters in interesting ways that forces the characters to actually change. Without, without not staying true to themselves, who they are is like, you know it's it's not like they'll suddenly have a character suddenly like do something crazy just for the sake of drama. Yeah, uh, it's just man, um, yeah, I shouldn't even worry about spoilers because it's not like you care about Breaking Bad. There You're are never all the people it. who listen to our podcast. Well, that's true too. <laughs> man, it was so good. Like the last episode. No, the last you ne- we never we never hold back from spoilers ever. Why should you start now? Yeah. No, but I want to uh, break bad so good. They find out. Oh man, breaking uh, breaking bad. His 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 <laughs> brother in law so bad. His brother in law finds out who he is. He finds out that he's dealing drugs because he reads his book on a toilet. So how does he find out while reading Leaves of Grass? Does he hide something in the book? Uh, so Walter White, you know the main bad guy yeah. in Breaking Bad. Well, it's funny that was he. Uh, he's the main bad guy and the main good guy. Um. A couple seasons earlier, he was working with... The, he was trying to teach this other guy how to 
cook meth like he does. Because mm-hmm. Walter White, he has this very specific formula that everyone's chasing. Yeah. And then he gets a new partner that he's trying to teach this formula to. And this new partner, he's a big fan of uh, everything that Walter White is into. And they have a conversation mm-hmm. about how great Walt Whitman is. And uh, there's kind of a, a joke's hat about how Walt Whitman, Walter White, both WWW names mm-hmm. and so as a gift to walter white this partner gives him a copy of walter uh, of leaves of grass saying to to uh ww my favorite other uh yeah ww or something yeah. like that there's a little inscription in the book that character ends up dying but um he uh walter white keeps this book in his house yeah. and his brother-in-law who's a dea agent he was investigating the death of walter white's ex-partner mm-hmm. And he finds this book sitting on the toilet in Walter White's house with the dude's name saying, Hey, WW, from my other favorite WW, love, dead dude. Yeah. And it incriminates Walter White as, as yeah. being connected to this guy who was a known meth cook. Yeah. But he was only a meth cook because Walter White taught him everything he knows. Yeah. And so the last episode ends with uh, Walter White's yeah, brother-in-law, who's in the DA, like, s- sitting on the toilet taking a <laughs> shit. Like, flipping through the book, and he reads the opening passage, and he puts two and two together, like, Walter White is... He goes, oh, shit. And that's, like, boom, cuts to black, and that's the end of the last episode. <laughs> and so, presumably, the next episode will pick up with, like, finally... like flushing. Yeah, well, yeah, I know, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. No, it's, it's the shit that heard around the world. That's Boop. right. Uh, even even the, the well, Vince Gilligan, the guy who uh, wrote the episode, he was, like, on Twitter or something, like, talking about how it was very tempting not to end that last episode with a big plink sound effect or some kind of explorch like big yeah. it's like the last shot is of this dh on the toilet going oh my god and he's on the toilet and it's like people did screen caps of stuff of yeah. him going, like taking a shit like the moment he realizes what happens but um and then not just for that episode it was great again it was just really great well-written season of yeah. characters uh walter white's long-suffering wife she kind of asserts herself and she's kind of more a little more of a badass this season oh the other thing is walter white only gets found out the moment he actually gets out of the meth business oh yeah he his his wife who's his long-suffering wife who's had to put up she's a normal lady who she ends up finding out like her science teacher husband has become a meth dealer mm-hmm. and meth maker uh she ends up like she doesn't want to go to law but she's kind of been suffering throughout the whole show because like you know she can't tell anyone this is yeah. happening but like she has to cover everything that's happening right she actually manages to finally convince Walter White to not do this anymore. Yeah. And, like, right after this happens is when... Yeah. Her brother finds out about this going on, and, yeah, it just ends, like, right there, so you don't know what's going to happen next. But it's a great little cliffhanger. Yeah. So we'll see what happens next season. That's so. wonderful. Oh, Spoilers for Breaking Bad. Favorite right. the shit! Also, this year will be the Doctor Who 50th anniversary hook to do. Yeah, well, there's more Doctor Who coming back this spring. More Clara. Are you, are you interested in seeing with sure. Clara on there? Yeah. yeah. Why not? But this this fall, this November, will be the 50th anniversary of Doctor Who, and there are big plans for there to be a 50th anniversary special, yeah. which I guess is shooting sometime this spring. Mm-hmm. And so everyone's wondering, like, like in the past, uh, in the old Doctor Who uh, show, they would always celebrate a Doctor Who anniversary by having a big multi-Doctor arc where they would bring back all the other Doctors who were still around yeah. and have a big, like... It that doesn't make any sense why of the doctor's not, hanging yeah. out with twelve other versions of himself, <laughs> yeah. but it's an excuse to it's yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have to make sense. And so everyone's like, Well, there's gotta be a big multi doctor thing where yeah. you can bring back all the other living Doctor Who's. Yeah. And there's still decent like you've got all the three the new three doctors and you've still got like the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. Actually, you do have a big crew that could be hanging yeah. out. That's actually a lot of people. Rolling deep in who's. Yeah, <laughs> and right. so it's kind of a bummer because everyone's kind of expecting this. So if it's not like a big, like, yeah. 
there's 12 doctors hanging out. Everyone's going to be kind of disappointed, but we'll see what happens. So we'll find out in November, but oh, yeah, if, if Claire's a great companion, if she has to be the one companion to hang out with these 12 yeah. doctors, she's she can like, handle them all. Yeah, she can handle them. Oh, that's just more doctors for her to fuck. Exactly. She's oh, that's so much for snogging. <laughs> <laughs> All right, friends, let's look at the movies of the year. We're going to go with movies. This is uh, the, movies our last longest. big section, yeah. Well, we're going to go to games, but since we are ultimately, let's be honest, we're a gaming podcast. We'll yeah, talk about games last. Well, yeah, we'll save it last. Um, first of the year, we get Gangsta Squad. Uh, I just put on that because uh, Annie's huge Emma, uh, what, Emma Stone fan? Are you not an Emma Stone fan? She's okay. She looks like what? She looks like she's farting all the time. I don't have a dick, and my dick gets hard when she talks. Are you kidding she me? Looks like, she looks like a cat taking a fart. She's got kind of like this big frog mouth and these eyes that are like, seriously? She looks like, this is exactly how I felt when my wife told me that Jennifer Connelly has bitch face. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't even know if I can interact with someone who doesn't have. I can kind of see that if you hate Jennifer Connelly, but she has such an open <laughs> My wife doesn't hate Jennifer Connelly. She just thinks she has bitch face. I'm just saying Emma Stone looks like fart cat. <laughs> You're a dummy. I don't think she's on a track. I don't think she's ugly. No, no, no I just no, don't see her. No, and just no, you're dumb. You're stupid. <laughs> but yeah, this one definitely have Emma Stone in like a 1940s. Oh, like, who cares about this movie other dress. than Emma Stone in cocktail dress? It has what Ryan Gosling, everybody's boyfriend. All I know is Ryan Gosling in the trailer, and everyone's like Gangsta and, Squad. And we're part of the Gangsta Squad. Bro. All I know about this movie is that they had to refilm it because of the Dark Knight shooting. Yeah. That's all I know about this movie. So, Gangsta Squad. Good luck with that, friends. I'll go see it when it's $3 and I can have a pint. Yeah, what you do is go play some L.A. Noir and then go out and see this in the theater. <laughs> and it's kind of like a multimedia then, well, First watch L.A. Confidential, then play L.A. Noir, then go watch Gangsta Squad. Oh, my joke Squad. was going to be, Gangsta Squad is L.A. Noir the movie, but I forgot L.A. Noir the movie is <laughs> L.A. LA Confidential. Confidential. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on uh, January 25th is Hansel and Gretel, Annie's Boner Town. I don't know if I can actually go see that movie. Because it can't Expectations be. are so. It's your pretty tank. I want it to be an hour and a half of just Gemma Arterton walking in slow motion towards and away from the camera in her leather cat suit. I love that I found an animated gif of uh, Gemma Arterton. She was like in some BBC show where she's like. Oh, it's a terrible movie. She's on a farm and she's kind of like got these little Daisy Dukes since her ass is hanging out and she like climbs over this fence and her tits are flying all over the place. And I was like, sent this gift to Annie. Annie's saying, hey, Annie, here's your girlfriend. And she was like, no. Oh, she has to be in black leather. It doesn't work. No, she has to be black leather kicking a door in. That's what it is, yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because she's like half naked and you're just like, no, me, me, me. Oh, what's not on this list, and I think it comes out in January because that's Jason statham Uary, is uh, Parker. <laughs> what the hell is Parker? Parker? Have you not seen the trailer for uh -uh. Parker? I'm going to see this movie so hard. It's a Jason Statham movie where he has to go to San Antonio, Texas. What? He's in a big cowboy hat and a suit <laughs> and cowboy boots and he's hanging out with uh, uh, Jennifer Lopez. Yep, and it's a big, dumb explosions action Does he movie. fight Big Tex at the end? <laughs> I can only hope. That's why it's Big Tex burned down. <laughs> That's it. You see the fuck out of that movie. I love Jason Statham. <laughs> see, like, I, it's so funny that I've had this big reversal, because I remember vividly, there was a time in my life when I could not do this sort of thing. Like, I remember we went to go see Crank. You remember that? Yeah. We went to go see Crank with Leland, and I was so mad at that movie. I'm like, that was the dumbest piece of shit movie. And now I'm totally turned You've seen around. so many terrible movies since then. You're like, that's <laughs> That's the whole point. Well, no, I really learned to love dumb action movies where I could, yeah. not, I could not before. I'm very grateful well, for Well, Marion Foley, who loves, like, her big dumb hunks. Even before hunks. that. Even before. Oh, dude, I love big dumb hunks more than she does. No, but, like, funny. there's a certain tone in your house of affection for, like, just bleh. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. But I... It, I You've cultivated I came, the taste for it this It was stuff. not sexually transmitted. I had that before. <laughs> 
Um, on Aww. on Valentine's Day, this is what I'm gonna do for Valentine's Day. The new Die Hard movie comes out. I can't believe it comes on Valentine's yes, Day. I'm totally gonna go see it. This was be, be so sad. He was like, "Oh man, Die Hard Five, my new chance to uh, it's coming out Valentine's Day." <laughs> Shit. Not even like August, where it's like the summer dumping ground, but Valentine's yep. Day. Not even like March, was which is like kind of like when all the big movies of the spring come out. But Valentine's Day. Yep. It was gonna be twelve dollars. Is the trailer any good? I haven't, I haven't seen, seen anything one. about it. The last, the last trailer I saw is kind of great because they're using Ode to Joy. Oh, which was in the first Die Hard yeah. movie. Yeah, he's driving oh, through Jesus. Russia, downtown Russia, <laughs> generically. I saw and... the poster as Yippee Mother Russia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Die Hard Five. Is it called Die Hard Five? What no, is it's it? called. I think it's called Die Far, Die Hard and Five, Die Hard and Go Home, have or they, something like they, that. Or? Is it Live Free or Die Hard? Is that already been used? I guess so. That sounds. like I think it. it's Live Free. What or was die the last hard? one called? Was it A Good Day to Die Hard, or is that what this one's called? Something. I it's, think those are both. Like, who knows which is which? But yeah, I haven't no, seen the either. Guy, of them. The guy they cast to play of uh, Die Hard's son is um, what's his play? He played um, Spartacus's butt boy on this on this Spartacus. <laughs> TV I show, about that. and I actually really liked oh, him I on that. that, and he's kind of great. I love that Bruce Wilson last year, he went from, like, the set of Looper to filming, like, Moonrise Kingdom filming Die Hard 5. Yep. That guy's got a weird life. Yep, and filming G.I. Joe. Yeah. Oh, he's in G.I. Joe? He is G.I. Joe. What? He is G.I. Joe. Was G.I. Joe in the first one? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bruce Willis. Jesus oh, Christ. Bruce. What else? Uh, Jack the Giant Slayer, Brian Singer's fantasy movie. Yeah, I don't know. Which I cannot be more fantastically He's, disinterested He in. decided that, no, I'm not going to direct another X-Men movie. I'm going to make a Jack and the Beanstalk movie. <laughs> yeah, okay, what? Well, it's got you well, and McGregor. Jack and the Giant Slayer. It's Jack the Giant Slayer. He Is slays, that what it's called? As opposed to Jack and the Beanstalk, because he slays the giant. Oh, okay, that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, you and McGregor was trailer looks kind of... The guy they have playing Jack, I'm so used to being a, a character actor... Like the 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 dorky character, like sidekick. It's weird to have him be the protagonist of a movie. Well, it's weird too because like, how do you make Jack and the Beanstalk into a giant motion picture? And I guess you you decide to say, hey, you know what? What if Jack takes an entire army of militia led by Ewan McGregor arbitrarily with him to go fight the giant? There have been better movies made from dumber premises. Oh, I know. But I, know. I don't know if this is going to be the movie that's going to blow our minds. Yeah, isn't that in the Oz movie coming out in the same time? Or within uh, like two weeks? Yeah, ago, within it? a week. Oz the Great and Powerful comes out weekly. Yeah, this is still, it's so weird that like there's still, like this, we're in the th- still in the throes of the big push of big fantasy fairy tale movies. Yeah. Between this and the two Snow White movies I mean, last TV year. I is, is thick with it too. Yeah. You know, it's like, was this kind of yeah. kind of kicked off by Fables? And Fables kind of like got Hollywood kind of like, oh, maybe we're going to do more fairy tale stuff. That's a good question. I don't know where this all. Either that or everyone's still so blown away by the Tenth Kingdom miniseries that came out ten years ago. <laughs> like it took, them, it took them ten years to recuperate and go, oh my God, we, we could mix all these stories together. Bill, I think in that we have mentioned Tenth Kingdom twice <laughs> in our podcast, we have mentioned Tenth Kingdom more than any a, other podcast. People are like, what the hell is Tenth Kingdom? Just like a Tenth Kingdom on Netflix I'm instant. I'm pretty sure. Speaking of, dear listeners, I don't consume enough of this media to know. When I'm watching Lost Girl, the werewolf guy is a cop. And in Fables, the big bad wolf is a cop. And it makes sense to have wolf cop. And I feel like this has been explored in other media. Because he can knock people's doors in. No, no I'm just saying, but like he's the scent and everything, and like he can, you know, that whole thing. It makes sense. He's a tracker. He can, he can go hunt. to grandma's house, but instead of eater, he just puts a wire on her. 
anyway, dear listeners, if you can think of, I, I feel like I've read other media where the big bad wolf or slash a werewolf is a cop or some regard. Wait, have you seen Into the Woods? No, we've talked about this. Where like, the wolf is the I prince? Never, ever, ever watch that. Why? Just to make you mad. Why? It's just like out of sight or whatever the fuck. I will never watch it. Out of sight is cute. And it, it's got taco, taco, taco drinking bourbon. It's your, <laughs> you like bourbon. And she, that's her drink. And she's sexy and she has sex with Batman. The Croods come out this oh year. Oh, my which God. Which is Chris Sanders' new three movie, Dreamworks. I had seen the trailer for The Croods, which is a yeah, CGI animation movie about a bunch of cavemen. I, the movie looked kind of, it didn't look terrible. Well, it's one of those things where it has a good pedigree in that it's Chris Sanders, but then Hotel Transylvania was Jenny Tartakovsky. I, I know. I see that either. Well, I, like, the only reason I had this list, because last night, uh, Chris Sanders, he was tweeting about, oh, we're at the live, we're at the scoring, music scoring session for The Croods. And I was like, that's a Croods movie? That's a Chris Sanders movie? Uh, I think- People don't know Chris Sanders is the guy directed, uh, wrote and directed Lilo and Stitch. And he also did um, uh, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Which that. Which is why that movie is Why good. isn't he just doing a sequel? I hate, I hate to be like, why doesn't he just do a sequel to that? But... Well, they, they are making, I think that movie is know. actually coming out this year, but it's not Chris Sanders oh, that's doing a bummer. it. And there's apparently... people love that movie. So I have, a, I have a co-worker, this sweet lady named Tina. She and her wife have adopted three kids. And she keeps trying to get them to watch the How to Train Your Dragon TV show because she really likes it. a TV it. show? Yeah. Aww. It's on Nickelodeon. She's like, they have no interest in it, but I love it. So I make them watch it every week. <laughs> Do you think it's great? Yeah. Maxwell Motley did put that in her list that she thought the cru- the Croods looks kind of cute. By the way, she also said that uh, Emma Stone is cute, too. Also, the Croods, so. the main protagonist, seems to be a big, dumb girl, which you don't see that often in movies, This is true. Actually. Again, yeah. the Cora the Cora analog. <laughs> uh, then, uh, there we go. End of March is the G.I. Joe movie. Bill thinks I like Channing Tatum. I'm pretty sure I've said on this podcast Did you that I don't like Magic Mike. You were flipping seen, out about Haywire. I've seen, well, no, I don't like Channing Tatum's character in Haywire until I realized he's the girl. And then I found it to be a lot Fuck better. Fuck Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, I man. hate that dude. I don't hate him. He's just not, I know so many he people who are so pe- enamored well, of not, him. I don't specifically hate him. He's just so, like, every time I see him, he's just like, uh, I'm in should, a movie. I should be boners uh, for him, but I cannot be. He is, he's he's kind of a sweet, dumb meat cake, and yet I can't, I can't. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't understand other people. Maybe it's uh, transferring everyone else's love for Tanning Tatum onto you. It does. I seem like that demographic, but. Yeah, because you love big, yet, dumb hunks. Nope. That's why you love okay. Jason Statham. Jason Statham is my favorite victim, huh? Yeah. That's not Tom Wait, Hardy. who's this guy? What movie is this guy? I'm, I'm pointing I was at this. wondering that. As Somebody I was on the... it open. What, who is that guy? On the Tarantino uh, XX box, there's some, like, an old dude. That's not from Inglorious Bastards. I don't no. know. They, he must well, be... Well, look at him. He's wearing a polo shirt. He, you know, he's got to be from Jackie Brown, because no yeah. one ever likes or cares about Jackie Brown, and that's I've the one guy Jackie on this... Brown. I want to see Jackie Brown, just because... I, I've got the box set. It's got Jackie Brown on the other it's side. It's also on Netflix. Is it? Yeah. It is weird that he gets such prominent placement. I like, like to have Zoe on the Why is it Hugo Stiglitz? Zoe on the hood of the car. That's pretty great. Yeah. Anyway. Oblivion comes out this year, which is Tom Cruise's post-apocalyptic movie that may or may not be a rip-off of Moon. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> we that. We talked yeah. about that last week. Yeah. Um, Pain and Gain comes out. I think we talked about that a little bit before. It's Michael Bay's goody-looking heist movie about I heard other lifters. people flipping out with the trailer I'm like, I was like man fuck Michael Bay I'm not gonna watch that trailer on anime and watch it I was like man that movie seems awesome <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's Dwayne Johnson my well, favorite boy is Rock story, which I'm kind of more and 
interested in seeing what the true story is. Marky but. Mark. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. Who, when he is funny, when he's, it, he's he actually, can be funny. He can be really funny. So yeah. I'm curious about this. Did you ever? You know, we talked about this when we were talking about Spec Ops: The Line. But you never saw Three Kings. No, that's, I need to. That's actually. Mark. That's actually a great. But that, that's that's yeah. Mark Wahlberg's in that, and he's kind of funny in that. It's a him, Ice Cube, and I love uh, him in The Departed. That's right. I forgot about that. The Departed. And I loved him when he wore backwards pants. So. <laughs> There we go. Uh, Iron Man three comes out this year. Yeah, that's actually a, uh, a lot of our listeners who got in touch with us. That was uh, that, that, that got mentioned a lot. Yeah, I really want what's her butt I'm to starting be to get in the suit. A little bit of Iron really Man fatigue. Isn't isn't it rumored that like whatever whatever story that they're Pepper drawing Pat, for from is. this, she actually does get a suit in this story? I hope she does. There's like so in the many comics, suits flying around in that. I really yeah. want to get a suit. Why isn't is it War Machine in the second one? Why isn't he in Avengers? I didn't watch. What happened? I, I never saw the second one. I heard it's got it's got Moon in it. It's got Galaxy it Quest. Well even that couldn't get me. Like, it's on Netflix. I just can't. Get it's it so funny because everyone loves Iron Man one, but I, I, I thought it was actually it was better than it should have been. I, well, that that's way. how I feel about all the Marvel movies. All the Iron Marvel Man movies. is still my favorite Avengers movie aside from the Avengers. I the Avengers, Avengers. I think I, to be honest with you, I can't pick any one of them. I think they're the same level of better than they should be enjoyable, but I'll never think of sci-fi them again. TV originals. Just a yeah. bigger budget. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy that. Sounds diminishing of them, but I, no, I enjoy but they're entertaining. Them. I think they are competent popcorn films. Yeah. You know. And but, I, but that's and that's astounding, by yeah. the way, that they're as good as they are. I'm just flabbergasted. But I can't actually be like Iron Man. It's my favorite. You know how many times Tony Stark? Tony, I mean, uh, Tony Stark is hitting that thing where like he's becoming the new. He's like who's uh, Captain Jack from Pirates of the Caribbean? Where it's like he's showing oh, up with too many movies too quickly. Where it's like I disagree. And it's kind of a little bit of a one note character where they can Richard, add more depth to that character if they Robert wanted Kennedy, to. Jr. Especially if they went to like actually explore the characters like the alcoholism he has in the comics. I think they're supposed to in this next one. Aren't Hopefully, they? well, everyone was hoping they might do that with the second movie and they didn't it looks There's like the trailer, for they're clearly trying to make this the dark one which a little bit like yeah they could go that way because I mean, you're talking about a guy who's an ex-arms dealer yeah fighting like is it is the mandarin supposed to be some kind of chinese crime lord whereas i guess in the comics he's like a cartoon fu manchu crime lord where yeah. this one he's supposed to be more of a generic asian indian chinese some kind he's something he's brown and he's dangerous. He's, he's ben Kingsley, yeah, um, but yeah. The Great Gatsby comes out this year. I still can't believe I made this joke before, but it's because I can't believe it's real. <laughs> the Great Gatsby by Baz Luhrmann in 3D with a score by Jay Z. That is the most amazing concept, and that it is the reality that we live in. It's the pain and gain for the theater crowd. <laughs> It really oh, is just man. like for, for for the New Yorker crowd. Yeah, the let's put it that way. Gatsby. Yeah. What I love about this is for the trailers is it absolutely simultaneously gets the point and does not get the point. It's got a guy with a giant inflatable champagne bottle. Which cra- every time I see that trailer and I see that guy running through the party crowd with a giant inflatable champagne glass, I laugh my ass off. I don't know if that's from the book. I need Bad to finish that Norman. book before the. I know. Do you know? Have you read Bad Great Gatsby? Do you know the yeah. story, Great Gatsby? Yeah. You know how it ends. Yeah. Uh, I, I know how it ends, too. It, I, I didn't I, have actually finished the book so I can read it before my brain gets rotted out by the Baz Luhrmann's version in my, in my soaking pop culture. In my advanced placement lit class, I made an idiot of myself in front of the teacher because I was like, you know, the last ten pages, I didn't know that spoiler, spoiler happened. Yeah. I couldn't tell. Well, like, I know, like, he spends a lot of time, like, staring off into the horizon, like, staring at this green light on the shimmering horizon. Like, even in the trailer for it, like, instead of, like, it being, like, distant green light, it's like this yeah. big eye of Sauron, kind of, like, misty green. <laughs> <laughs> Baz Luhrmann is as subtle as a blow to yeah, the head. Yeah, the whole point's supposed well, to be a tiny on the horizon. And it's like, well, it's also about, you know, the, the emptiness of all this style. Yeah. And, like, the shallowness of you their lives. You got Jay-Z doing the soundtrack! You got Baz Luhrmann! 
sarcophagus of all this glittering <laughs> bullshit. It's I mean, just... if you look at like like strictly ballroom, strictly ballroom is like a great example of like substance being meaningless and actually poisonous. I don't you. know this three D. But exactly, that's the thing. It's like Bessler. There's gonna people. People are gonna get a doctorate writing an ar- yeah. writing articles. Uh, writing papers about this movie yeah. versus like the meaning of its content of the original oh, story and amazing. yeah it's it's yeah it's anyway we're we'll, we'll meta weirdly oh god it's, yeah. it's inception uh <laughs> star trek into darkness comes out shortly after Store that trick Store trick what does there say about star trek boys i like all the boys in it. mike is convinced you don't care about Star Trek. Tell me, tell Mike me. Mike is convinced theory. that you see a little bit of Khan. Okay, he, Mike, Mike, Mike admits that the idea of Benedict Cumberbatch being Khan, gotta give up on that one. Yeah. But he's probably paying, playing a member of Khan's crew, and that like the movie may end with uh, Khan being introduced and played be by Martin Freeman. Who knows? Well, there's a guy in the background. Like you see, like there's all these kind of like uh, cryogenic coffins. Yeah. And you see two people in the background walking away from the cryogenic coffins. There's a little guy, kind of looks like Benedict Cumberbatch from Hunt, with a big taller guy with a ponytail who looks just like Khan in the original episode that he shows up in. Yeah. With a little ponytail and like a little bit of a jumpsuit, looks like exactly like him from Hunt. That might be like like one of the last shots in the movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, we've got all these other like biogenetically yeah. enhanced super dudes. We're gonna sit. and like that could be the third movie. And that yeah. is actually is about Khan. Who knows? Who knows? It's Star Trek. Who gives a shit? I but. like. Star Trek because it's fun now. <laughs> it's also kind of like needlessly gritty at the same time, but still, whatever. That's well, the is, Batman effect, the Christopher Nolan effect. Yeah, where everything, well, the trailers for everything have to be boom, boom, yeah. dark, gritty. Everyone dies, boom, boom. Yeah. Uh, villain saying something uh, foreboding. And foreboding boom, yeah. boom to black. I love how many trailers these days are actually black screen. How they, how much they get away with yep. not showing things in movies these days. Yep. This has been going on for years. Yeah. But like, where it's like, instead of just showing a shot, it's like a fade in from black or fade out yeah. to black. Yeah. And so half of every shot you're seeing is actually just black screen. <laughs> and so you're watching a minute long trailer with only 30 seconds of footage. That's a, that's a masterstroke. And like, no one ever really notices or cares about it. But anyway. Yeah. I fucking love trailers. I love movies. The art trailers. of trailers is amazing. I it's love that the trailer people get their own awards at the end of the year. They should. I would love to be there. There are a lot of trailers that are better than the movies. You yeah, see exactly. them. yeah. Oh man, yeah, I would anyway. love to hang out with people who edit trailers all day. Just, oh man, there's a book to be had there. Jesus, that should be a movie. And I love to see the people who make have to edit the trailer for the movie about the trailer guys who make the trailers. Anyway, Joss Whedon's Much Ado About uh, Nothing comes out. Yeah, that's finally coming out. I thought it was supposed to come out last year, say, but no, it's coming out this year. I love that the whole idea of it was like, I'm gonna film this real quick. I wonder how much of like of a release it's gonna get. I wonder yeah. now with Joss Whedon having so much like His little currency, cachet, yeah. instead of just having the movie come out, I wonder if it's gonna be like Joss Whedon's Much no. Ado About it's, Nothing. Because it's Much Ado About Nothing that he filmed. It should have been just really straight to weeks. iTunes last year. Like, I mean, I'd like to go see it in a theater. Well, I wouldn't mind seeing it in a theater. Know, but I, cause do I you like really want to be sitting do, for two and a half hours watching Shakespeare? Much Ado About Nothing is the one Shakespeare play that I actually really, really like. Who are the characters? Which one is that? Benedict and Beatrice and I can't remember the name of the captain of the guard. Is he, is he bottom? Is that no? That's uh. That's no. I'm confusing that with yeah. The, you're confusing it with. But they've summer. got the whole the whole yeah. I like I like. Wasn't I bad. actually like. And if it's if if it's if it's agent, what's his name from the Avengers who died, reciting most of the dialogue. <laughs> oh. If it's just all the B characters from every episode of a B TV show, yeah. <laughs> it'll be better. Oh. I, 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 no, I'd say 
guess anything yeah. bad. I just wish it was around now. There's a really good adaptation of Much Ado About Nothing, though, which yeah. I'm like... I just wonder, like, people who, like, like, oh, this is from the guy who wrote and directed The Avengers. And they go to see it and, like... <laughs> and it's just Shakespeare. Why is it a bunch of... Yeah, B actors from all, a bunch of TV series I've seen before. Just, it's Shakespeare. Like, that's it. That's all it is. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm curious about it. Yeah. And, like, it's, I talked about in the past, I'm not always super into Joss Whedon as a director. Like, it, no, I like even, him when he directs The Avengers is directed kind of very slowly. But, yeah, yeah but, and, like, the way, you know, it's, it's always kind of weird. So I'm curious about this, because it's just a smaller thing. And he usually does better with smaller, like, yeah. smaller little The episodes of TV things. he's directed has been fine. But, I mean, even in those, where he excels most, it's not the big bombastic action moments. It's the little character moments. Yeah. It's the little things, like, yeah. Well, especially with him dealing with the cast he's worked with extensively before. Yeah, it should, yeah. Be, it should be good times. Also, on the same day, we can do a hell of a double feature. Uh, After Earth comes out. <sighs> Which is the... Did you know there's an M. Night Shyamalan movie? No one knows because they've gone out of their way to pointedly not mention his name in conjunction with this film at all. All you know oh, this is that's the new... right! That was Someone... going to be the name of his next movie. They never talk about that it's I just new... found out about this week. I didn't make that connection like, before. I've seen people articles online. Like, all, there's all, all these articles online right now saying... There's an M. Night Shyamalan movie you've heard of, but you don't know it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie. <laughs> that's strange. That is marketing stealth. Whoever the marketing of that movie, that's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Well, that actually makes me more interested in that movie. Because yeah. M. Night Shyamalan, he does a load of crap. That's, you know he's fucked up when he has to hide <laughs> his name. But, you know, he always he he is an interesting director. Yeah. His movies are written like shit, and I did not get And he's to... talented. He just he's, gets lost up just, his own ass. Yeah. Yeah. As long as there's no really crazy twist. Well, then again, it almost has to have... Doesn't like, the movie suggest there is going to be a twist? Because well, there's going to be something about how... Yeah. Yeah, they're on Earth. What's the nature of most sci-fi apocalyptic things? Is like, what what caused the apocalypse is usually... It's the Planet of the Apes effect, where it's post-apocalyptic yeah. Earth, but what's, good, the, what's oh the twist going to be? I was wrong. All, all the animals are made of bees. That's when you got that and Oblivion coming right after each other, too. Yeah. Well, I wonder what well, their two twists are going to be. trailers on the same day. Yeah. As long as the twist to both movies is an ancient alien seeded planet Earth with life, and we're just discovering it now. That was 2012's thing. Yeah. 2013's thing is already mm. seemed to be shaping up post-apocalyptic. Do you know? Do you ever see the movie The Postman? Yes. You know that takes place in 2013. Yes. Oh, that takes place it? in this part of the country. I was sick one weekend, and I did a double feature of Waterworld and The Postman. Wow. Which was actually really interesting because Waterworld, I've always heard about Waterworld. Yeah, it's legendary. Waterworld is actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, I've never seen terrible. it. terrible. No. And The Postman makes me all the matter because I really like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. Like post-apocalyptic Pacific Northwest, kind of a reversion to kind of like a western It's almost like the setup for a Fallout game. Yeah, and it's actually kind of brilliant. And what the, the, the set pieces and everything are kind of great. And some of the ideas of the characters in it are solid, Tom but Petty it's the most unwatchable. And he is Tom Petty in the movie. That's the I like, part. I'm like, you're Tom Petty. I'm Tom Petty. But what's kind of, <laughs> what's kind of funny is that, maybe that's valid. It's like, what happens to these people who yeah, are this thing? Especially on the West Coast, you're going to have, like, yeah, you know, still it's Nathan is, Fillion you know is an actual when the Marshall. Bomb drops, we're going to be hanging out with Katie Lang and you know, like, all of that <laughs> bullshit, you know? But, yeah. Oh man. So Katie Lang is living in Portland right yeah. now, right? Yeah. Didn't she gain a lot of weight? She's like a big tank now. You asshole. No, that's I've what. Seen no, her. that's what people have told me. I've seen her in person. No. Oh really? No. Okay. She's built. She's she's built. Foley actually said she's she, not, I could be Katie Lang's body double. <laughs> okay, she's not milk tank. I heard no. she had to like gain like three hundred pounds. You know, or you know how in like in movies there's like someone who's your body double and they're like in every movie. Yeah, and, like that Foley could do that for Katie Lang. Why is this Harry Knowles? <laughs> there you go, Bill. Um, uh. The Man, Man of Steel comes out a week after. 
Man of Steel. No who, one who cares. Actually, I kind of care only because Henry Cavill looks beautiful in a beard. I'm gonna walk out 30 minutes. After I forgot. It seems like half the movie of the trailers to be a judge. Like half the movie is him just bit like in a lumberjack outfit oh, with a beard, which I will posing for the brawny uh, label. I'll watch that part of the movie. And then I'll leave. But yeah, it's it's who is it? Is it Brian Singer? No, it's it's also, well, he, I think no he, no Brian Singer. No, it's it's, it's Zack Snyder. <laughs> That's why I won't watch. From this the movie. writer and director of Sucker Punch, <laughs> exactly comes a movie about no everyone's least favorite superhero. You know what? You know what? Fucking M Night Shyamalan destroyed his career. Why is Zack Snyder still in business? M Night. This because is M Night Shyamalan should be making the Superman person. movie. Who has trouble? I view M. Night Shyamalan the way I see Tarsem. Where I like them as filmmakers, but it's, they're not. The difference being M. Night Shyamalan sees himself as a storyteller, whereas Tarsem does not. But they're both people who need someone just to take their hands and be their writing partner. Yeah. M. Night Shyamalan should, be, should, should, should have been the one directing the Superman movie this year. And by yeah. Superman movie, it's an unbreakable sequel where. <laughs> Bruce yeah. Willis just finds a t-shirt and he scrawls on it an S on Sharpie Superman. on it. Superman. Superman. <laughs> Wasn't that the original, like, somebody was talking about how that was supposed to be the original title, like, the the, 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 the pitch for Unbreakable was what if Superman just didn't know he was Superman. Yeah. yeah. Unbreakable is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's why I can't be mad at M. Night Shyamalan despite him being terrible. <laughs> Almost makes up for the Avatar movie. Anyway, what's well, next? Well, I, I can't watch. I can't watch it. Yeah, World War Z. All I know about World War Z is that it's um, zombies. Zombies. Uh, spoilers for people who are listening at home. But this is our second time recording this because our computer crashed. I had a great thing about Brad Pitt being in True Romance. His character's great. What we were talking about? <laughs> uh, all I know about World War Z is that you kind of send me. And that it, they had to refilm big chunks of it two or three times, which is never. How do you fuck up a story for a zombie movie? Too? Well, the, 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 the book doesn't have a plot. It's just say, a bunch of short a stories. It's just different accounts in this world. About how zombies took over the world, but there's no th- uh, th- uh, there's no thread throughout the, the story. So Man, that would be I guess they invented Brad Pitt's character, so he's going from adventure all. to adventure. See, that would have been such a good chance to go to like all sorts of different directors and have them each direct. It should have been like a zombie. It should have been an then... HBO miniseries yeah. as opposed to like a big... like. You can't, it's too, that's too much of an art piece. Whereas, yeah, and you know, it's big... not going to be rated R, so it's going to be like, it's computer generated PG-13 zombie, like, it's not going to be that interesting. They're not going to, it's, they're not going to be able to, like, they're going to have to pull punches, so it's not going to be as interesting. I mean, there's going to be some big crazy set pieces. There's a lot of crazy shit that happens in that book. Yeah. Like, there's, there's this whole crazy thing about this, uh, scrapyard in India on the coast where zombies attack and people are trying to get off on these boats to get away from the mainland, you know, because out in the ocean you're relatively safe from zombies, mm-hmm. but like... Like the great descriptions of like boats being sunk by just thousands of people just crawling on top of anything that'll float and yeah. zombies like rushing out in the water and people being bitten turned into zombies and turning on each other just like this big night n- nightmare thing which I mean you need you need a big budget to pull off the scope of something like that but I don't know it's it's well, we'll see but yeah on the same day is released Monsters University the Monsters Incorporated prequel man no one cares. I didn't even know this was coming out yeah. until I like looking up the list for movies coming out this year, which is a shame because I think it's I, again I think this is Pete Doctor. I think it's the same yeah. people who wrote and directed the first one. And yeah. Monsters Incorporated, Monsters Un- Monsters Incorporated is still probably one of my favorite Pixar movies, if not my until Up came out. <laughs> that was probably my favorite Pixar movie, just because it had like the kind of lightest, fluffiest. It was the yeah. funniest Pixar movie. Yes. 
Pixar is in the unenviable position where all their movies have been so fucking good that even just a pretty good Pixar movie is like, oh. Yeah, it's uh, kind of this, like Brave wasn't yeah. bad. Brave it was just bad. kind of, like, it was just mediocre. Yeah, and that, that is such, but And it's like such a huge movie, sin. Yeah. That is such a fucking, because even like fucking Cars, it's like, well, that was for five-year-olds. I bet you it was great for five-year-olds. Yeah. yeah it's like, but that's yeah. the bummer thing. Well, aside from the fact that like everything that Pixar seems to be doing these days are sequels, which is so weird that they suddenly went into this turn of like, well, and I can't say that because Brave just came out. That was brand new. But then again, that was all the like... other movies I've got on the horizon are going to be original. They've got that dinosaur movie. They've got the Day of the Dead movie, and they have a movie that's set inside the human oh! mind. Yeah. Uh, or to put it, uh, who's the guy from Double Fine? Grim Fandango. Yeah, the Grim Fandango. Movie. The Grim Fandango movie. Well, his joke was and that a it's a Psychonauts movie. movie. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Oh, he like, Tim Schafer made that. He he's joked about that. But the, I like he'll suddenly come around like I only kid. But seriously, it's kind of like a Grim Fandango and Psychonauts movie. Come on, guys. Uh, then after that, the Lone Ranger movie, which I know you're excited about. Super no one pumped. is. I like Army Hammer. If it, I, if I could watch that movie without uh, Johnny Depp, I probably wouldn't be uh, so offended by it. I like Armin Verbinski. It's probably going to be a funny movie. like Or like a visually. It's it's the interview. exact same team. It's same writer, same director, half of the same stars from Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean and the Wild West rather than pirate stuff. But yeah, fucking... <laughs> Original script was because that was going to be way too expensive, yeah. and Johnny and Depp as the most racist fucking how engine. Oh just, my god! Just, just don't, just don't have people play races that they aren't. Just don't that do movie. It. I wonder if that movie really is just going to crash because it's Wild West stuff. No one yeah. cares about that that much. Just Annie. Uh, I wonder if this might be this year's John Carter of Mars. I'm kind of surprised this movie got made, especially because so many movies got got scrapped as a result of of like that's why the Dark Tower movie isn't being made. This is based on the Stephen King stuff because whatever studio was producing that was like, oh well, like uh, Aliens vs Cowboys crash, and that you know that was kind of like sci-fi supernatural. Yeah. Cowboy movie, if that's not going to work, Dark Tower is not going to work. Though. I don't know why Disney suddenly went like, yeah, Lone well, Ranger, we're going to push that they forward. they had put enough money and enough talent in it that yeah, they kind of had to double down. But yeah. And then they decided, well, we can't double down. Who's, but then they're like, no, we got to triple down. Who's the main female in that? Female. The female. I get a Frankie Dick. The female. Uh, I don't know who the love interest in that is. I think Helen Bottom Carter is in it, but I don't think she's the love interest. Oh my fucking god. Enough with Helen. I like Helen Bottom Carter. She shows up in Les Miserables along with Sasha Baron Cohen, and they were playing the exact same characters they played in Sweeney Todd. Oh yeah. It is terrible. Spoilers for Les Miserables. Holy shit. Fucking bad. Anyway. Uh, Ruth Wilson? I love Ruth Wilson. Who's Ruth Wilson? Um, she's the lady. She makes brownies at 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 Fred Meyer's at the bakery counter. She got a movie deal. I would just call her Mrs. Wilson. She said, "Bill, you, I made some walnuts in these brownies that you like so much." Oh, she looks kind of cute. She like young. I'm thinking of Rita Wilson, who's like an older actress from like sitcoms from like the '80s. She's kind of neat looking. Let actually. me see. She why isn't a black or an Indian lady? Wait, I've seen her in other weird stuff. Looking. She's but I kind of dig it. Oh, she's got bitch face. <laughs> oh, she's the very definition of bitch face. <laughs> she does have the arched, the arched Look at eyebrows. this. She's she looks like she's making a constant fart sound with her mouth. Okay, <laughs> 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 Raina Wilson, I feel bad if her parents are listening to the podcast. Wait, 
Oh my, she kind of looks like a man too. Look at that. She looks like she looks like um, who's the Wachowski brother? Who's no longer a brother? She kind of looks like that guy. She's not ugly. She's just odd looking. She looks like Doctor Frankenfurter. Where where have I seen her from? She's... Man, you seen her at the tranny station? Bill. I just made a joke because there's a train station. And there's a tranny station. I am not making fun of the transvestites. I'm just making fun of a lady who looks like a man. Yeah, Bill. That's hilarious. She's going to be in Saving Mr. Banks. Oh, what's she going to play? Uh, Margaret Goff. I love Margaret Goff. <laughs> she works at the bowel adjustment she clinic I go Anna, to. She was in the Anna Karenina movie. I'm um, always needing my bowels she adjusted. She was on that Luther show with Idris Elba. No, so no one that we she know. She was on the Prisoner remake. What What else? Um, that's really it. Oh, okay. she was in a Miss Marple. Oh, she played Jane Eyre in a TV version. We of gotta Jane rush this shit along. <laughs> I was gonna say this shit is taking too long. To start <laughs> we did not hour. have to. We did. We did not have to figure out what movies this tranny in Lone Rangers movie is <laughs> gonna need be to in. Stop calling her a tranny. I'm gonna cut you off there. Okay. Stop making these jokes. She, she just said she looks like a tranny. I'm just saying she's the sweet Pacific trans Rim comes out. Idris Elba, I want to rub all over him. Isn't Elba a toast? It's uh, the lady from, it's Boom Boom from, uh, or Bang Bang from uh, Brothers Bloom. Yeah, Brothers Bloom, yeah. That's going to be, uh, and it's fucking Guillermo del Everyone, Toro. We don't have to talk about Pacific Rim. Everyone Guillermo knows del Toro. About. What date, when does that come out? We need, to, we need the dates. When does this shit come out? 7-12. July 12th. To 12th. us Americans. Then uh, two weeks later, the new Wolverine movie comes out. Who's directing it? Who got stuck directing it? I was only interested. It's not Aronofsky. Yeah, I was only interested in what it was going to be Darren Aronofsky and Hugh It should be the guy who directed Les Mis and it'd be kind of be a sequel Tony about how. Hopper. Yeah! Put some Harry Potter people in that. Well, it turns out, spoilers, Wolverine's character in Les Mis, he dies. It's Don't so they sad. all die? I can't remember. Does, does, Jean, Val, does Jean Valjean, or does he live? Does he make it through? Russell Crowe? Yeah. Does he explode from frowns? He throws himself off the top of oh, the Hall of right. Justice. And in the movie, he throws himself into like, it's not a river, but it's like a, like a fountain thing. And when his body hits the bottom, it makes this hilarious clunk. Like, it's a super dramatic song. And he throws himself off and it's kind of silent. And he goes, clunk. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like dropping a pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, no, everyone dies, except for the people who deserve it the most, the two teens who get married. It's What's-Her-Face, oh, yeah. the blondie chick, who sounds like a chicken, and Frogmouth <laughs> guy, who's like, bro, I love you so much, I've only met you for five seconds. And his hot girlfriend, she's she got brown skin, she's she's kind of, she got a little bit, she got some meat on her bones, they put her in her corset, so, so she looks like she's being choked to death at the waist, but she's got kind of like meaty arms, so she kind of looks interesting, and then she dresses as a boy, she gets shot, and she dies, she dies. <laughs> She sings in the rain. It's so sad. Man, fuck that movie. They killed everyone. Elysium, which is Neil Blomkamp's Elysium! You wrote Elysium. Elysium. Okay. All I know, that's Neil Blomkamp's new movie. It's got Matt Damon and, like, Susan Sarandon in it. Does it? I want to see it. The only reason I know even Matt Damon isn't because they have the one photo of him. He's got, like, a big gun and, like, some kind of exoskeleton thing on? I'll go see it. Or it's, like, again, more near futuristic, blah, blah, blah. I'm down. Totally down. Yeah. Uh, the Little Mermaid is going to be re-released as part of Disney's grand re-release. When it, well, like when? Uh, September 13th. Oh, so we already blew past all the summer stuff. Yeah, that was it. See, so, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't it exciting? Uh, Star Wars Attack of the Clones in 3D, September 20th. Tattoo that on your forearm so you don't forget. Uh, did we already skip past the other 
Oh no! Wait, that's oh. Then the episode three comes out like a month later because yeah. I realized that no one's going to see these movies. So why spend well two separate ad campaigns on two separate releases? Why yep. not combine both of them? Yeah, yeah. It is like two, literally two weeks later. Yeah. Cloudy at the Mountain, Chase Meatballs two, which is sadly not being done by the original creative team, which was the Clone High team. I had no idea this even existed until I was looking up the list to see what movies are coming out this yeah. year. The first Cloudy at the Chance of Meatballs movie, really good. Supposedly the original title for this was going to be Revenge of the Leftovers. That sounds great. <laughs> Do that. That's the one best chance that movie had of being a success. Be too long a title. Revenge How do you left the chance of meatballs? Cool. No, you just call it Revenge See, of the Meatballs. No that's that's no one. That's actually what the book is called. And then the you book, have the like book. the original poster for Return of the Jedi was Re- Revenge of the Jedi, and it's a big silhouette of Darth Vader's helmet, and then like two little silhouettes of Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker sword fighting, and then you just have like a leftover cinnamon bun <laughs> fighting a fish stick. And it's a silhouette of whatever the main character from uh, Meatballs, the first one, was. Oh, I forgot they made a new Sin City movie. Uh, yeah, I know! A Dame to Kill For comes out October 4th. Is it the is same? It, I was going to say, is it Robert Rodriguez? I think so. What else it's is he doing be. these days? Robert Rodriguez Tarantino's is the off being filmmaker, I think, working. I love the fact that he's he's not really worried about making big films. He's no, fine being in this indie He maker. makes whatever the fuck movie he wants. Because I was thinking about this, like, how Tarantino... Tarantino and what's who are we talking about? Robert Rodriguez. They've been working. They, they they both made it big at almost exactly the same time twenty years ago. Whereas Tarantino's become like this like it's he's cultural. The, he's the biggest yeah. filmmaker to come out of the last twenty years. Rodriguez. He spent half his time making like almost direct to video spy kids like three D like goofy little movies for his children. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't necessarily make the greatest movies, but I like the fact that like he like he'll he will make whatever he makes he whatever he can make for under like twenty million dollars he'll yeah. just go crazy with and just yeah. do whatever the silliest shit he's, and his movies make money not a ton of money but yeah. like yeah he's, he's kind a, of an interesting guy he's, he's he does he has he follows the beat of his own drum and he's able to yeah but he's, he's not making these big deeply meaningful films he's kind he's just making whatever movie he wants to make at the moment he'll go from the next in city movie to making like a movie for four year olds called farts the motion picture. <laughs> Starring his whole family. He actually did make a, a movie for kids with Anna Kendrick in it. Oh, really? I know nothing about it other than Does she Anna Kendrick. In it. I want to see Pitch Perfect. Pitch Perfect. I'm officially an Anna Kendrick fan now. She's she's great in that movie. Pitch Perfect is fucking weird, Bill. It's fucking weird. It, I actually really. You think I, I'm it. gonna have a problem with it? Well, no, no, no. It Does she die of junkiness? No. It's Does she weird. throw herself off the Hall of Justice? I at thought the end. it was gonna be another one of the dumb like dancey singing movies, but it's a post bridesmaids movie, so it's weird. I dig it. <laughs> Did like, she shit her pants? There's a lot of vomit humor in it. I mean, it's fucking weird, Bill. But I, I liked it. Is Anna Kendrick in it a lot? Oh yeah. That's all I care oh, yeah. about. Anna Kendrick. I see her tweet on Twitter. I'm like, I want to date. I know. I do too. Actually, no. I really just want to have a beer with Anna Kendrick. Really bad. She seems like a generally nice, funny, smart lady. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's. I really want there to be an action sci-fi movie with Anna Kendrick. She's kind of classy enough too that like she's not just like a. a, She's somebody you can you can aspire to a little bit. Where she's kind of got her shit together. She seems to be, even though like she's really self-effacing and stuff like that. But Yeah. yeah. Anyone with a heartbeat's gonna have at least a little bit of a crush on Anna Kendrick. Pitch Perfect is not a great Anna Kendrick vehicle, but she is great. See, that's what I was kind of curious because from the way people have been talking, they make it sound like it's it's a great Anna Kendrick vehicle. She is, she doesn't do much in that movie. Like, I mean, uh, she, she, that's, she that's does, a bummer. She does a lot of great. Is she the main character? Or is she yeah, just, she's the protagonist. Oh, okay, yeah. But it's a college movie, so she's finding her way, and it's like that. Her character, there's not a lot to her character except that she is 
she's she's a little tougher and a little more self-aware. Yeah. But it's still, you know, it's about a college awakening sort okay. of thing. So you need to kind of temper your expectations. But she's great in it. She does what she can with what she got. Okay. I want Ryan Johnson to write a movie for her. Really Did bad. you see them flirting with, like, they, not they, flirting they, with... They talk on Twitter all the time. I was like, make a movie. Write your next smart genre film for Anna Kendrick. And I will suck Ryan Johnson's dick for the rest of his life. How do you not just direct message each other once? Just <laughs> saying, hey, you're looking hey, for a movie to me and yeah. I'm looking for... <laughs> yeah, seriously. Also, Ryan Johnson making a movie about a female main character would be female yeah. main character. Female. <laughs> <laughs> you're the outlaw of the band of the use. You need a band Female. You know what? I don't mind just saying female, but let's just start saying male, too. <laughs> I know, male. Who's the human what's... male in this room? <laughs> Okay, we gotta keep going. The old boy remake with Spike Lee. I forget that was coming out. That's gonna make. Is this? Is this? Did it wind up being with Colin Firth or did Colin Firth leave? What? Colin Firth was gonna be what in the old boy remake? I have no idea. Again, that's I I forgot this was coming out until I saw the list of movies coming out this year. I don't know if it happened. The World's End comes out. Yeah, that's that's the next Edgar Wright joint. October twenty fifth. Yeah. Oh, with the Pub Crawl apocalyptic movie. Yeah, with uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost and Bilbo Baggins and. Half the, half of everyone uh, else you know, who was yeah Edgar Wright. that whole game. But Edgar Wright is a filmmaker like Ryan Johnson who's always earned my money. Yeah, and Tarantino to some degree. He's worked with Anna Kendrick. Maybe Anna Kendrick will constantly come in and be the main oh, female. She was she was actually great. Stacy Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Yeah, she was great. Also April Ludgate. Man, yeah, I need to go back and watch because like yeah. Scott, oh man, yeah. Scott Pilgrim was a movie that at the time it's a movie ahead of its time it, a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. when I saw it, I thought, oh, that was cute. But the more I think, I think about the movie all the time. Great That's cast. a really good, that is a solid fucking movie. Edgar Wright is a great filmmaker. Yeah, God damn. Greatly directed. Like, God Not damn. the greatest movie ever, but man. No, but it, he, he is like a really good filmmaker. He makes a particular kind of movie, but he makes it really fucking well. Edgar Wright, Ryan Johnson, and who else we were talking about? There's the three people I'll see pretty much. Anything they do. Yeah. Who's the third person I was? We were talking about a third person. We were just like second well, Ryan I said, Johnson. I said, I said Tarantino. I will also see his movies, but Tarantino, Tarantino is more like. But I was thinking more within like filmmakers have become a big thing within the last decade. Yeah. It's it's it's. Oh, we're talking Wright. about Neil Blomkamp. We'll go see his movies. Well, Alfonso Cuarón. But there's yeah. like, I don't know. But yeah, but Edgar Wright and Ryan Johnson are in particular. I'm in I'm in their cults. Yeah. They everything they touch, I there's nutrition in it. So. Uh, the Ender's Game movie comes out November 1st. Bill has never read the Ender's Game book. No. Read Ender's Game. I know Indiana Orson Jones shows Scott up in the movie. Orson is a is a useless waste of dirt, and all the other books are dumb, but Ender's Game is a good book. Okay. You, it's, it's, yeah. It's about kids having to grow up immediately. I'll rent the book from the library and scratch out Orson Card's, Scott's card's name go. and just write farts. It's, I think, I think you'd like it. Human mail. Human mail. Orson Scott Card. Do not approve it's about of the human mail. having to grow up very quickly and having, like, yeah, you would like, there's a lot of stuff in there you would it's like. It's like Into the Woods. If I read Ender's Game, will you watch Into the Woods? No. See, there you go. <laughs> Fuck you. I, I accept that. <laughs> I totally accept that. <laughs> the next Thor movie comes out November 8th with more cat deadings, which is why I'm interested in it. There we go. Is that, Who's going to direct it? Is it going to be Kenneth Branagh again? No, it's one of the guys who's directed uh, Game of Thrones. Oh. One, it's just like one of the random one of the guys. Like, it's, like I said, the smart... Al, is it Alan Taylor? No. The smart thing that... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Which makes sense. The smart thing no, that Marvel's totally been sense. doing is they've been finding the right talent to make these movies. And the head bad guy is Chris Freckleston. Really? Yeah, so I'm on board just for that oh, alone. Right. Supposedly it's Thor fighting dark elves. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be a fun I can't believe 
liked the Thor movie. <laughs> what the hell? Oh my god. Cat uh, Dennings in a movie about dark elves fighting a blue And I'm gonna pay full oh price to see it. God. Uh November twenty second, the next Hunger Games movie comes out. Yeah. Uh, Originally I called it like Hunger Games, we found a sandwich because it's catching fire because someone left it on the toaster oven too long, but I shortened it because I didn't want to insult you, but then now I'm bringing it up <laughs> Oh, I still games. have to finish the first book! No, you don't. Fuck it. I don't want to... I know, doesn't I... she end up having Hunger kids games? with PETA? I love talking to people who read the Hunger Games because people feel one of two ways about it. They really like the start of it, and then they hate how it ends. Or people like me, who think it starts okay, and really fucking love the ending. Yeah. I'm curious to see how they handle it. That's weird, because I'm like, I'm like, I got distracted from the book as soon as they actually get to town. Right after yeah. they introduce uh, the old dude, who's the only other guy who's... Who, who, yeah. It's not like I got bored, but like as soon as they got introduced to society, yeah. like I was kind of like, meh. I, I liked it better when, when she's actually back at home with like... Her little post-apocalyptic little, like, whatever district she's living in. I can in. understand that. And as I soon stopped... as she got out of that environment, I was like, I don't care. I don't think the world building was that interesting. I've stopped trying to talk to people about the Hunger Games. Yeah, I don't think it was bad. And the movie, everyone says the movie's actually pretty it's good. It's solid. Yeah. They did a really good job of adapting it, I think. Yeah. So. I um, Muppets, the second Muppets movie comes out November 22nd. You Starring? No, people are pissed. There's a petition, an uh, online petition on Twitter right now to get Nick Frost to be the star of the third Muppets movie. <laughs> oh, wait, who's starring the second Is it Muppets Ricky Gervais? Because originally it was going to really? be Christoph Waltz, and he had to bag out for some reason. Which Christoph Waltz with a bunch Waltz of Muppets? Christoph Muppet movie! <laughs> yeah! Holy shit! Being the main star? Oh, man. That would have been amazing. But I think it's Ricky Gervais oh. and like, oh, that's kind of... Ricky Gervais is great, but it's I It's not don't... bad, but that's not Christoph he, Waltz. He doesn't have the kind of added, like the kind of persona that I'd want to see bounce off Rick of Christoph Waltz is kind of like, he's, he, yeah, he's kind yeah. of theatrical enough. He's kind of like, yeah, yeah and he kind doesn't of take himself seriously enough to like. Yeah, but at the same time, they're humping, so, you know. Yeah. Kind of um, the, ne- the, the next Hobbit movie, December 13th. When is the Muppets? The is that November? The Desolation of Smog. That's December 13th. Oh, okay. Yeah, the yeah next Hobbit, the middle chapter of the Hobbit trilogy. <laughs> Unnecessary Hobbit trilogy. Uh, this is the only mainstream movie I've ever heard of with the word desolation in the title. Yeah, so. that's kind of weird. That's like, that's, I think that's the name of like a chapter in the book. I know yeah. it's, it's it's part of a map yeah. where they're trying to go find this where the smog is at. It's like, I don't know. That sounds stupid. Uh, then December 20th... But they, of- supposedly they'll kill Smog the dragon. The whole point of the Hobbit is them killing <laughs> dragon. dragon. Sounds like the story's gonna end in the second one. Who the hell knows what the third Hobbit movie's gonna be about? Just Aragorn and Gandalf hanging out getting stoned. Talking about hot chicks. Uh, finger cuff and Gollum. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like Butch Cassidy and Sundance oh, Kid, except Aragorn and Gandalf are Butch and, uh, Butch and Sundance. Oh. And then they go bike riding no, with Gollum on it, the back. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Gollum stop says, "Stop it! Stop it!" There is a joke. <laughs> you are circling around the joke about Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid finger cuffing at a place, <laughs> and I do not appreciate that joke. You monstrous but fuck, Gollum! I just, I just put in the poor CGI artists have to put Gollum in the insertion of like Aragorn and Gandalf's naked penis, just hanging out, them having to mime on an empty stage. Like, okay, don't worry, we'll put Gollum in later, getting finger cuffed. Meanwhile, it's like raindrops falling on my head or playing in the background for no reason. <laughs> anyway, this is more a joke about Gollum than it is about Catherine Ross. Someone asked me if I missed uh. the Boy Hattie podcast. <laughs> nope, not really. December 20th, Saving Mr. Banks comes out, which is Disney's mo- the movie about Mary Poppins. That's it? With, with Tom what Hanks. day is that? Uh, December 20th. That's it. And then, on the done, 
Anchorman The Legend Continues also comes out December 20th. The next Anchorman. But I want to talk more about Mr. Banks. Uh-huh. I don't know. What are you going to say? I got distracted. No, I'm, I'm like... What I'm, about Saving Mr. Banks? I, so, thought that, I thought that was the last movie we had on, on the list. Oh, uh, well, Anchorman comes out the same day. Is well, that, that, two, that's the one where Tom Hanks is playing Disney, and yeah. it's all about how he made... Is it about how he made I think it's Mary about the Poppins? movie. Yeah, it's about the movie. Oh, I'm curious yeah. about it. I want to see it. That's, I'm assuming that's a Disney-produced movie, because you can't make a movie about the making of a Disney movie. Yeah. Unless, unless, unless like, all Disney. the songs are going to be kind of, like, fake. Like, chim chimmery chim chim chimmery choo-choo. Like, Two yeah. Two movies that are coming out next year with unannounced release dates are, of course, um, the Mad Max movie. Holy fuck. Like I said, I even actually, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, yeah. Potentially the first movie in a new Mad Max trilogy. I don't, that's another Starring. movie. I don't know if I can see it. Tom Hardy and Charlie Theron in my head. That is so wonderful. And it's also who's the guy who plays Ron Swanson? He's Gofferman. He's the car. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Bill. Okay, I like that joke. I'm gonna let that one say. This week's episode could be titled Starring Nick Offerman as the car. The car. The other movie unannounced uh, release date is Alfonso Cuaron's Gravity. Which everyone says is supposedly it's really boring because it's like a two-hour movie made of six shots. It's yeah. in, 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 in slow motion anti-gravity, Alfonso like zero Cuaron, G. He's he's the other guy while well, I would watch his movies. I would it's love to happen. see if like like yeah, like it's like there's I'm a saying, there's a forty five minute shot of, 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 of who's in gravity? Uh, Sandra Bullock. What? She's Sandra in a, Bullock is in Gravity. How did she sneak back into Hollywood? I thought like I thought they locked she's the door like, and <laughs> said, "Hey, Hollywood's over there by New Jersey." Of, I actually no, she's not. Bad. I like Sandra Bullock, but Sandra Bullock and Alfonso Cuarón. Was last time you saw Sandra Bullock's name on a movie poster? <laughs> she was in a movie recently. She it was like movie. before nine eleven. No, I watched the proposal that had her not too long ago, and what I've seen movies more recently that with her in them. But yeah, but no, and to be in Alfonso Cuaron's sci-fi movie, of all the women who can join the ranks of female sci-fi protagonists, no one in their dreams would have ever thought that Sandra Bullock Why isn't Kat Dennings in Zero G? And the boobs just like, <laughs> slow motion, 45 minutes, her boobs just jostling <laughs> together while she's just like trying to fix something. Anyway, that's oh it for movies this year. We're going to get to games and then we're going to try and wrap this up because Jesus Christ, this has gone on for how, how long are we at, Bill? You don't want to know. <laughs> are we four hours yet? Not yet. No, we just crossed three hours. Oh, oh, that's not so bad. I really oh, thought it was not bad. Four. No, yeah, it's, it's not, it, three hours. Not so bad. Jesus fucking Christ. <sighs> uh, games of 2013. Uh, the next Xbox will probably be revealed at E3 with a release date next November. Yeah. Oh, did you see that uh, Microsoft just launched a con- countdown for their e- whatever the E3 press conference is going to be? No. Like two days after, like like January 2nd. That's a little bit of like, they could have waited until like March to start <laughs> countdown clocks when for is E3. E3. Is it June? It'll probably be June or something like Jesus. that. But still, six months ahead of time. It's, that's, come on, guys. So, I know you're p- probably going to be putting out a console, but yeah. like... The yeah. big question, uh, Sony, they're working on the Orbis, but do they have the cash to mount a giant or global console launch system? Or cash, or even just kind of like... Bill and I were talking about the it. manpower? Sony, or... they, you know, they put a lot of power into their hardware, a lot of money into their hardware. Can they afford to do it? But they can't. can they afford to wait a year and be yeah. the last person to market again? Yeah. Well, PS3, was PS3 first? <sighs> Did it? Was it? I, feel well, like I thought it was. I think the Wii was first. Well, the Wii. I'm not kidding. No, no, no. Wii. I think what it was... No, I think what it was, the Xbox 360 was first, and the Wii and the PlayStation 3 launched a year later, like, within, like, three days of each I other. I think now. that's what happened there. Oh, the timing of the PS3. There's something about that. Yeah, because I think the Wii launched, like two, like, two or three days before the PlayStation 3 launched. 
And, yeah, I mean, PlayStation 3, aside from the fact that the system was wildly overpriced and there wasn't much to play on it for the first year, I mean, like, a big... I mean, Microsoft got, like, a like, huge part of the the, the 360's success was the fact that it was out a year yeah. before anything else was out. Yeah. Like, and Microsoft put a lot of money into games. Yeah. Like, I mean, they within that first year, they had, like, Years of War and all that shit. Bill yeah. was talking about that Launch in this games list... Launch games weren't so much, In but. this list you're going to talk about, there are little to no Wii U games. And There's a that, handful of ports. Yeah. The only Wii U exclusive that I noticed that wasn't just like 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 a mini game collection was Raymond Legends. Weird, man. They have this head start. This is this six months is, is the only time they have before Microsoft before another new piece of hardware gets announced that you know they can make some kind of mark. Oh no, Pikmin three I think is coming out this spring. Did they rush the hardware to market? Like it's just it obviously is. Nintendo. They put out the, they put out the system without it having half the features. You had to download Nintendo. the date. They always they're always spare on games. Both, though. but the 3ds and the Wii U both feel like systems that were rushed out the door at the last minute. Like yeah. like, well, the, well, the market for both the original 3ds and the Wii both collapsed when the uh, economy collapsed in 2009. Like the, both both of those systems were selling like gangbusters, but as soon as the the economy went soft, the casual market that yeah. Nintendo had been banking on for most for the sales of both of those things, the first thing they get stopped doing was buying games hardware. At least with the hardcore market, when yeah. it, when the economy goes bad, hardcore games will still find a way to like they they're not going to buy as many games, they're not going to buy as many but consoles. They're still going to buy them. They're still buy something because yeah. it's kind of a captive. That's what they you know like us. We yeah. don't have that much money, but we're, we're still cult. like Bioshock Infinite that's is coming out. Thinking. We'll find a way to get a scrape up money for that's that Bioshock exactly Infinite. I'm just thinking, I gotta buy a new computer this year. New consoles are gonna launch this year. I'm trying to be more fiscally responsible this year. I'm just gonna suck balls. Yeah. <laughs> so Nintendo, obviously, like they were, you know, they probably had like a not pre- predecessor. What's it called? So success, like a successor. Su- successors to the three uh, to the DS and the Wii, probably somewhere vaguely on 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 on. The, like, horizon. Yeah, on the horizon. But the the sudden unexpected collapse of the markets for both of those things came so quickly that they had to yeah. speed up development of the Wii U and the 3DS to get them out there as soon as possible. You know, because they're a publicly traded company, they can't afford just to say, well, our system stopped selling, but, you know, well, that's unfortunate. We still have two years to wait until our well, new systems are yeah. scheduled to come out, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, the Wii, the 3DS coming out with, kind of like, a lot of basic hardware stuff kind of fucked up, and that it was launched overpriced. Yeah. And, that, and, like, the fact that there was really no software for the 3DS until a year after the console came out. Yeah. That shows that that was, put, like, put out. Like, they, they actually, they obviously rushed it out there before there any games developed. And, uh, and, the, and the few games oh, that came Nintendo. out with a 3DS at launch were just like ports or just like, oh, here's here's a slightly upraised version of Nintendogs. Or yeah. here's like, you know, like, here's some components from, uh, one of the three launch titles were, there was Nintendogs, there was um, a Wii Sports game, which took a bunch of stuff from the last Wii Sports game on the Wii and just put it on the 3DS. And uh, Steel Diver, which was a, a, a demo for the original DS. Oh, that they just put out for so that shows like right there. They just took whatever they had around and said, "Well, that that's our launch software. That's it. We don't have any original software." And they didn't have any new original games until yeah, a year later. When that's really everyone feels that's when the 3ds was probably scheduled to oh, actually Nintendo. come out. And the Wii U again, Nintendo like they had Nintendo Land and New Super Mario Brothers Wii U, which were both like really two small, simple games. They weren't like big like like the Wii U did not launch with like a big Zelda title or a big 3D Mario title or anything yeah. like that. And like the fact that like the soft like the the firmware on the console itself wasn't even done yet. Yeah. By the time they started shipping that out to stores, that just shows how much yeah. they just wanted to get that out to market, just to, like make sales to to make shareholders happy. And 
it's not selling that well. So poor friends. They're kind of paying the price for that. So in and but then it's weird that like the fact that they like they, they like you think one thing they would get an advantage of that is by having their uh, hardware on market a year before everyone else they could uh, take advantage of the fact by trying like trying to get software out, out there to match yeah. and they're not doing that and it's just yeah, out I mean, there on shelf for no reason. You it's can't just... just have hardware like you got to have software that sells the hardware. Yeah. Like if the Xbox didn't have Halo, there'd be no Xbox. What's up? You lose your phone? I'm just looking for my touch. Um, it makes a really good radio for me to look for my device. Uh, moving on to actual games. Oh, I know it is. Uh, in the game, we're talking about actual games. The Mac version of Hotline Miami will be released in a game. I only care about that because people keep on talking about how awesome Hotline Miami is. Yeah. And the developers keep on saying, we're almost done with it. It'll be out any day now. That's it. Yeah. So. Um, Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch. That's the, uh... Uh, the PlayStation, uh, the PlayStation Studio Ghibli, yeah, yeah, by Level Five, the Professor yeah. Lightning people. Yeah, what what date is when does that come out? Uh, January twenty second. Okay, yeah. So what? Well, just like two or three weeks away. Yeah. Uh, people have played the demo. Said the demo is completely inexplicable. I guess the demo's been on <laughs> on PSN for a little while. Yeah. But they don't explain anything that you're doing. It just happens. And so like they literally just there's no like tutorial. It's they just drop you into a boss battle. Which for a JRPG wouldn't be that much because most JRPGs play all the same. But like you've got this thing where you're trying to like manage like this little guy with the like the the the, the light in his nose. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they said like it's enough that like there's mechanics going on that are important to the game but that aren't explained to you. So you play <laughs> in the demo, and you're just like I don't know what I'm doing. So everyone just like kind of shuts down and goes like, yeah. Well, this will probably makes more sense once once I've actually played the real game. But yeah. the demo did. did the demo isn't helping anybody. It's no, really weird. That's yeah. So. Dead Space 3 comes out on February 3rd, right after my birthday. Ooh, I know you're waiting for that. I know, my friend. Outer space horror, survival horror My dear blah. friend Grant was teasing me about that. He's like, you said about Dead, Dead Space 3? I know you are. Yeah. What do you want to be a little co-op, though. Body horror with the vaguely weird religious cult aspect of it. It's like, I know. You, love you would love it when it's a movie about Scientology where half the people, or it's a game about Scientology where half the people explode into giant tentacle monsters. I made of viscera. Yeah. Man, it's funny. This is this is a whole list of games that I'll get to. That's what I'm saying. There's not that much coming yeah. out this spring. Uh, Aliens, Colonial Marines, the Gearbox Aliens game comes I'm out I'm just interested because it's, yeah, it's Gearbox... They can do good games if they want to. I wonder... It's an Aliens first-person shooter, which you think, like, considering how much Aliens, the movie, has influenced so many other video games in the last 30 years, it's shocking that there's not more Aliens games where you're playing the Colonial Marines just blowing apart Aliens. I know uh, uh, Obsidian has a bad track record, but I was really curious about their Alien RPG. I forgot about that. How did that get... Was that for this generation? It killed, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was not that long ago. It was within the last year that it got killed. Oh, really? Yeah. Poor guys. Uh, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance comes out February 19th, (laughs) believe it or not. Um... It's a Metal Gear game where you slice dudes in 13 <laughs> you, different ways. What do you, what do you say You're playing Ma- Raiden. Was it Raiden or Raiden just with a metal jaw? That that whole the history of that game. Just the title of the game. Hilarious. That, that, that you know, Kojima was like, oh, I guess I'll make a Metal Gear game with Kinect software. And then it was so <laughs> I forgot it's un- connect- Is it still Kinect enabled? I don't know. Because it was so <laughs> unplayable and uninteresting because there was nothing to it other than chopping up like water. Yeah, cards. exactly. That was just the tech demo. It's enti- entirely different well, team. And now he came out and she said, well, like, this is going to be the first Metal Gear game I'm going to hand off to other people. I'll kind of, I'll check in from time to time to make yeah. sure it's going okay. And then he came back a year later and said, oh, that other team, uh, they couldn't do shit. So I had to come back and manage these guys. He came out and said, like, my, the, 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 this team of uh, subordinates that I have, they fucked up. 
They're still working on the game, but they fucked up and I had to fix this. That's so weird to have a guy come out and say that. It's like, okay. So, oh, Kojima. Uh, um, I can't say it correctly. Pardon me. Etrian Odyssey? Etrian Odyssey. Etrian Odyssey 4? Uh, the 3DS, uh, the Etrian Odysseys are just kind of this February really cool, 26th. it's a very Japanese series of, it's games where you're just going through underground dungeons, mm-hmm. and you're just like, uh, it, this is a series that was born on the 3DS where it takes advantage of the dual screen thing where on the top screen you're exploring first person dungeon crawling, but on the bottom you have to draw the map of the environment you're going through. Oh yeah? It's a little bit like a Zelda game in the fact that like as you go from room to room, you create a map, but you have to draw the map and like label stuff and like, okay, there's a secret passage here you because you're drawing on the touch screen. Yeah. And it's kind of cool like that and like you can build a team out of like, is it like five or six different people and with like different loadouts and you, but you can name them. And so my team yeah. was like all Doctor Who characters going through this dungeon like yeah. drawing the map and it's a, it's a very cool little dungeon crawler. Nice graphics and stuff like yeah. that. And, and it's a game on 3DS. Yeah. <laughs> the kind of cool thing about and, and Etrian Odyssey 3, which I played, which you're going through this underwater dungeon where you're like not like you're not in the water but you're somehow like beneath the dungeon mm. but like uh, from going to dungeon to dungeon it's like a bunch of sailing stuff and so there's mm. this kind of sailing combat but once you get to a dungeon you go down beneath and so like you're under like not you're underneath the surface of the ocean but it, you're still breathing air but it's like ah, it's just kind of cool like the aesthetics were kind of like kind of cool like yeah. that I don't know it was kind of interesting it, it was a nice break from western games to play a very yeah. kind of Japanese style game yeah. which was for what it was it was designed very nicely it had great graphics and music and stuff like mm-hmm. that and had very pretty menus and you go back to home port and like you know re- retrofit your ship and stuff like that it was very cool yeah. so this is just another one of those games uh, the, as Bill mentioned the Raymond Legends games coming out for Wii U on the same day did I flip 26. out about the that I've, well, you mentioned it. You said it was the only Wii U game of note coming out. Uh, I meant to but. mention this on when we were talking about what we were playing earlier this week was right last night um, uh, on a whim, I was just looking up on the, the Wii U to see if there's any any interesting games to download or see if there's anything uploaded new to the Wii U shop. Yeah. Nothing has been uploaded. It's, it's just a fucking wasteland. So, and the only uh, demos they have, like one of the few demos they have for anything you download that's coming out anytime soon is this Raymond Legends game. Uh, it's the Raven Legends is a sequel to the Raven game that came out last year for like the Xbox for all the different this platforms. This is what confuses me because wasn't that also called Raven Legends? That was Raven Origins. Oh, okay. I know that. I know that's all, and it's pretty much the exact same thing where it's kind of very hand drawn animation with like really lush music, which is gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, but this game is a little bit different in that like there's musical stages, and uh-huh. one of the stages you can play in this demo is where. You're being chased by monsters as it's a, it's an automatic scrolling game, so you have to keep up. It's not like you can go on your own, own pace. But, like, as you're going through the environment, like, you're smashing enemies to the rhythm of the music and stuff. Yeah. And, like, all the bad guys are singing Black Betty, like, blam, blam, Black Betty, blam, blam, blam. And it's just fucking hilarious. And, like, one of the characters, like, when you play the Raymond Origin side scrolling games, or Raymond Legends in this case, you can choose whatever character you want. Mm-hmm. And so it's all platforming, and all the characters they pretty much behave the same. But like the like, it's cool little skins. And for uh, Raymond Legends, the one new character they added is this little barbarian girl named Barbara, who has this big yeah. axe and this big like like Viking helmet with little feathers. Yeah. And so it's great this like little girl with a big axe just chopping shit up. And it's a very brutal legend because like yeah. it's a big musical stage where you get a big axe just smashing shit, and like all the creatures are singing like you know songs and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just very cool like integration of music and platforming. Yeah. And just feels like kind of joyous to play. Yeah, I and, heard that uh, about the first game. I yeah. will, and like the like these, like I said, everything's hand painted, hand drawn. The animation is super lush, mm-hmm. and if only just because this seems to be one of the few things that's going to be available for the Wii this spring, I will buy the hell out of this game. Yeah, yeah. So, and this is by the same. This is why one of the good Ubisoft studios. This is a uh, what's his name studio that made uh, Beyond Good and Evil and oh, all yeah. that stuff. 
They whip their butts. Yeah. What's his butts? Yeah. Yeah. Ubisoft guy that they can't afford to get rid of because. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, the Tomb Raider game comes out March 5th. I, you know, I'm still, I'm going to play it. I've yeah. pre-ordered it. If it's as good as Uncharted. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's easy to do. Just make your game as good as Uncharted. And I, you know, there are. I'm curious to see what a game, what Tomb Raider is like in a post-Uncharted yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. And kind of, again, I've talked about in the past, got to vote for female protagonists with my dollars. Yeah. Even if she's not necessarily handleable. Not that Tomb Raider, that Laura Croft is an unappreciated character. Or I know, like but that, like, but still. well, it seems like an honest trying to reinvent the character a little yeah. bit. So we'll and see you what know, happens. They did. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Bioshock Infinite comes out March 26th. Yeah. If they stick the to that. The biggest game of the, pretty much between now and E3, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, yeah, pretty much after that, it's not until uh, Last of Us. Yeah, April is completely empty, I think. Yeah, May. May 7th. Oh, yeah. Last of Us. Yeah, so, yeah, you have you have a good month to pick all the bones out of... Uh... <laughs> and Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, Jesus. Well, that's that not... it? Are the rest of them just scared? They're like, fuck, Bioshock Infinite? Give them a wide, but... Yeah. Which, I can't imagine... It's not like the gameplay in Bioshock games are that it's fantastic. It's not going to take that long, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like an eight-hour campaign. Yep. Unless there's, like, crazy shit you want to play the story multiple times to get different endings, if there's different endings. I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah. We'll, see how the game, we'll see how the game is. It could be... Like, it, it's had a de- uh, tumultuous enough development. Who the hell knows what it. that final game is going to be like? Yeah. You know? Okay. This could be, like, the, the the Mass Effect 3 of this year, where people are, like, really disappointed. Not for the endings, but, like, who Yeah, knows? this has been this hyped could, to fuck. Yeah, so yeah be... and they made the mistake of, like, hyping this game three years ago. So yeah. it's been three years of hype for this just game. Just gestation. <laughs> yeah, originally they were like, oh, it's only going to be two years of hype, and then it got delayed a year, and just like, yeah, I don't know. So this could backfire on them if it's, if it's not good enough. Or even if it's just mediocre, people yeah. are going to get upset. This, oh, is good. Yeah. this game has to be stellar to meet expectations, yeah. so... Yeah, yeah, Last of Us, I'm really excited about Last of Us. I'm, I, again, it's another game where I'm like, zombies. At least they're, they're organic zombies. This game is documentary about fungus people in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, La- Naughty Dog, they, they know how to do characters. I'll go, I'll buy this game. It seems like the base and combat stuff is very uncharted where you're climbing, shooting, and stuff like that, which is fine. But instead of waves of samey enemies, it's, it seems like it, the combat is going to be a lot more loaded. Less ammo, fewer. A little more survival horror. You yeah. like, we probably have to do a lot more interactions with the environment. Because to... ultimately, in Uncharted, you are an action hero. Yeah. Nate Drake is an action hero, and this yeah, this is this just pure surviving. Be, be and I'm curious. This is going to be the first kind of like big survival horror game to come out in the wake of The Waking Dead, which that was yeah. such a story based emotional story that like, yeah, no. I want to play it. I'm excited. Naughty Dog's got its uh, shit cut out for it, though. I'm excited. Yeah. But yeah, then then after that, the same month, I don't think they have a date announced yet, is Remember Me. Have you heard about this game? Which one's that? All I know about this game, my, it first came on my radar because this guy was being interviewed on some gaming site or other about female protagonists in games and how it's a shame they're sexualized, blah, blah, blah. And he made some interesting points. I'm like, what, is, what the fuck is your game? Remember Me? I've never heard of this. So I went ahead and pre-ordered it, though, because again, <laughs> no, I'm serious. What the hell is it? It is a stealthy sci-fi action game. For what platform? You play, I think it's 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 um, Xbox, PS3, oh, okay, and yeah. uh, PC. So it might be just PC only thing or and something. And it's, uh, you play this lady in Neo-Paris, super uh, futuristic Paris, and you are a memory hacker. Like, you can hack into people's memories. So, like, in your thief. So if you want to go break into a bank vault, 
you will go, you'll go beat up guys, and you'll ultimately get to guy who knows code, and then hack. Well, it's not entirely like in like Inception. Instead, instead of sort dreams, of, it's memories. But it's more, it's more literal, and with this very visual sci-fi sort of thing to it. But like that also goes into like your combat. So like in the combat, it's all very hand to hand. Are you stealing? Are you stealing people's memories about how to use the gun that they're shooting? Not quite, but it's like you're fucking with people's brains as you're doing okay. this combat. Like it looks like it's kind of clever. And, uh, but it's really You have funny. used insanity effect. There are two, there's a, a story trailer on Xbox and a gameplay trailer. It I've looks like some this. dumb Metal Gear Solid Well, that's the other thing. Like, this maybe had, like, an interesting story or, like, interesting ambitions. doesn't mean the gameplay is going to be any good. No. But, I mean, actually, the gameplay, I'm, I'm intrigued by the gameplay. It looks like it's going to be a dumb, There is so like, much shit, like, our thing. list of games actually coming out this year is very tiny. There are such vast mountains of shit that's probably coming out this year. The entire launch libraries for the Xbox. Oh, yeah. Maybe the PlayStation. Being all tight-lipped. Whatever Nintendo's gotten planned. Hopefully for the Wii and the 3DS by the end of the year. Yeah. There's mount Like, this... The, we we don't know about more shit than we actually know. Yeah. More. yeah so... Yeah. So in, un- in so hopefully we... there's a lot of nice surprises like Remember Me and stuff yeah. where like oh Remember Me is gonna be dumb it's gonna be dumb as a load of bricks but I, yeah you know I think it's like it looks like it's just different enough and like I said female protagonists can't... A year from now you can come back and listen to this episode and be like oh they were so excited about Bioshock and <laughs> oh so oh it's pity gonna them. be like a year ago exactly and they're gonna like, be like years like fucking like a year ago we're like this effect is gonna be so amazing yeah and like they had no idea that like <laughs> like. The, the 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 tabletop role-playing game of Breaking Bad would be the biggest thing of 2013. They had no idea that was coming or you know, something like that. Yeah. Our favorite so, games of next year, or this year, we probably don't even know about yep. yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So in unske- games that ha- do not have scheduled release dates yet, uh, we have Amnesia um, Machine for Pigs. Have you read it or played Amnesia Dark Souls? Amnesia's Sound? fucked up Juju. So Did you buy it? I got it in a humble bundle yeah. at some point. It's fucked so up. So I man. have it. I will never play that fucking oh, so game. It's called Amnesia a Machine for Pigs? Well, I like- they have come out that the pigs is you. <laughs> Well, I guess it takes place in China, too. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting, like, instead of just being fantasy, like, oh, you're just in a darkened medieval castle. It's like... Yeah. You know. It, you know what? Those developers, they seem to be awesome, but I will never play this fucking no, game. No, yeah, no, yeah. I, I know people do. who are, like, hardcore, like, survival horror games are like, nope. This is notorious. <laughs> you're not even necessarily killing or anything. Like, no. it's just like, no. Well, it's that whole As, thing. The atmosphere. What is the scariest thing in games is powerlessness. Yeah. Because games are all about power fantasy. Nothing freaks me out more than powerlessness. And then it's a game where all you can do is run and hide. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, hopefully, I'm assuming that'll be there will be a Mac version for that. Although, if you there get will, a PC. I mean, the, uh, the, the Amnesia Dark I would love an Xbox Live version so I could play with a controller on the TV. It would be yeah. fantastic. When I, when I, so I'm finally going to have to get a new computer, and I've been talking about it and thinking about it and talking about it and talking myself out of it. My computer's now, I have a five-year-old Mac, Macs Aww. in particular, you don't... I was complaining about how my MacBook is three years old, and that's ancient for a Mac. Five-year-old, yeah, It is, it is just, I mean, I, I have trouble, like, opening, like... That is the Harry Carey Jr. of <laughs> Mac machines. So, I, and I really think that I've got to get a TV, a, a con, I don't care if it's a big tower... I'm going to plug it in my TV. Why don't you just buy an Apple TV? Not an Apple TV as in the thing you connect your TV, but the Apple television that's coming up. It will not be a computer. It will be but an Apple But you can play, TV a, man, will it be a touchscreen TV? I'm kind of tempted to get a just a Mac Mini and do dual boot on it. And yeah, just, just plug that, that in my TV. But I'm scared of, I, what if it's not enough to do what I need to do? And then I've dropped $500 on a thing. Yeah. Really you have to talk to people in and the then, know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. So friends, okay, dear uh, listeners, I'm gonna interrupt this for a minute. So I need I my budget is eight hundred bucks. 
I want something that I can do video editing on. This is what fucks me. It's like if I just wanted to play, because realistically the games. If it was a play, passive thing, if you weren't so yeah, yeah, if it was I, just games. I, I I'm really I, the games I want to play. I'm not gonna try and play Crisis in all the HD settings. I'm gonna be playing shit like you know, fucking dating sims. Bullshit. Analog hate oh, story. Oh, that's the other thing that's not on this list. What's not on this list? Most important of all is the um. A coming out on top, a gay dating sim. Oh, it's currently on Kickstarter yet. right now. I've never funded something so hard in my life. You gotta add that to the no show notes, so I know how to add that to the show notes. It is a gay dating sim. It is being Kickstarted right now at this moment. I'm so when excited it about it. It uh, ends at the end, I think at the end of January. Uh, it has been called Minecraft through. for gay people. <laughs> no, it's... No, she, that's great. Coming, it's a, it's coming on top? Coming called, out on top. Coming, yeah, it's coming out on top is better than just coming on top. Well, that's the thing. It's coming out on oh, top. I know, yeah. Coming out on top. It's, yeah, it's a dating sim. I just imagine a gay guy just erupting out of the closet with his dick already rigid and semen just splattered all over whoever he jumps on top of. Uh, I have very vivid, vivid pictures when it comes to semen and penises in my imagination. you do, Bill. I am... The, the thoughts of that turn to Daniel Craig's buttocks. I don't want to see his anus, though. Just his butt cheeks. <laughs> I just want his, you want him clenched? I, I just want his butt cheeks to exist. It's like a TARDIS of butt cheeks where it just goes on forever <laughs> inside his butt and never like terminates in a butthole. It's smaller on the outside, Bill. That's <laughs> right. Uh, no, oh, no, it's... it's. Oh, that's... I forgot that's the Doctor Who. That's, that's the reversion. <laughs> that's how you know she's smart. She's got a different way of looking at things. Aside from the fact she can't vote her whole property. <laughs> Coming out on top. God damn! Everybody, go fund this game just so I will be happy. That's it. That's it. That's your just, game of the year. Uh, uh, What's the projected release date? Is it November. any time this year? November. Which means twenty fourteen <laughs> yeah. August. Yeah. We'll see. It is a one woman operation. Oh, is it's it? It's totally one of those things where she was asking for five grand. She's asking for five grand. She's got like five hundred thousand or something. Thirty, and she's she keeps what what she ultimately is like. Okay, I'll unlock more dudes. You know what? I love <laughs> I'll this unlock game. more dudes. You know what? I love this game. Yeah. One of her stretch goals that she did reach is there will be individual hair settings for each man where if you want smooth chested dudes you can do it if you want super hairy dudes you can do it if you want something in between is there I think junk sizing scale no but that's fantastic though this yeah. is it will have erotica let's go uh, guys i'm so excited about this donkey <laughs> i'm gonna play it so hard if you if you donate enough you can actually be in the game you can be in there's a, there, in the game the character has an app on his phone that's basically like grinder it's called there's two apps there's bro finder and babe finder and if you fund enough you can be you can just be a photo in it yeah if you fund more you can be not only a photo but a profile in it and if you fund um like one thousand five hundred dollars you can be a character in you the might game. be worth not getting that, a computer and using that money i should because you can be a character not who the protagonist has a relationship but just has a one night stand yeah, exactly, yeah. what is great is that you have the option of it's going to be in a dlc that comes out after the game is out you have the option of it being a public DLC or something just for you, <laughs> which is kind of amazing. Oh, I wonder if like you could like make like I wonder if you can like ask for like the text of your profile to be like yeah like I love to fuck butts you or so, like something that's like, really mild private. fetishes. Yeah, but it's, it's fucking amazing. Fuck it, this game. God damn. So your profile would be like you have to dress like Robin Hood, Disney's Robin Hood. Yes, Bill. I can't finish. Actually, I did. <laughs> I can just see, see the, your worst intentional picture of yourself. Think, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a girl. My wife. <laughs> 
So we got this frame from Ikea, this big round ornate frame from Ikea. What I really want to put, and it's over our bed. Yeah. What I really want to put into it is the picture they take of themselves in Butch Cassidy's and yeah. kid, of the three of them posed. That's really what I would put into it. And my wife's counter argument was, I don't want to have to stare at them when I orgasm. Judging. She's like, she's like, is this going to be your way of telling me that you can't finish if you're not making eye contact with Robert Redford? Maybe. <laughs> would you guys get a tent? Sex tent for the bed. So they can't see. Also coming out this year will be Animal Crossing A New Leaf. If you guys used uh, blinds and, was it like pony play? Like blinders? More often. Like I keep on suggesting that wouldn't even be an issue. But the whole thing about blinders is that you can't see right or left. All you can see is straight ahead. Just stare at the bathroom or whatever. (laughs) If it turned my head. Honey, don't look this way. Exactly. If anything, I need blinders that block immediately in front of you. picture Fully in a headdress, like from Las Vegas, with like horse blinders, just kind of like, honey, I made you soup. Hey, Bill, Animal Crossing, a new leaf for 3DS comes out. It's Animal Crossing. Everyone hates Animal Crossing. Everyone will buy Animal Crossing, including me. It seems like it's just like an uprised version of the DS version, except I guess it's got a couple new holidays. And well, that's the story of every Animal Crossing. It's like, hey, it's old Animal Crossing, except now there's like. A chair that looks like a snowball. Well, I guess in this game... Well, this is the reason why I did my Parks and Recreation... Parks uh, Parks and Recreation Animal Crossing mashup last spring. Yeah. The little picture I drew. Yeah. Was because in this game, you're actually the mayor. Yeah. And you can actually make judgment calls about how the city is supposed to grow. Which, by oh, grow, I'm sure there's not that yeah. much to do. But, hey, like... Mall. You're Don't actually, like, deciding, mall. like, we'll build the this structure shop. here or something like that. I'm sure That's everyone gets cute. the same coffee shop. Except instead of putting it in corner of here, yeah. you can put it over here if you That's want to or something cute, like that. Though. But, yeah, that got me thinking about, like, what if Leslie... Nope. Like, you know, like, what if I could play okay, as I Leslie Nope that. again? That's pretty great. Yeah, you've actually got some responsibility. You're not just, like, a citizen, but you you're actually... You should make some prints for that, uh, for the new season of, of Parks and Rec and for the new Animal Crossing. I know, and they'll probably be coming out around the same time, yeah. Um, Pikmin 3, as Bill mentioned before. Yeah, that's notable just because it's a Wii exclusive game. That, that and Raymond Legends are, like, the two between now and Who knows E3. When. That's kind of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2. Ah, uh, just it's a new Castlevania game. You don't get too many Castlevania games this year. The first Lords of Shadow game was actually kind of fun. It was just uh, Devil May Cry meets, or actually it was more God of War meets, weirdly enough, uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Really? Because uh, most of the combat is just, you know, just, you're just kind of beating up guys, yeah. kind of like God of War style. But then there were like three or four bosses in the game, which is a giant monster. You have to climb. The controls were exactly like Shadow of the Colossus. Get on top of its head, stab it in the head, and kill it. Huh. And, it, uh, like, those bosses had nothing really to do with the rest of the game. <laughs> it's just, obviously, the creators were like, you know what, Shadow of the Colossus, why not? we got to do something in this game, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's What's sad is what is not on this list is The Last Guardian. I know. I almost put that on the list, because I saw that was on, on our Guardian, list last year. question mark? Who's going to Sony's going to exist by the end of this year? Much less if PlayStation 4, oh. much less Last Guardian. Speaking of things that may not exist I just, next I just, year. We're officially giving up on Last Guardian, I guess. This is it. 2013, the year we're no, like... I still hold out hope. I would love for it to come out. I still hold out hope. Uh, It'll be a dating of, simulator. Speaking of things... <laughs> I want to think that you play the big dragon and you're trying to find... What's that a to, I want to mate with? You're trying to score chicks. <laughs> Can barely fit in bars. Who's, who's Eguelion? Well, I'm assuming he's going to be trying to date other big bird cat creatures, <laughs> not just like chicks. He's trying to date Emma Stone. <laughs> Um, speaking of things that are on their last legs, theoretically THQ South Park RPG will be coming out next yeah, spring. Yeah, Brains of the Stick or whatever? Stick, uh, stick of the Legend Order of, of the Stick. Order of the Stick. 
Yeah, hopefully. Like, I want it to be... I, a, I want it to exist because I really do want THQ to make it out of this life so they can make Saints Row the Fourth. That's not going to happen. Um, I, I think... I, I They're, they're going to have to convince three THQ people to kill themselves so they can collect the insurance money to get enough money to actually <laughs> put out South Park. Yeah! <laughs> just to Just to publish South Park just long enough to make oh, you scrape a couple extra bucks. Yeah. Uh, the... Uh, oh. uh, uh, I want that to make it just so Obsidian needs to make come out with a game that's a finished good game. No, they and will. It'll like never come be... out because we locked in a shelf. Somewhere. How ironic would that be? That the Turns one out South Park is the perfect game. The one Obsidian game that's like perfectly polished, perfectly balanced. It's secretly everyone's 2013 best <laughs> game of the year. They will never know. It just never ends up in know. the same landfill with ET, like and, and like ba- like Star. Wars Battleground 3 or whatever. Really well, yeah. God bless. It's an urban um, legend. Grand Theft Auto 5. Yeah. Probably, I would imagine that's, you know what, everyone's steering clear of uh, May and April. I wonder why. That's probably going to be coming out right around yeah. there. Well, which that's when they put out Red Dead 2. Yeah. That's kind of like been... Uh, why did you have to say Red Dead 2? Now that's where <laughs> my brain went to. <sighs> well, don't worry about that. Because that means if it's not coming out for a while, that's going to be an next-gen game. Yeah, the... The Grand Theft. I keep trying to tell myself that Grand Theft Auto is the cash cow that pays for L- your LA for the Wars, Wars, It pays yeah. for Red Dead Redemption and it pays for Bully. So even if you don't like the game, you could be like, "Well, at least yeah, well, I'm getting." You know, like Grand Theft Auto. No one dislikes Grand Theft Auto. Games. You'll get their fun. next their next open world game, which is set in, tr- in like Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory <laughs> exactly. for some reason, which actually turns out to be oddly <laughs> fun. Really great like, game, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon for 3DS. Uh, big news just because it's uh, three. I it, I mean, people like Luigi's Mansion. Oh, one of the people who's making that game, he friended me on Wii U last night. I got a really? message. He's like, I work for so-and-so studio. I like your your doodles. And I was like, who is this guy? And I like, looked up. It's like next level. And I was like, oh, it's one of the guys from working yeah. on new new Luigi game. Was That's like, adorable. Yes. Well done, Bill. I don't know how he found me. Maybe you just from out, saw my picture of Princess Peach farting on Toad's face or something like that on Wii U. <laughs> I'm sure the that Wii U, was it. The fact that you still send drawings to people on Wii U, that's still one of my favorite parts of that system. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So that's neither here nor um, there. Also next year, Watch Dogs, which has to be a launch title for... <laughs> for the Xbox? Yeah. For the Xbox. Or PS. Yeah. Well, yeah, for the Xbox. We'll assume it's just Xbox. Yeah. You think the Xbox will come out next year? I guess so. Uh, yeah, no, uh, that's that's from E3. That's the weird kind of like hacking game. Yeah. Which, who knows if the final game's going to look anything like yeah. that. Because that seemed like that seemed more like a tech demo than an actual like. It's, this is a gameplay stage. It's so funny to look at to go back and look at like the news from E three like a year ago, two years ago, and see what actually happened. Yeah, Alan Wake was about a rapper. You laugh at that. Well, yeah, I know exactly. I think that would only improve. He's not writing a novel. He's writing his new fat. He's writing his rap lyrics. <laughs> That's right. He's out in a cabin with like the Wu Tang Clan. Fuck what rhymes with jiggle. Ugh. <laughs> 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 Oh god! Uh, and the Phantom Pain, which may or may not be the next Metal Gear game. I would assume that's probably hinges on what, whether when, when it, like what the next Sony hardware is going to be. Well, Unless do you think they would make? That? I mean, well, Metal, Metal Gear Revengeance. Rising Revengeance is multi-platform. Yeah. Well, that's right because it's I always Metal Gear games are so tied to Sony platforms in my imagination. I forget they're not published by Sony. That's it's Konami. how I feel about Final Fantasy. Wow. It is still weird to me that oh, we, we got another Final Fantasy coming out this year. Who even cares? I know exactly. <laughs> it's not even Final Fantasy's dead. Um, <laughs> they finally did it. They finally killed it. Yeah. 
Well, on that note, friends, that's that how we're going out laughing at the death of fucking <laughs> your solid Final Fantasy. Sony, yeah. st- Sony shit's dead now. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it will continue to be a, a Naughty Dog machine for me. I forgot that Naughty Dog is owned by Sony. Friend of the podcast, Brendan Akins, he just bought a PlayStation. Did he buy it just to play he Journey? just to play Journey. And I was like, what else do you recommend other than Uncharted? That's a Sony, like, you can only play on the... Uh, he would I like, mean, there's stuff, stuff like Tokyo would, like, Jungle and stuff. Would, he'd probably like the Unfinished Swan, though I've not played it. I'm trying to think of anything um, else that's flower. like... Flower? Um, well, yeah. I'm assuming he would have bought, like, the collector's he edition. He probably will like Fat Princess because it is ultimately fat. Genre. Also, no one's playing. You're going to go online these days, True. Fat Princess. It's going to be you and, like, the tumbleweeds. Um, uh, no, that, that doesn't the there's nothing on there. What's but, the like, Monster Tower strategy game? Pixel Junk Monsters? Yeah, Pixel Junk well, Monsters. Well, Pixel, Pixel Junk. Well, it's probably, like, the best things on PlayStation are almost all downloadable games. And that's so weird. And what was so the weird. Echo Chrome? Yeah. That I'm trying to think fun. of anything that's a retail release that's worth playing. Well, Nino Cooney, but that's going to be downloadable. Jesus Christ. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Pooty Tang. Pooty Tang, indeed. And the tippy tongue and the shiny tie. <laughs> okay, we have listener feedback. Uh, I think Before all we... of y'all, I think all of y'all mentioned things that we had uh, enthused about in our list. But let's go ahead and uh, share your thoughts and or feelings. We'll start with Maxwell Motley, our our favorite Telegram bro, uh, says, Seeing the Miz in the IMAX next weekend is it's only out here uh, on January 11th on. Wait, what's up? Maxwell Motley is going to go see Le Miz. Because it is not actually Oh, I hope I didn't spoil it for her. By the way, everybody. I'm assuming it's a 25-year-old flames. Yeah. Based on I, I still like the production of it. Like I said, my problems were with with that are just. It's seem, in Le Miz. Yeah, it's 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 part. It's it seems to all Your tie back to the play. Le Miz. Miz. Yeah, I don't know what I was expecting. <laughs> That's what Dylan yesterday. She's like, Bill, what did you want to go see Le Miz? Look, look at the person you are, and you just what did you expect? And I was like, yeah, this the problem is not in the stars; it's in ourselves. So. <laughs> That's exactly my friend. Yeah. Uh, Wreck It Ralph. Is it's out here on February 8th. Poor Maxwell <sighs> She can download from iTunes in America before she can actually see it in the theater. Um, yeah, she's in the UK, right? I think so. She must be because like the telegram came from like... Yeah. Uh, yeah. UK. Man, from the UK. Look at this. From England. I know. Oh, I know. oh it's I'm got dying. like full filigrees on the back and stuff. Yeah. I'm oh dying. Oh my god. Maxwell Motley, you became our favorite listener in one fell swoop. We already liked you. And that just put you over the edge. Man. Okay. Uh, uh, the crudes look kind of cute. Iron Man three, The Great Gatsby. I know nothing of the source material, but it looks pretty. Baz Luhrmann, man. Oh, we just spoiled the. Did we talk about actually what you, happened? You did. I I went talked out about the way green light. Too, but you also you casually said something about Great Gatsby. He falls asleep. <laughs> he naps so hard. <laughs> he goes sleepy. Baz Luhrmann makes the most beautiful and watchable movies in the universe. God bless him. Uh, Australia. I still can't believe that movie is real and not oh, a fever dream. Australia is amazing. It is half Looney Tunes, half Holocaust. That's film. what I heard. It's just like there's it no is, total talk consistency. Talk about total dissonance. There you go, my friend. Iron Man three. Oh yeah, I read it. Uh, uh, <laughs> Iron Man. Oh whatever. The Great Gatsby. Well, I, I read. I realize I'm reading this thing. Interesting that film, in the words of my friend, with Benedict Cumberbatch going rogue and destroying London. It had some <laughs> that is specifically Star Trek references in it. I That's think. London though. They're running around in the yeah. Star Trek trailer. Yeah. I don't know why he's pissed off at London. Maybe you could not solve that final case. 
Just fuck it, London. If I'm going down, you're going down with His me. His team did not win in the Olympics, so it's super PO'd. Which is funny, because in Star Trek, you usually don't see London, because the head of Starfleet is actually... No, it's the head of the Federation is in Paris, whereas the head of Starfleet is located in San Francisco. Really? Uh, London has been terraformed and turned into a big... It's been colonized by turtle people? Are you joking? No, I don't know. I can't, okay. I can't. That was a Bill face and voice <laughs> that I generally couldn't <laughs> tell. <laughs> I was trying to come up with something funny that London would be turned into by the 23rd century, but I couldn't think of it. In games, Nino Cooney Rathway Rich um, played the demo, and it's a weird amalgamation of a number of other games, Final Fantasy and Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon. Pokemon. Huh. Also, the King of Fairies has a Welsh accent. Yay. Aw. Bioshock Infinite, if it ever comes out, and God bless, Maxwell Motley says, what else? <laughs> More Doctor Who, because despite its flaws, I love it. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. After having taken a big break from Doctor Who, I watched last year's Christmas special, which was what, the Doctor, the wardrobe. Oh, yeah. That, which was actually really kind of cute. And it reminded me of everything I like about Doctor Who. That one really does kind of make it. Where it that this uh, that's usually the most arbitrary holiday special. Well, it's, done it doesn't yet. have any companions. It's just about the Doctor no, just by himself. trying to make kids smile. Yeah. Which you know, Doctor Who is best when he's pounding around with kids. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, anyway, um, no Sherlock this year. Sadly, I believe they start making it this year. I think it got delayed because what's his face was working on the Hobbit yeah. for so long. Well, also you got Stephen Moffat working on that. Well, I well it's funny because I think the last. Didn't they rush the last Sherlock because they had to fill this gap between Doctor Who? Yeah, well, and Doctor Who got had to split its season like like a year and a half ago because of Sherlock yeah. stuff, and then the Hobbit had to take a month of break in the middle of filming for Sherlock stuff. And I now think the opposite is happening, where yeah. Sherlock's getting pushed off to the side. Well. Peter Jackson, he finished filming. Because they're going to come back and finish. they got to film a third movie. Or I've filmed enough stuff to pad out a third movie. Oh, with... have they not filmed that yet? No, they didn't. They, did the they whole... stopped filming on the two movies they did made last year. And it wasn't until just a couple, like, two huh. months ago they were like, oh, we'll do a third one. Which, it sounds like they have enough material to, like, to flesh out a lot of the third movie. Have more rabbit chase sequences. <laughs> <laughs> but that but I... also... Because, uh, well, I think probably it's it's Stephen Moffat kind of really cranking on all the 50th anniversary Doctor Who stuff that's got to happen yeah. this year. That probably shoved Man, Sherlock this, stuff aside. this season isn't just fun, doofy sci-fi I hope adventure. So. Yeah, especially if you're going to get into a big kind of potentially dramatic 50th anniversary special. I hope, like, yeah, some levity would be nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maxwell closed by saying, Happy New Year, Bill and Annie. Also, Foley, Orange and Bailey. Thank you for wishing Happy New Year to my cat. Yeah, have you watched Sherlock? Do you know how the last episode ends? So keep on hearing. I, 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 I have not seen it, but from hearing other people talk about it, I've heard what it is. I did, I think. I know I watched the first two. It's Reichenbach Falls. Oh, maybe I didn't watch it. I watched the first two. Maybe I didn't watch the third. Yeah. Because I watched the second one. It was when my folks were visiting, and I watched that. Um, Jeremy Brett, Sherlock, and Elementary. Oh, wow, On the yeah. same day. And I think I OD'd on Sherlock, so I never watched the <laughs> third episode. I know, it's it's confusing. It, there's so many episodes of Sherlock, it does get confusing as to what happened yeah. on what. All, with all six episodes that have that exist. Beloved bro, Sid, uh, says, I'm finally getting a new computer, so I'm looking forward to playing all the games I didn't get to play in 2012. Good on you, Sid. You're going to save some money on them, at least. Yeah, God seriously, bless. yeah. As for one's actually coming out in 2013, I'm excited about Nino Cooney. Although I wish the protagonist was your uh, standard Ghibli young girl, which is you know that would be that would be great. Uh, Tomb Raider, thank you for being on Tomb Raider. Ghibli doesn't always have like they they have a lot oh, of oh yeah, but not they tend always. to they yeah. tend to bad bounce back. They seems to be more, kind of 50-50. But it more that fifty fifty is seventy five percent more. Than Maybe New Game Plus. Else. There we go, New Game Plus. Yeah, congratulations Same model, but with Jiggly Boobs. It is good. Done. 
Uh, and, uh, Bioshock Infinite, Animal Crossing, New Leaf, Amnesia, Machine for Pigs, Elder Scrolls Online. Goodbye for doing anything else ever, she says. Is that coming out this year? That is never coming. <laughs> Man, with the state of the MMO market, who the fuck knows? MMOs. Yeah. Man, Star Wars is dying. You can't make a Star... That launched, that's gonna be that launched barely... Did you know the Vita launched less than a year ago? Oh, that's so weird to think of. And that's that console's almost practically dead. Gaming is a, is in a weird state right now. I don't Ugh. think of it because we're still playing all these games that were in development five years ago. Yeah. When gaming well, that's was where there's strong. kind of a weird echo effect where it comes yeah. to like it's yeah yeah yeah. It's kind of like in movies when all of a sudden all these things came out when the writer strike happened. It's like well, it's like right now it suddenly weird? everything's dark fantasy like fairy tale movies uh, yeah. right now or something. Yeah. It's that bizarre yeah that kind suddenly of suddenly everyone's like one thing happens and suddenly like hot, like everything in that industry suddenly decides okay well, all of our stuff is gonna be like this for the next the season. next the next yeah. couple of years. It's gonna be interesting for gaming. Oof. Angry Birds. You know what? I think the last moment Elder Scrolls Online is gonna get turned into Angry Birds Online <laughs> instead of fighting giant dragons. Isn't it like it's third person? There's nothing on it that really makes it seem like Skyrim or Oblivion. It's just like World of Warcraft with yeah. like Elder Scroll mythology like plastered on top. Yeah, it's a bad Which idea. Is because honestly, you know what the game of Elder Scrolls game should be? Skyrim with co-op. Skyrim doesn't have to be a whole pun. Skyrim with one other person. Yeah, that's all, all I, I want. All I want is like in Fable. A... Like just take Fables, oh, Fables fuck. model. I just that's want to be in Skyrim with someone else. We already have a companion system, and it can be multiple other people. You can like doesn't always have to be one person all this time. Yeah. But like just yeah. like some kind just of like social in, aspect. Even if it's so just cool. Dark Souls, where it's like Oblivion, where you're walking around, there's like Bill left you a sign saying, "Hey, farts." <laughs> Or something like Which that. Which would happen. There you go. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Something. As, as far as movies go, I'm looking forward to Hansel and Gretel Witch Hunters. No shame. Yeah. Either, Who's this? Is this a Sid? Take my vibrator. Yeah, this is Sid. The heat. What is it, the it'd heat? have to be your wooden steampunk vibrator. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it makes a hell of a noise. <laughs> Off gas. Oh my god. Ha- wait. Ha- wait. So have we sad. talked about the hysteria? Hysterical? videos have you seen for like cancer research or something like that people yeah. uh porn stars will record themselves reading passages from their what favorite books it's like historic hysterical history. literature yeah, or something like that uh the most recent video had this lady because like the girls i couldn't watch it because they did the fucking dumb camera shit on it yeah that this is that this most recent video the one you're complaining about you can hear the lady she's sitting down she's got the vibrator inside of her and the vibrator rubbing it like vibrating against the chair yeah and like you can hear when she like she starts like grinding against the chair like the vibrator starts you know you can hear it like have you watched any of the other ones no, that I couldn't hear the vibrator in it. Like, I've only seen one or two of them. I know there's like there's six or seven of them. one with What's Her Butt, which is... Cause she... Gemma Adderton? <laughs> I wish. Anyway, yeah. uh, the heat. What's but the I heat? just funny. It's funny to be watching a video with a girl using a vibrator. Yeah. And like where she's like, if, if you're not paying attention, you don't know what's happening. You realize... Well, that's what I like about it is that, you know, they're just reading for the first like I couple love, of minutes. None of them like... last more than... None of those yep. videos are more than four minutes long. <laughs> Like, yeah. Girls always talk about, like, it takes so long to orgasm, but nope. Sid, what is the heat? I don't know what the heat is. The heat? What? Okay. It's a movie, apparently. The heat. You Google it while I continue. Uh, the next Iron Man and Thor movies. Star Trek Into Darkness. Still not over how dumb that title is. I am not over how dumb that title is either. Jesus Christ. And much ado about nothing. Oh, it's uh, The Heat is an upcoming 2013 comedy by Paul Feig. Uh, the guy who did Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. Starring... bum ba da Sandra McCul- uh, Sandra Bullock and <laughs> Melissa McCarthy. Really? How have I not heard about this? That's a hell of a one-two punch. You know what? I can see them actually doing really well together. Because they're both fun. Oh! On new TV, Arrested Development comes out. Oh, well, who knows? They're going to announce it the week before it comes out. 
Shame on us. I'm sorry, I got distracted by apes. <laughs> Let's see, moving on to, yeah, Twitter. Oh, he directed Bridesmaids, so this is gonna yeah. be like, yeah, okay, yeah. Because I knew it was, like, part of, yeah. Wait, is it a buddy cop movie, or did I want it to be a buddy cop movie? Uh, the film stars Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy as a no-nonsense FBI agent and a loose cannon <laughs> detective. Yes! Who must take down a Russian mobster? Yes! Oh, it's got Tony Hale? Dude! Okay. I, when, when Bridesmaids came out and, um, uh, oh, it's got Nathan Cordry. Uh, when Bridesmaids came out, my wife and I went on a lot of stuff about how we really wanted Melissa McCarthy to be in a buddy cop movie with somebody. And then it's Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock? Fuck, man. That's, I'm gonna see the fuck out of that movie. Oh my god. Oh, wait. Is it a got retarded guy? <laughs> oh, no, this is, um, um, one of the main guys is he's also this funny guy in Bre- Breaking Bad. Okay, we're not gonna spend the whole time looking at the IMDb <laughs> for, for the heat. Anyway, easily distracted. Yeah. Okay, I'm excited about that now. Thank you, Sid. I had forgotten about my pumps in this You for bring this news to our life. Thank you, Sid. Now she, now, oh, now her, she's don't Sorry, put Max. fudge on the telegram! <laughs> you horrible person! We're gonna freeze it! I had to save the fudge so that you wouldn't eat it. But Bill is desiccating the other fudges. Jesus. Yeah, I moved my uh, fudge. So, from Twitter feedback, Amir by Night says, uh, I already talked up Fuel, the post apocalyptic 2009 driving game that's really fun to play in the bike of the gym. Uh, today no, I unlocked. Oh, that. this is this is. Oh yeah. Today I unlocked the Rainbow Wait, Army this? helmet. This is Mirabai. Oh okay. Today I unlocked the Rainbow Army helmet, which sports a rainbow flag, <laughs> interlocked male symbols, and the words "Love Parade." <laughs> That's fantastic. This game lets you my big manly monster truck riding Avatar dude in the flamingest headgear. What you do? You play that while driving on the way to go uh, see Pain Pain No Gain. She says it also has a gorgeous day night cycle. I love that. I played the shit out of Forza Horizon during the Christmas break, yeah. just for the uh, uh, day-night cycle. Mm-hmm. It's great, like driving in the desert in the middle of the night with your only illumination being your headlights. It's mm-hmm. kind of fun. Daniel Fight says, "New Doctor Who." Also, there is a new Doctor Who movie this year starring Sherlock. How cool is that? Oh yeah, maybe new Sherlock this fall. I hate DRM. There's a new Star Trek movie. You mean? That's what I said. What did I you say? You said Doctor Who movie. I like that. That actually be kind of funny too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hate DRM says I'm quite excited to read more Vatu. Is that the book from the guy who did Rice Boy? I think that's. I keep on hearing about Rice Boy, but I've never. Uh, That sounds familiar. Beyond the stuff you'd expect, but yeah, 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 it is uh, Vatu. Yeah. Uh, But primarily more Bioshock. Uh, Daniel Fights also says Iron Man three this spring. That might be fun. Grumpy Turtle, beloved Grumpy Turtle, South Park, Stick Truth, Aliens, Colonial Marines, Deadly Premonition, the director's cut. I keep on hearing about those games, supposed to be fantastic. That and Persona. All I know about Persona is your high school students who summon monsters by Persona 4 Golden Collection or whatever. I've heard multiple people say, this game sounds like bullshit. This this is not a game I should have been into, but as soon as they played it, we're like, this is one of my candidates for the game of the year. Hmm. And those are people like that almost justifies owning a Vita. So if you ever find a used copy of that or somewhere super cheap or something like that, you own a Vita. Yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. Government Turtle says also whatever Nintendo announces at E3 this year. This is what makes me cry single tear. Grumpy Turtle says, oh, and of course, Saints Row the Third entered the Dominatrix. That will not exist. One of the things that the Jason, what's his name, Jason Rubin, when he took over at THQ said, this is not DLC. This is not an expansion pack. That's going to be the this sequel. This is Saints yeah. Row the Fourth. This is going to go in the next game. We will never see it. Unless it's published by Square Enix <laughs> or fucking Disney or whoever the hell buys up. Well, did you see, like, uh, there was a plan to sell off the whole company of yeah, THQ and they got rejected? Yeah. And so now they're going to sell off the individual assets. 
And well, so... Still, well, basically what happened was that just the, the chance to... We, neither of us know finances. Neither yeah. of us know what the fuck we're talking about. We're getting our news from gaming sites, which also don't know how to talk about finances. But my understanding from what I read... What are you talking about? Everyone was so upset about the Walking Dead first-person shooting game trailer <laughs> that came out this week, which turned out to be a fan video. <laughs> I love game journalists, but yeah. game journalism... Bullshit. You're better off looking at Twitter and reading NeoGAF <laughs> yeah. at that. Not always. I mean, I love podcasts and stuff like that, but when it comes yeah. to like breaking news and stuff like that, like yep. it's gaming journal. Game the game journal stuff is still a little suspect. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, um, fuck. What was I gonna say? Can't remember now. Oh, we're talking about THQ getting sold. Oh off. yeah. Uh, what I had read was it. So basically, what they happened was that the they were trying to all along they were trying to sell a lot of their assets to this company which already holds some stake to be their majority stakeholder yeah. and they're just trying and then the whole default thing came up and they're like fuck we have to do this this way did another way and a judge said no you're just trying to sell this one person you can't just sell and say you have 30 days to sell oh look here conveniently is this buyer you have to give other buyers a viable chance yeah. meanwhile the shareholders of THQ want to sell off the individual assets because well, they can get more money that way because yeah, yeah. so but I mean, which we're gonna sell it to clear which Water sucks because that means that they're just selling the rights to make those games like yeah. it's not gonna be like the teams aren't gonna go with those games so no. whoever's making I mean, the best... whoever's gonna be making Saints Row 4 will not be the people who made Saints Row 3 yeah fuck yeah this is all because of that dumb drawing tablet if they hadn't made that dumb drawing they tablet they had made like 2 fine. million copies or whatever that yeah. again because that was a fallout from the Wii falling apart yep. man the Wii did so well, but it fucked up so many things when the market yep. off for of the Wii just completely leaves collapsed. Like the, the Wii came in, it totally destabilized gaming. It farted sh- <laughs> in the room and left, and left everyone <laughs> having to deal with it. And the Nintendo accidentally shit itself. They were laughing like, oh, we disrupted. Oh, fuck, that was a wet fart. Now we shit our pants and we accidentally shit out of 3DS and Wii U. We can't find a bathroom to get rid of this stuff, and we hope someone buys it. That is how my Nintendo history book ends. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> this was the Boy Howdy podcast. I don't know how we can chase that. There's a political cartoon of Miyamoto with like wee poops coming out of his pants going, I'm been a bad boy. Anyway. Wee poo. Okay. So. <laughs> we did poo for four hours. We are at the three uh, hour and four. 50, well, by the time I edit this, it's going to be like the 55-minute mark. At Boy Hattie Podcast on Twitter, boyhattiepodcast.com. Oh, my God. You contact us there. Friends, more than anything else, what I'm looking forward to in the year 2013 is hearing from you. Yeah, Our hit us up. delightful, awesome Boy Howdy listeners. Uh, so th- I got to ask y'all, is there anything that you want to see us do this year or hear us do? Would you like us to try another video podcast? What do you want from Boy Howdy? Do you want some Let's Play? Should we try to figure out some Twitch TV Do a Twitch shit? TV? Should we do a topless uh, <laughs> uh, podcast? <laughs> That'd be great! Pass the coconut oil! <laughs> just us, we're just rubbing ourselves. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of nice. We'll save that for August when it's nice to be topless. There yeah. you go. We, we'll bring in the fan and we can like, like both air out our boobs <laughs> in the fan. We add our, our chafed under boobs. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, that's the title for this week's podcast. <laughs> chafed under boobs. <laughs> Friends, listeners, we love y'all. We'll talk to y'all next week. Oh, okay. Take care, guys. A donkey named Eeyore is his friend. And Kanga and Little Roo. There's Rabbit, there's Piglet, and there's Owl. But most of all, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh. Tell me, little cow, we all stop with Pop. He's Winnie the Pooh.